Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. Don't bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 223. We are in studio here. We are going to wrap up the first Triple Crown for the 2023 Supercross season. Uh, basically, on the schedule here, we're going to call up friend of the show, Kevin Morans. Uh, we're going to call up another friend of the show, Coach Rob. We're going to recap the race. I've got a couple of reload rants uh, on my on my thing here. And then uh, we're going to preview whatever's left of the 250 East uh, Championship that starts next week in Houston. Uh, before we get started here in the studio with me, making a triumphant return. He's back. He didn't have to work this weekend. It's great. Exactly. It's Justin. Hey. Hey. How's it going, guys? Hey, man. It's nice to see you, you again. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, nice you know, it was only like a week, but it's fine. It's all right. I like hey, the man. turbo better. It's all right. And also with us here in studio, Mr. Supercross only. Hey, Cole. Heard, bitches. heard you got my head cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Travis was sick last week, as maybe some of you know, and... Uh, yeah, now I, I, it's on the other side of the table. Do you need so, some? Also, uh... Need some tissues? I might, actually. Heard you were uh, right, fighting you with uh, 12-year-olds on our YouTube channel. Look, man, we'll get into that. I was. Well, no, you no, were no, actually no, being I've been reasonable. Were, I've been fighting with people on Twitter. You were, being, you were being reasonable. They were trying to fight with you. Cole, Cole is Cole fights with people on Twitter. I get in the YouTube comments and go. But don't use some. Oh well, he was under his. I was saying some stuff right with my own name. Yeah, oh, with his own yeah. name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, you, yeah you weren't right. necessarily okay. fighting. You were being reasonable. It was people trying to fight with. We you. were not fighting. We were having an animated discussion. Sweet. Rock I was Power hoping Avatar. maybe people would see my name and maybe click on it and maybe yeah. subscribe to my channel too. You know, but. <laughs> just trying to drag <laughs> drag them over. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um. All right. So before we get started here, uh, let's thank our sponsors here. So first up, presenting the show, Complete Racing Solutions. Coach Rob will help you sign typically get stronger and faster on the motorcycle uh check him out complete racing solutions.com again we're going to have him on here in just a little bit um but yeah he, he uses scientific proven methods through years and years of research and development to help you become the best athlete that you need to be for your certain circumstance and that's not even just motocross and supercross that is also pretty much any athletic sport you can think of i know he's helping hopper right now do spartan races and stuff like that train for that so all sorts of stuff there um also our other presenting sponsor tlr coatings some sweet dog hair there uh tlrcoatings.com michigan's number one custom powder coating shop got this sick turbo still on the table here because the customer hasn't come pick it up yet so that's cool um they can powder coat anything uh the proper way we also do custom seracoding follow us on tiktok instagram facebook website youtube we're everywhere tlrcoatings.com check them out also on board with us today holster co gutterworks jt cycle adept creative co isaac nelson designs and edgewood farms links in the description down below discount codes in the description down below so check all that stuff out um, if you guys want to support the show, there is uh, links to Patreon down there. Shout out to Curtis Hodges and our West Coast contributor, Isaac Gonzalez, 
for uh, being our patrons. I actually have the webpage loaded up here to be able to upload the Patreon exclusive uh, uh, podcast we recorded a couple weeks ago. We got to record another one here soon. We were supposed to do one this week, but I was underprepared for that as per normal. Yeah, Bones was great on the show, by the way. Bones was Did you fantastic. What show are we talking about? Last week. Last week. Uh, like I told you, I listen. I skipped through it while. Yeah, like, I was. I okay. had my headphones yeah, yeah. and I skipped through. I didn't listen to the whole power roll long it was. The bones was good. I liked having bones on. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. He was really good. So he, uh, Kev was uh, talked to Kev a little bit earlier today too, and he was like, "Dude, your West Coast guy loves doing what he's doing." I'm yeah. like, "Dude, I know the kid's awesome." So, yeah. uh, shout out to uh, Bones or AKA Heart Kid for 44. 44 there. Uh, yeah, so on Instagram, go throw him a follow. He was at the race yesterday too. Sent me a shit ton of videos from yesterday. And uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you're aware, doesn't really matter to you. Uh, you can only upload 25 scheduled reels per day <laughs> to Instagram because I was doing that last night but after you're he was scheduling sa- 25 a day. No, no, no. Like I'm only scheduling three a day. Yeah, but I scheduled 25 last night during the race. And then I went to schedule number 26, and it was like, hey, you can't do this. Wow, I've got reels up the yang going YouTube has a a limit, too. I'm not sure if you're aware. There's only a certain amount of videos. I I haven't worked that hard yet. I'm still trying to get my watch time to to get the monetization. So so give me some watch time, people. The thing is, is when when he sends me 30 or 40 (laughs) videos from a race, you know, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, cool, what am I going to do? Because... Do you go through, this is a question for you, do you go through and watch them all or you just go straight to scheduling? Um, so because I, my only thing I, oh boy, is here it, we lo- go. It, it looks repetitive because it's the same thing over and over again. It does, yes. It's hard, so it's harder, so with... To critique ourselves, with anyway. you, Yes, and I do understand that. So with YouTube, it's easier because I can upload them all and then I can go in and schedule so I can be like, okay, cool, because when I, when I upload it, then when I go to my screen, this is... You're, riveting radio right now there's basically it's though because there's that's basically, the platform we're on yeah so. there's basically like so when i go in for anybody who knows you go into your your uh creative area for youtube you have all of your videos and you can just click through the pages and it shows you know likes dislikes yeah, yeah. whatever or if it's not even scheduled so i will have the 30 videos he sent me that i uploaded all in one day okay then i can go through and when i schedule those i can be like okay cool we're gonna do one we're going to do all of these at, say, the 10 a.m. slot, but we're going to do one every three days. And I can go through and just click it off on my check sheet of like, okay, this day, this day, this day. And then I can go through on the next set and boom, boom, boom. And that way, it's not as repetitive on YouTube. Now, with Instagram, it's a little tougher because I'm just uploading it off of my phone. So yeah, it's like... no like database yeah, library. Yeah, it's not out. like I can upload it and then go back through and go, okay, cool, and schedule it. It's like... Another reason YouTube Shorts is going to take over. Yeah, it's like you have to, you have to just schedule it as you're like uploading it from the library on your phone, which I'm sure everyone out there, you have thirty thousand pictures and videos on your phone. It's a pain in the ass to keep track of them. They're not fucking labeled. It's just like a, it shows you the time slot. Essentially, everybody who has an iPhone knows all you get when you're scrolling through is like a time slot. So like, if he sends me fifteen videos all from the same spot. 
all of those videos look the same with the thumbnail that the phone shows me. So then I'm just trying to remember time, but then it's like, okay, this row was six, five, five. This row is seven, four, four. Oh, now this row is six, five, five again. Oh shit. Which one was I on? Oh crap. Did I upload that? Did I not? Cause you're going, like I said, you're going through 30 videos a day trying to upload and, and remember I am getting a little bit ahead now. So it might be easier as we progress through. Cause I just scheduled going to my first race today. Um, so it might get a little easier here going forward of like, I can do it where I set it, you know, every other day, every few days, whatever, when I go to something, cause like I'm going to the arena cross next Friday to take a whole bunch of videos there down in, uh, Chipshawana. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to that. Well, I, you want to go together? Cause like, I don't know that the kid's going with me. I think she's going to her grandparents. So maybe yeah. we could ride, we could roll, we could roll. Oh, squad, squad, squad up, squad up bro. You want to go? When are you guys leaving? I don't know. When um, do you need to leave? <laughs> well, I work until four. Can you grind out some stuff from the day before and get out early? It just depends on how much shit I go going on. I mean, if you guys leave at a decent time, I could probably go. But if you tell me you're leaving at like two, I can't. I don't know. Because I'm not exactly sure what this... I kind of looked it up yesterday, but it was a little confusing. So I'm still trying to figure out the schedule. Yeah. So. As long as the starting gate gets pulled out of the dirt and dragged down the straightaway again, I'm in. I don't need anybody to get hurt, but I don't if somebody, even know what arena cross you guys are referring to. It's at the uh, Michiana Event it, yeah, Center. It's at Ship oh, so this is like some SGO shit. It's yes, Stadium. Oh yeah, yes. like straight Amish. Oh yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you, either of you ever go to those back in the day? Yes. I like, went, I'm talking like early 2000s. I raised Kellogg Arena and Deltaplex and stuff. Uh, I went did, to Wing Stadium and. That, yeah, this would have been like 2002, 2003. Yeah, I think. and yeah. that year they left the glass, like the actual glass up. And I remember some dude like coming through, I think it was the whoops, maybe it was the rhythm section, and just plastered himself on the I glass. I remember everybody getting uh, sick from carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. have that problem. Delta was always awesome, but Kellogg was interesting, especially depending on where you parked your bikes. Well, <laughs> it was my birthday every year, so that was sweet. Oh. What do you mean, park your bikes? I got like, the, where is it? Well, like, like, we were on 50s, so we got to be inside. That no, door. I meant, like, okay, I shouldn't have said park, park your bikes. Where you were parked? Because I remember sometimes people, depending on where down. Oh, they had to park at the post office yeah, and push their shit all the way yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time my dad had to, uh, we had our trailer there, and we had a dually, and he had to, like, parallel park in between a fucking car and a big semi. And he's, like, just taking up the whole fucking road. People are pissed, and he's just flipping them off, telling, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the uh, the shorts thing, though, you should have just asked him, like, hey, man, did you get all the crashes from the 252nd main? Because you could have just ran those. No, so I, a compilation. Exactly. No, I, I tell him um, when the night show rolls around, like, don't worry about it. Because number one, he's like us. He sits up high. So, like, yeah. the, the videos aren't great. They're okay. And you can put a few up here and there, but it won't get a ton of hits. I don't know if he'd be interested in this. And I know he's listening right now. So. <laughs> um, you know the Gary Bailey videos? Where they're just yeah. raw, yeah, from like the second level, yeah, they're sick because you can see some of the stuff that they don't show on TV. Well, remember when you so dr- if like Craig and Justin Hill are fucking going at it, yeah. Bones is on that shit. Well, <laughs> remember those well, videos that you dropped from the ones we were la- last year, like right as we got as everything opens up for free practice, yeah, dude, those did great, yeah, yeah oh it's yeah, just it's raw, like old school. Well, that's what I tell. So, I, so I, I gave him instructions as best I could for. And again, he's he's kind of at the whims of like when his parents will will get there with him or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, yo, practice, I need you to sit right down in front, first row, and I need you to move every single practice as best you can because otherwise, like what we did last year, it's like, okay, like, I have two trying to get rid of the repetitiveness. Yeah. Thing, kind of. So, and he did it. He did a really good job. He took some pictures too in the pit. So he sent me that kind of stuff. Like he, he did it. He, he has done a fantastic job. 
he's still going to like Elsinore and stuff during the week and he's getting uh, like I don't get a bunch of videos from him during the week for that kind of stuff but I get some so like he's doing a good job of mixing the content up so he's a uh he's he's fantastic at what what he's been doing yeah for for helping us out so and like I said I just dude I looked at going to uh I was looking at trying to go to Tampa or Daytona you know how much the fucking flights are right now fly allegiant First off, I don't like to sit on the outside of the airplane and flap the wings. If I'm going to do that, I might as well just oh, jog the Florida. He ran this joke when we had got down to Florida. I like Why to fly, fly Allegiant. I, like I don't know. He just ran this joke, and I wasn't it's really It's two hours. Load the movie out of your fucking laptop. And First off, like I said, it's kind of like flying Spirit. I don't like to sit on the outside of the plane Maybe and flap the wings. Maybe it was Spirit that you made fun of. Whatever. It was. Whatever, but, dude. Dude, to fly Delta. So for us to fly Delta, like when we went, we paid about 400 bucks to fly out of Kalamazoo down to Florida and back. I looked yesterday to go in for Daytona for bike week was like twelve hundred dollars. Fuck that. And I was like, yep, I'm out. I'll drive I'm down try, so far. Try, I'll drive down there. Try hundred and fifty bucks or maybe less round trip. No, nah, probably not round trip, but so, one hundred and fifty one way. So three hundred bucks. Uh Grand Rapids <laughs> to Clearwater. So I did look. No, there's the new. So they have that new Avelo. Avelo. It's a direct flight from Kalamazoo to Orlando International. Um, and that was like 300, um, you know, but it's the same thing. Like if I can get it for 400 from Delta right now, I can't. So like, that's a problem, but the flight itself is 300. Then you pay for the seat. Then you pay for your bag or what. So it's like, by the time it's all done, I'm paying the same amount as I, what a normal flight from Delta should be. The 1200, that math is $1,200 is out of control, dude. Like there's no fucking way. So I don't know. Mike I'm Grandal's private jet. <laughs> yeah, call call Mike. Hey, send the jet, bro. No, probably. Um, so I just that would be so badass. I, I just booked just my, just to just do to it do for it. a vlog or something. Oh, it'd be sweet. To... He's not gonna go for it, but it'd be sweet. Yeah. I'm uh no, I just booked the Indy Hotel today. Uh, because me and the chick are gonna go down there. Because you said you didn't want to go. Not to Indy. And not then this year. I think I'm going I, to Detroit. Detroit, I'll probably be at probably. Not yeah. sure yet. I'm not sure with who either. You said you might want to go to Detroit. That one. I'd go to Indy. Just I'd rather uh, I'd rather go down to Nashville than do Indy. Again. I want to go to Nashville too. We got to see, dude. We got three days till what? Till the shorts start paying. Oh yeah, I'd much I'd much rather <laughs> I'd much rather do Nashville than go to go to Indy. And then again. we'll then we'll see. So I mean, look, I hate fucking Detroit. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I hate going there. But, but it's two hours away. Exactly. And exactly. And if I'm going to choose another Supercross to go to, I'd rather go to Nashville. Well, Especially because the weather in April. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be nice down You're there. You're trying to go down there and swab your way into a bachelorette party, you lion sack. I mean, what's At wrong the with the Coyote that, Ugly Bar? <laughs> oh, he's going to Coyote. Bro, what's wrong oh, with the sure. bachelorette? I bet Justin, we get a few drinks in him. He's up on the bar at Coyote Ugly just Look, shaking bro, I'm not like doing, He didn't do that at fucking St. Like Louis. I'm not, I'm not that fucking dude at <laughs> the shark bar that you tried taking us to in St. Louis, bro. Okay, whoa. You really you got to tone back the bar talk. That was just hilarious. shark bar was not. Yeah, this is a conversation for a different podcast, but that shit was hilarious because we're just in the corner, and then you turn around and go... We, we got to go. leave. We got to get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And like me and Cole just looking. We're like, yep, we got to go. Because <laughs> we all noticed the same thing at the same we're time. We're like, we got to go. We gotta Look, go. man, when you walk in that place and you get the beach vibe, you're like, yeah, cool. cool. Sick. And then, then we go like, back no, to- <laughs> not yeah. cool. Not cool at all. Back to PBR. I mean, the whole the whole paddock was at PBR. 
Film yeah. guy Tom. <laughs> fucking Brock Tickle. That Tickle. one dude from PC. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kenny uh, Bell, that was his name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, that was a Rango. Good time. Kenny Bell's to that that dude's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. So, yeah, it was. um, shit, we were in the middle of the sponsor. We did talk about all the sponsors. We did. We got the sponsor read. <laughs> uh, Amazon links, merch Sorry, links. Guys. Uh, so yeah, okay. I guess we're gonna call Kev here because he's uh he's trying to stream the Chiefs game or something. Structured. No one's telling him it doesn't matter. Cincinnati's gonna beat him. No one cares. Who's playing the Chiefs? Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals Who cares? for the AFC Championship. No one gives Joe a shit. Joe Burrow. <clears throat> Joe Cool. Yo. Hello? Yo. Yo. Welcome to the show, buddy. Yo, howdy. Oh, we're on. We're on, dude. We're live. Coming in hot. Sweet. Is it... Who's all there? Whole crew. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You know, can't we, hear anybody. Where's everybody at? <laughs> check, 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 check one, one two. two. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up. They don't talk. Yeah, at, okay. they don't there talk. They, they don't talk. Then they all talk at the same time. All no, right. no. Justin's good at talking over people. Yeah, I got a lot of voice, man. It's okay. All right. So, Mr. Kevin Morans, tell us about your A two last night because I have questions because I picked you in fantasy and I'm not gonna lie, you torpedoed my 450 fantasy. Yeah, these guys hard. were bitching, Ooh. Kev. They were bitching. Why? How did I torpedo it? Well, because you were an 11 handicap, and honestly, I was like, okay, all he's got to do is beat one guy. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, our thing was like, uh, and we know, we know Benny's your, blow, your boy, Benny Bloss, but we Benny thought boy. maybe he was grenade at some point, and you were just going to do all the laps and end up like 17th, 18th, somewhere in there. Yeah, but have the quality consistent. Nobody yeah, really no, grenaded I, like we thought they I were going to. I fully expected to do the same. Uh, but the first main event in the very first corner, uh, or the first corner after the first big rhythm, uh, Dino was right in front of me, and he wanted, he like was going to go through the turn and then like stopped to cut down super hard. So I hit his rear wheel, and then that made me stop and stand up, and then Chiz just clobbered me. And then his bike was like on top of mine. So imagine his front wheel. So imagine somebody T bones you, your bike falls, they stay up. So his front wheel was over my seat, but his rear wheel was like on my swing arm, like stuck on my swing arm. And he was just throttling it like he was going to climb over the bike. Oh, so he's chizzing all him, over you. No, no, oh, no. God. Yeah, I said, go back, go back. So I literally like lifted his front end up for him and pushed him back off of me. Then got up and got going. So that, I mean, that, by that time, the track, everybody in that may have been so close, at least within the, I would say, 16 to 22 range. Uh, so there was no... No hope of catching up to those guys. Chiz and I have battled it out for a little bit, but then he took me over. So last there, and then second main event, I was just very timid of doing the exact same thing again and screwing it in the first lap. So I rode timid the first few laps, and it just absolutely screwed me as well. Um, and then the second or the last one was a little bit better. Got out there, kind of fought a little bit, battled with guys, went back and forth with a few riders, uh, ended up twenty first. Almost 20th. Like, I finished behind Kate. I made a last lap push and finished, like, half a bike lane behind him. Um, so, yeah, man, it was it was a struggle the night after the LCQ. Obviously, the LCQ win was the highlight of the night. But, uh, Sick interview, yeah, bro. the way that the – can you hear me? What? what? Yeah. No, I no. said that was a sick interview, bro. 
Oh, 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 yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, hey. Um, how much? What, what's the what's the checkbook got to be to get a mention on national TV? Like, oh, no. uh, you're not gonna pay. I, I, let's not go there because I think there's some <laughs> there's some censorship. Uh, move along, Kev. You don't there have to answer that. Political issues with that. Yeah, uh, you don't have to answer so, that, buddy. Uh, I. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, it was a bit of a struggle tonight. And obviously, I had thought, you know, just do all the laps. There's going to be carnage uh, like there was in the 2D class. Uh, everybody was hitting the deck in the 2D class. And nobody wanted to crash the 4D class. So that's my love. I was going to say, I'll be honest. I can't believe Benny didn't fucking go down until that well, last main. He did. The last main, yeah. Like, I can't believe that. I thought for sure, like, main one, he was going to hit the deck and off we would go. And yeah, here we are. So, well, hey. We might not have gotten any points that matter, but you got points that matter. And that oh, easy. I mean, a measly one will be. Well, one point's better than what uh, a lot of people got. So, <laughs> I yeah. take yeah. it. Yeah, and honestly, just like racing, that was a lot better than watching it from the stand. So, hundred percent. I mean, two for three here out of the first three, so that's not bad. Um, what were those? Uh, yeah, last year it took us a total round six to make yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, there's a silver lining. Um, all right, so let's start with on the track here. So that quad, was it was it bigger than what was at your house, or was it the same size? Because that's my reference point now. <laughs> oh, we're two for two on asking him the same question. Jesus. I was just going to ask him if he sized up that three onto the table at all. No, I never did, because the track the corner was always jumped, at least for when we were on the track. And the LCQ, yeah, it was probably doable, but I didn't really need to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... No, the quad is bigger than the quad at my house. Did you do sure. it? Did you do it, or did you not do it? Yeah, bro. Did you watch the LCQ? I don't remember. What the fuck is this, this guy? Fucking guy. I don't remember. God. Do you know how much racing we watched yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, but you should be paying more attention to your boy when he's out front leading, bro. Cut me a fucking break. We oh, watched we six, six, six way back. We watched seven races last night. This fucking guy, Justin. This uh, fucking guy. Uh, Kev, light into him, bro. Though. Light into uh, him. Light him up. Light him up, bro. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, you think, I mean, I understand you're confused with the different main events that you have, but you should remember the LCQ. Come on. <laughs> uh, He's not wrong. He's not wrong but at all. You don't remember anyway, six dudes in one uh, corner? Shut up yeah, and let the man so, talk. Yeah, dude, that was kind of gnarly. That was gnarly because no one hit me the, the LCQ. Obviously, no one could qualify. I was P22 after free practice, and I was like, I don't know, somewhere around 28 ish after first qualifying. And I was like, all right, we got to put a good lap in. I didn't put a good lap in the last moto compared to everybody else. And I'm just like, jeez, these bro, like, ball going kills my confidence so much. It pisses me off that I suck at it that much, considering I was outside the top 10 going into that LCQ. And end up winning it. Like that's just so frustrating. And how much of a better racer I am than a qualifier. So I mean, it's, again, it's another confidence booster. If I ever go to the LCQ again, hopefully I don't. But bound to happen at some point. Obviously, I have a lot of confidence in the LCQ and in my ability. But man, do I suck at putting one lap together. Had a decent little battle with your boy Starling there for a few laps. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'm you- just happy nobody took me off the track. I was thinking Mark Yates at some point was going to get loose and take out, like, all three of you, but that didn't happen. No, I was so happy I made the pass on Mark Yates when I did. I quadded 
uh, what you said I asked if I was doing. I fought it and doubled to the inside, <laughs> drifted the inside over the triple to pass it. He tripled. He didn't fought out. He triple tripled into the outside, so that's why I passed it. Cool. Did, uh, <laughs> Jesus. What? What? What's the? Like what the is the correct? First off, fuck both of you. All right, you know what? I'm muting you guys. I don't fucking care. Kev, we're just we're you and me are just doing the interview now because these two are assholes. Uh, I have a good question for him. Just, I can't hear you. Okay, go ahead, Cole. It's completely yeah. unrelated to the to the race, so we can okay, save well, it for the save end. it for the end. Do you know? Do you know what Starling said to Anderson there after that first uh, first main last night? Yeah, what's that all about? know why was were they getting with each other anderson kind of got in his face i was gonna say starling was uh looked like he was not happy with something anderson did when he was lapping him was my take on it which but i didn't they see were, anything yeah i don't know but they were they were definitely having a chat on top of one of the jumps after the race so oh i did not know that yeah yes. jason was kind of giving it to him on no TV. starling's sitting there and he looks like he's just trying to talk to him and anderson's just being fucking normal anderson and yeah, like bitching at him and it's a jason thing we wouldn't understand <laughs> um what were the uh what were the whoops like last night were they pretty big or no they weren't super terrible they were not like sketchy large they were just sketchy edgy dude like you saw everybody kind of shooting off into the tough blocks or anything like that like that <clears throat> california a like the anaheim nerd um it just reminds me of like deserty dirt so like it can be hard but it also crumbles mm. so you'll have hard edges in the whoops and everything around it is kind of crumbling so that you're like it's a little bit slippery okay. on top of hitting hard edges which just makes it 12 times as sketchy hmm. alright Cole go ahead with your question now because yeah. well, I'm out of questions my question is a little bit uh, it was sure pre- it's not dumb no it's not dumb it was some preseason stuff oh, so okay. I saw a, and I haven't gotten to ask him this yet, but uh, there's a video of you and Tomac out at Hemet or Hemet or however you pronounce it. My question is, is there anything? Uh, that was at Mumford's. Oh, that was at Mumford's? Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, was is there anything that you watched him do or that you picked up on with him on the track that kind of blew your mind or that, you, Eli, that stuck out to you? Eli and Kev have a great history together. Well, I'm just saying you're on the same yeah, track as the guy, you know I what I mean? That from him. I mean, even that little tidbit's good enough for me. Like, I think that shit's cool. Like, even if you're behind him for, you know, one corner or half a, half a corner, like, you're still going to notice something, you know? Well, unfortunately, Kev, your bike's not yeah. worth $100,000, so. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, man. All right, so what's the game plan for this week, then? I know you're headed back home here. Yep, so I'm driving back home today. I'll get back home tomorrow. Uh, we've got some cool stuff content-wise. The reason why I'm going back home is because i got some products and stuff that showed up the house. So that's some foreshadowing. Uh, but, yeah, I just have to run straight back home. It's going to be 20 degrees back home, so there's no chance of me riding. So I'll just hit the gym maybe a couple days. Regroup, repack, hopefully get back in the other van, transmission being put in as we speak. Um, so test that out, do a couple test drives, go to Kansas City and back, something like that. And then, yeah, so I get home Monday afternoon, home Tuesday, home Wednesday, leave Thursday morning for Houston, drive down there, 
All right, first day on Friday, and then probably Friday morning, I'm assuming. Um, so I won't be in the actual press day. Uh, race Houston, and then drive straight to Florida the next day, and then I'm going to base myself out of Florida for a majority of the rest of the season. Where are you, where are you riding in Florida? Uh, undecided, um, but I have a connection with Mike Starling, obviously, and Jack Chambers. They have pretty solid little tracks, so I'll probably move in with that group. Um, staying uh, with a kind of a family friend, moto friend uh, down there as well, so I'll be pretty close to them. Oh, okay. Cool. Sweet. Anything else from you two? should be solid. What's the goal for Houston this weekend, bud? Uh, main event, I would have to say a realistic goal is to try to not go to an LCQ. So we'll see if we can get it done in the heat race. Um, I want to say top 20 in qualifying, Mike, and it needs to be. Um, but we'll say top 24 in qualifying minimum. But we need to we need to start venturing down. I can't be qualifying 30th like yeah. I have been. And then still making mains like it's kind of a joke. So I need to just put together a good lap. It's like my biggest thing is the track is so junk by the time we get on it, even the 450A, let alone the 450B. But then you have fast dudes around you that are ripping and very comfortable with their bike. I'm not as comfortable as they are, obviously. But again, they probably have a little bit more skill than me too. They have more experience, yada, yada, yada. But it's so hard for me to be consistent on a track that is completely torn up. Like it's worse in qualifying than it even was in that main event. Hmm. Like it's just so rutted and slippery and wet because they try to keep moisture in it, which I understand. But then and you're just cut down so hard. Yeah, it's just it's tough in qualifying. I just got to put my, I gotta I gotta be better in qualifying straight up. Hmm. All right. Well, sounds good, man. We'll let you uh, let you get to the Chiefs game here. Watch the yay sports. Yes, oh God, dude. Yay, yay sports. <laughs> this guy. This oh, fucking guy. We're sitting next to a guy that's a Joe Homer. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like the Bengals. Get off my ass. Oh God. Oh boy. Can you teach me to football? Oh my God. Okay. All right. I can't. I can't handle this. All right, Cavs. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Good luck, bud. Appreciate it. We'll yeah. ta- we'll talk to you this week, buddy. Michelle, I appreciate it. All right. Later, man. See ya. Good night. All right, Kevin Moran's everyone. I like how, um, I mean, he's always kind of been this way, at least since we've known him, but I like how Kev always is grounded. He always has a level head. He, You know, you get a lot of these moto dudes that have had a little bit of success, and by success, I just mean top 10 at some point, top 15, and then it's good to have confidence, but then you listen to some of these kids, they're like, they get their first top 10, they're like, all right, I need to be top 10 all the time, yeah. and you're kind of like, it's good to have confidence and good to build towards that goal, but like, you might have had some things fall your way. Whereas Kev, it always kind of seems like he is grounded in the sense that he knows where he wants to be and where he should be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and not saying for Kev, but there's just people, there's a difference sometimes. There's a difference where you yeah. want to be and then where you should be. And I do like the fact, though, that he recognizes that he has a problem in, in qualifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was be- going to... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because a lot of people wouldn't be willing to admit that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to offer advice, but he probably doesn't want to take advice from me. He probably thinks I'm an idiot, but I haven't... I don't know, man. You'd be surprised. You'd have be surprised. We, and you might be able to pick up on this stuff, but in qualifying, is he out there? Does he kind of get by himself and then put his laps in? 
Everything that I've seen, maybe you. I don't know. Every time I've like, well, then again, <clears> that's the <throat> hard thing because when and when he's in A group, they yeah. don't ever really pick up on him. When now he was in B group last year, he kind of always seemed like he was doing his own thing. Okay, so that that brings me to to what I was thinking. Like maybe he does struggle in that. Maybe you know if you got Cade in your practice or you got somebody you know that's a little bit faster and can qualify well, you know, spot them. You know, maybe a second, two seconds, and chase them and see how close you can stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I and use that as a, a way. You know, you might be able to pull a half second, you might be able to pull a couple tenths or, or something. You know, but it, but it it gives you something to kind of chase after. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime we're there with him at any of the nationals and stuff, he usually would go out there at least in one of the practices and try to jump in behind an Eli, behind an Ando, behind whoever chase and see if he could you know at least pace them for a few sections or whatever. But Supercross is hard, though, because, once again, like when he's in A group, the camera really never picks yeah, him up. Yeah, they, they don't show him on But when he's TV. in the B, when he was in the B, B group, group last year, he yeah. would, oh, like, he'd always be by himself. Okay. Well, maybe maybe pay attention to that. Maybe yeah. that's something that he could it, change I up mean, in his program. So so that's one of the things, too, where like, when we go to the races, it's hard for me Like when he's in A group because, as you know, like what am I doing? I'm trying to get all the content of everybody else. And, like, I think and it, you're just like, holy fuck, it's no mag. And I think, well, it, and I think it's, it's hard for it's him. Just, you know, I think it's hard for him too, though, in Supercross, because even though there is, it's the same disparity outdoors, but because Supercross, it's so chassis dependent that even if he wanted to jump in behind Eli, mm-hmm. let's be honest, he's not going to be able to push through the rhythm sections like Eli does. So if he even tries to jump in behind him, dude, his bike's going to fucking bottom out, and he's going to fucking you know yeah. go over the bars or something. But in outdoors, though, anytime we're with him, he does jump in behind some of the faster guys and try to pace them for a few laps. And I remember being when we were there with Crawfordville, Crawfordsville last year. I think it was the second practice. He, I don't know who he jumped in. It might have been Chase, and he followed him for a few sections. And obviously, he wasn't you know that was kept, his fastest lap, though. but that was his fastest lap. And I think that that bumped him up like three or four spots and shit. But I think in Supercross, it's just so much harder for him because. His bike is obviously not going to be able to do the same shit in a rhythm section. He would fucking kill himself. Yeah, but uh, it, <clears throat> but it is, but it well, is always going to be in thing. the apron. Okay, then maybe not pick out a Tomac, but maybe pick out a, you know, pick out a Cade or an A-Ray pick out a Norn, or somebody dude, who or a Norn or Norn, a John yeah. Short. Yeah, Norn, him and Norn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something happened to him last night. That's weird. I mean, he made it through the first two main. He definitely got the short end of the stick. That's for sure. Well, I don't even think he finished the second practice. Good pun, bud. Really good pun. <laughs> he just picked up on it. Uh, no, I did. I picked up on it right away. I was going to roll over the top of it. No, I don't know. It's, it's good that he recognizes he has that problem, but I mean, I mean, I, let's be honest. I'd much rather be a better racer than a qualifier, yeah. to be honest with you. Here's the thing. He's, uh, especially because it starts or so. Yeah, good. he's, he's, uh, we're already off on a better foot than we were last year because, like he said, now at least he's got points. Yeah, we've got points three rounds in. We've made two out of the first three. It's much better than last year. So I'd also be curious to know what what is he looking for to be more comfortable? Like what what will it take to to do that to find what you need? You know, to, yeah. who does he need to be with at the track? Does he need the suspension guy there? What what's up? Well, let's so. be honest. Well, I don't know about you in the sense we've mentioned it. Travis and me have talked about this many times with with Kevin, where his mind's at a lot of the time, putting a lot of shit on his shoulders that maybe mm-hmm. he shouldn't. Yeah. And I think that's not that he not that Kev has mental issues. He doesn't. He's mentally strong, but I think that he he tries to he put way to too much. On, too yeah, much. he, he puts needs to too, delegate some stuff yeah, off. He puts yeah. too much on his shoulders, and I think that sometimes that may hurt him during the week. I've told him before he needs he needs some sort of manager. Yeah, 
no, for, I agree. for everything he's trying to do. Like doing your own program the way he is is fine, but he needs some sort of manager because he's trying to be more uh, con- content and influence base. Cole, you get Wasserman Group. <laughs> oh my god, Wasserman Group. <laughs> now I, I I look at Kev and I and and he's mentioned that him and Norn are, are buddies and stuff, and I look at where Freddie at Freddie's at, and he's made good strides too this year as mm-hmm. well. I think that Kev should be where Freddie's at every weekend. Because Freddie in one of the mains last night got like 12th or 13th. Mm. And if Freddie's get, I think it was the second main. If Freddie's getting 13th, Kev can get 13th. Yeah. Yeah, he's he definitely... Maybe not outdoor speed Freddie, because Freddie outdoors is a different animal, but Supercross. Yeah, and I mean, I, last week was a little bit different, too, because he um like he, he had a big one in yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, we... I understand why he didn't make last week. Obviously, last night, the first main, when you when you go from that high of winning the LCQ to in the third corner, you're standing next to your bike looking Getting at someone else. On. Yeah, get chizzing on you. You're like, shit. So, like... But he's, he's making the mains, though. Two out of three compared to last year where, like I said, yeah. it wasn't until round oh, six. Oh, for seven. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So let's take, a, let's take a little break here for a couple seconds. We'll get all the cameras fired up and going here. And then um, we'll, uh, we'll come back. We'll do the 450 race recap. We'll maybe fit in a rant or something, too. And uh, then we'll uh, get into the Coach Rob interview here in just a little bit. So we will be right back in, like, 0.8 seconds. All right, and we're back here. 450 race recap. Would you get your fucking phone out of the Look camera? That. That's McAdoo. Could Look you do that McAdoo's on his arm? Could you do that on the 250? No, he gnarly. wants to just bump up and do it for the 450. That is gnarly, boys. Before All I right. forget about it. 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Josh and Kayla, great moto people. If you need some exterior home modifications, some seamless gutters, they can help you out. Always well hung. Always well hung. <laughs> is that like their slogan or just make no, it? No, but no, there's a t-shirt. Nice. Is it really? Yeah, it says always well yes. hung. Yes. That's dope. We I got to I gotta call them. I need one of those. Dude, I, let's make a commercial. Let's make a commercial. Always well hung. Oh, um, yeah, so make sure to check them out. Links in the description down below. And thanks to them for being on board here for a 450 race recap. So, all right, 450 race recap here. Let's hey, go. I'm going to come right off the rip. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm here coming right off the rip because the first guy was wearing it. The Ken Block gear. Yeah. Have it on my fucking Dude, note. The, okay, the, keep it ripping. The Ken, Blo- the Ken Block tribute shit was awesome. We can, we can start with that. The and I loved how they all kids. lined up next to each other at the same time. I was going to text the group last night. When Do that. you think they did that on purpose? Because I don't think so. No, no. I think Ken Block was up in the skies just like some shit in. All I know doing, is that was, he was doing some marketing up from the skies. The, the, that was that was the gear was cool. sick. Yeah, it the was gear cool. was fucking sick. I really liked it. It was awesome. Yeah. I wish we could buy some because I totally would. Well, hey, maybe we can copy that and send it to Canvas, and Canvas will send us some. Shh, I'm trying to get in with fucking what's it called? I don't know. Alias Adap- with oh, Alias. <laughs> oh yeah, but so no, the gear was the gear was sick. The gear was super yeah, the, sick. The I whole, liked it a lot. Yeah, the whole Ken Block thing was awesome. Uh, three three different kits for three different driving suits. Ken Block's family was also there, which yep. was a really cool moment. Yep. There was a lot of like outside stars that nothing moto related were there. Yep. Yeah, was who insane. did you see? Because I saw Wiz Khalifa. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa. So I, I saw the green, a lot. the green Day guy. The I Green Day guy, yep. Saw uh, that. They saw there was a lot of indie car dudes there. Mark Billy Joe Armstrong or whatever the fuck is No, name? not the singer. I think he was the guitarist. Yeah. The, uh, no, drum, drummer. 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 Uh, they had a lot of indie car dudes. Marcus Erickson, yep. Pato Award. Um, there was some, f- not that this fucking matters, but that's some chick from one of the reality housewife things. There's a bunch of yeah. rock and roll people uh, there. there uh, Emily was showing me earlier. There's a bunch of motherfuckers from uh, David Dobrik squad in there. Oh, God. So the oh, Illuminati? Uh, yeah. That, that Zayden Heath dude. 
Yeah. They yeah. were there. And then, uh, spe- speaking of that, God, tangent. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that fucking camera shut off again already. What the fuck? Because you're fucking ugly. H- Henry Miller and Kate Clayson at the rock and roll thing was kind of hilarious to see that they tried to be like pop star or fucking stars <sighs> yeah. or whatever and getting the whole red carpet treatment yeah. or whatever. Huh? You didn't see that little thing? They were like a rock and roll thing for, um, who the hell is it? Uh, was it Allison Chains? I don't know. And Tell they like me. they dressed up in like suits or whatever, and they were taking like red carpet pictures or whatever. Uh, it, who? What? Kate. Alice? What? Cade and Alice? Cade, no, Cade and Henry Miller. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they were there with their chicks. I think but, Cade tries too hard. But anyways, yeah, he's a. Never mind. There's a, there was a lot <laughs> oh, of people boy. there that were not moto related like names. Great, were, it's great. It's awesome. It's cool. I I love it. I love it. I have a rant coming up about that. But um, back to the the kit. Who, which kit do you think was the best? Uh, was it Ando's? It was the blue to purple fade. I like that a lot. Who, my favorite. I don't. The, it it's cool. I like the principle of it. I wasn't a fan of Eli's. If I had to See, pick the worst one, it's Eli's. But my favorite, man, you you flip a coin between Chase's and Jason's because those were. I think Chase. I like that blue to purple fade a lot. Yeah, Eli's. I agree. But, and I know that you'll probably know this, you're a big Ken Block guy. I mean, I think everybody who's into action yeah. sports. And, but if I remember correctly, though, that's like the one of the original suits, though, right? No, no, no. Ken uh, Ken had just came out with that where it had like the little ghosts on it. Oh, okay. So that was his latest. That is the very last oh, okay. livery he was running. So was it Anderson's one that was the original one? One of the original ones? No, all three of those were. No, no, like I mean like one of, one of the ones that like the out of those three, which one was the first one to come out? Because I oh, thought the, e- the one Eli was wearing was the one of the first ones to come out. No, I think it was Jason. Okay. I mean, they were all Like, sick. the original stuff was, like, the drip, like, from yeah. Jim Connor 2 and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, which 100% has a goggle out with that livery on it. Yeah, I saw that, too. But uh, I can get them. A-Stars are killing it right now. We're, we're in talks with a goggle company, so I don't want to buy goggles right also, now. Also, while we're on the gear topic, I know it's early, but let, let's go ahead and talk about Jets. Antisocial. That was sick shit. Yeah, so I like the yellow a lot. Yeah, and it was cool because he had a, a different set for all three mains. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for those that don't know what anti social social club is or whatever, it's super exclusive. Emily was telling me about it. And I didn't ev- honestly know. I had to go look. It's like Supreme, basically. Yeah, I like I've heard of it before, but I've never actually looked it up and seen it. Oh yeah, there's like a waiting list to get a shirt. Is there? Yeah. I went to their website and it's like sign up for whatever with the email, and I'm like, yeah. Can I can I just go in and buy something? Like I just want to see how much it costs. Nope. Which no, is funny because of all people to be wearing the antisocial shit, Jet of all people. <laughs> yeah. The irony in that is hilarious. Yeah. But I dig the yellow and and pink. Yeah, the yellow, yeah. the light pink stuff he was wearing in practice in the first main. I wasn't a huge fan of the pink stuff in the second main was. Okay, it was better. The, third the yellow though. stuff was sick. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear about how that came along, that collab or well, whatever. I'm sure Mertz has something to do with that. A- yeah, but I know cool. like, but Jet as well, Jet, Joe, and all of them, they're kind of into that yeah. fashion scene kind of thing. I don't Which think Jet sick. really cares. I think he gets pushed into it with uh, I don't Mertz. But I think Dude, he's into those dunk shoes and stuff it's, like that. If it's, the Supre- if it's like Supreme, though, because I had never I had never heard of it before. If it's like that, though, that fits Jet's style that's what i mean like that's what I'm saying. like yeah. i I, you, I agree with that he probably gets pushed into it but like that fits who jet is yeah to be honest with you but no a stars man they're killing they, it uh, they kits. killed it last night alpine star won lit kit after lit mm-hmm. kit after lit kit could you give eight trophies away because alpine star gets all eight of them <laughs> no so, i agree yeah all of it yep. so all right cool let's get into this 450 race review then 
Okay, so the perfect season talk's over. Yeah, 17 and 0. How's that going? <laughs> Bro, well, are you off your drugs yet? I don't know how you did not just lay into him. It was going, I told him it, it was, was going drunk. super sweet. Till it's, last impo- night. it's impossible. It's never going to happen. I told it was him it was going super drunk. sweet. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Look, yeah, it, you jet, can't tell jet, me. Jet lost too, bitch. Okay, <laughs> first off. <laughs> If you wanted to ask me which was going to shock me more of someone losing last night and Jet. killing the perfect season, Jet was more likely to lose last night. That was 100%. That was more likely to happen because off the paper. They, show, they showed the thing. Did you, Tomac's got twice as many of these whatever race wins in Triple Crowns, and he's got uh, like three times as many fucking overalls. He also overalls. didn't even win a main last night. Also, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. He's never swept a triple crown, so you're thinking when you talk seventeen to zero, winning every time the gate drops. Look, in the triple crowns, all that matters is that overall. Yeah, at the here end. we go. Yeah, oh, this fucking ass guy over it's here. It's never gonna happen. No, there was no time that I ever thought he was gonna go seventeen and zero. It's not gonna happen. It's so much harder to do than twenty four and zero outdoors. There's too much shit that could run supercross. Too much shit. Yeah, outdoors, you got dude, carbon if monoxide. Yeah, you got dude, all kinds of shit. Outdoors, <laughs> if you're if you're three seconds a lap faster than someone, you can make that shit up very easy in 35 minutes. But you're never going to be three seconds a lap faster than the top guys that you're racing in Supercross. Look, it's fine. It, it's done. The talk's over. It's no big deal. Yeah, there's no perfect season in either one of them now. It's no can, big deal. Can we go outside, kill a crow, and let you eat it? No. Oh. Um, but anyway, so, so Sexton goes 1-5-1 for first overall. And I'll be honest, that first race, I was like, ooh, these boys are in trouble tonight because he always has decent starts, and he was j- as he said, it was a practice moto for him. Bless you. God, nice. wow. Feel okay, good, well, though, man. I'll pick up after that point. Uh, I actually I was rewatching it today, and I really overlooked how good of a night he really had. Uh, he came out, got the start, pulled away, won the race. That that's what we've been expecting from him. Yes. Uh, second moto, he did have that little blunder. Yep. But third, when all the pressure was on, it was go big or go home. He performed, and he fucking stuck it to Ando when he passed him too. Well, like got, he did you not. Need to. He didn't just like wait until he had an opportunity to go around the outside or something. He like went in there, dug it in, and fucking said, "See well, ya." Ando counterattacked, and then he cut up and under again. That was some yeah. real good clean good Dyson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, I mean that he, you're right. That's he did what we all have been talking about on our previous show. Everybody like finally putting it together, but it's also one of those things too. Is it's like, okay, now he did it. This is expected. It was expected. Was it lightning in the bottle, or is he going to go to Houston this coming weekend and get seventh? We'll that's see. The, that's the hard thing with chasing, at least in Supercross. Yet is is we don't have enough evidence to say he can do it. Now you don't correct. You know, in outdoors, he proved really early on that, like, hey, but Supercross, for some reason, though, and it's wild to think because he was a two-time 250 champ, his technique says otherwise. It's like we talk with Dylan. I don't think Supercross comes as natural to him as outdoors does. So here's the thing, though. Which is a weird fucking thing to say. Well, you know what else is really weird is that's only his second win ever. That's my point. That is my point. Here's the thing, though. So up until last night, there was almost a, I don't want to say he seemed a bit defeated, but he was very low compared to coming off an outdoor season and doing all the challenging he was. And then to come out and get like, what he, what's he done? Fifth, fifth and fifth or something like that, whatever. It was like, oh boy. And then, so if Tomac goes in and wins last night, again, extends that points lead, Chase gets another fourth, fifth, whatever, even third. That's, that's a fucking problem. 
for him. And then I think we start to see an entirely different second half of the season. Now he's within four points. He's tied with Webb for second. They're within four points. Yeah. It, there is life breathing yeah, breathe back out of it either. Well, I looked at the points. There's a I lot think of Ferrandis and Ferrandis and Roxon are fucking they're not both, out of it. They're tied. They're both six back. It's Here, four back, four back, six back, six back. So here's, here's yeah, a, it's uh, more than that. No, here's another no, thing. That's what it is. It was on TV. Here's another thing. <laughs> uh, just keep going. We got to go with the what ifs when it comes to Chase. I hate to get to that. It's that point though with him. Is those bands were only twelve minutes. We saw what happened in A1 yeah. when he was out front. Yeah. He pumped up or whatever he did. <clears throat> Obviously, in San Diego, he was not up front, so we don't know what it was going through his mind. It wasn't the same shit. We haven't got to a 20-minute main yet where he obviously nope. is not pumped up yet. So I, but he, but in It's all still fairness, out on me with him. But in all fairness, the race he won last year was a full 20-minute. It was, so, but that was last year. So I'm Justin's just saying. a big weight guy. I have to be, dude. <laughs> Justin is racist against white people. If there was another... James Stewart esque black guy coming through the ranks. Yeah, it's Malcolm. Stewart. He would be all about. Yeah, it. he just doesn't think about that, does he? And I'm not in the Mookie band. All about it. He gave up on Sean Hackley. So your point is Mookie doesn't have the hype, bro. If there's another hyped up black guy, you're gonna be all about you it. You could dude. be black, white, purple, pink, Asian, Puerto Rican, Chinese. Nobody's basically ever anybody, gonna be basically a... anybody but a white guy. Justin's pumped. No, up. I'm saying it can be black, Asian, Puerto oh, Rican. Yeah. I don't care. Red, purple, green. There's, there's never, never gonna, gonna be a James Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, maybe no. you never know. No, there's not. There's you can not. never oh, say oh, never. You th- oh, yeah. just wait. The next hot property in motocross is coming out of nigeria <laughs> that'd be cool um yeah or, but or I, india i i'm with you of we need to see him win another one that's not a triple crown this year to really kind of start to solidify this but i think there's life that's been breathed back into him here with this win and being so close in the points now that's like okay cool let's go game on so we'll see how it goes um, oh, he's been taking shit personally <laughs> he took that shit personal <laughs> Um, Jason Anderson goes five one three, and this is made more... another friend on the track. <sighs> but uh, Coop of all people should know. Oh yeah, he should have known. Should have known. He should have yeah. known. And I think that's why Coop was okay with it. Yeah, I mean here and here's the thing though. Coop is smart enough to not want to get into that. And Jason and he didn't. There is something with Jason that that wire just doesn't touch in his brain of like I shouldn't do this because I really want to win this title. Like it's just not there. It's not quite Barsha's status. Like he's not T-boning yeah, people for so fun. Yeah, so like Anderson is, is sparking a little. Yeah, bit. Barsha's it, just got clipped. Yeah, but he's like, but he's still. It's like, dude, the way he runs it in on everybody. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You're faster than them. Just go. He knows it though. Did you watch the press conference at all? No, I did not. So I watched that a little bit before I came over here, and Weege. Everybody else danced <laughs> around it. Nobody brought it up, and Weege was like, "So uh, the tweet last week, it got taken down, blah blah blah," and Anderson was like. Yeah, the AMA told me to come over and take it down, and you know I, I thought that was kind of funny, and he like kind of took a shot at the AMA. Yeah, and then was like, uh, you know, we both race hard, and we both don't have any room to talk. Mm-hmm. Like he just owned it. Yeah, which Barsha won't do. No. Oh yeah. I, I don't even know. I didn't say that. Oh, Barsha was. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude! I still gotta say the Tomac and uh, Atlanta uh, laughing. Yeah, la- no, them laughing at. Oh, I thought Bar- you were going back to when him and Tomac got into it at Atlanta years no, ago. No, at Barsha no, last in week the, in the press conference. Uh, have Barsha you seen went, that? No. 
Oh Marsha goes, oh yeah, yeah. He starts. He starts. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. And fucking Tomac and Webb are just. I mean, Tomac's literally like, yeah. like hiding his face because he's laughing yeah, so and hard. Marsha goes, Marcia. yeah. Jason used profanity with me. <laughs> like, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, I mean, that's just what that's what Barsha and Anderson do, though. They 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 can't make passes stick without being aggressive. Because uh, I think it's a psycho. No, no, I think it's a psychological thing for them. They know that if they run in on a lot of these guys, not a lot of them want to play that game. Yeah. So they know, hey, if I run in, show you a front wheel, saw off the front end, or just you it's kind of like bullying. But yeah, it's it's their way. Even if they know they're they're faster than them, it's a psychological thing. The, any I think for them. That's their edge. That's their edge that they have over the competition knows that if they get aggressive with somebody, even if they don't touch, if they just show a front wheel, they know that in that next section, that dude is going to be thinking about him all the way through, and maybe that'll make them just be a little bit off. That's what makes Webb great, though, because if you watch Webb, he, he'll stick a front wheel in to get people a little rattled mm-hmm. up, and then... Look, man, I think it's Supercross. These dudes are so close. You have to do stuff like that. I'm not saying you need to saw off everybody's front end, but it's everybody is way too close where... How often anymore, outside of the whoop section, do you see some dude just straight up pass someone anymore yeah. without being a little bit aggressive? Yeah. Whoops is different. But, dude, half the time when these guys <clears throat> are passing one each other, they're showing a front wheel. Yeah. Well, They're not to the level of Anderson and Barsha. Hey, but rubbing you, your feet on that. It's making you, noise. You don't see the days of somebody going around the outside of anybody anymore just because they had more speed in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Well, Anderson, though, the, the other thing I'll say about him, his <clears> race <throat> last night, um, good to see him get a win. I think he really needed that. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, I, it's going to be interesting to see how things are going forward, if that was a confidence boost or not, because he even mentioned it in the press conference as well that he had a little PTSD when the front end pushed off yeah. that jump. Um, is that in his head? Like three three races, he's had the front end push. Mm-hmm. First two, front end push, he goes down. This one, the front end pushes, he saves it. But is there is there something missing mm-hmm. on that bike? Is there something? Is there a little bit of feel that yeah. he doesn't have right now? Yeah, I think it's a big confidence boost though because if he would have gone the entire night last night, especially in that second main when he got out front early, and he would have not been able to win, I think that a lot of people, even though he didn't win the title last year, a lot of people would be going back to, well, this is 2019 all over again. He won the title in 2018. Mm-hmm. He had all this pressure on him, and then he couldn't back it up. And even with Anderson, who we all know is kind of just this, nah, whatever, brush your shoulders off attitude. I think even for him, he would probably start thinking like, hey, man, maybe that was a fluke. Yeah. Maybe I can't do this consistently year after year after year. These guys have gotten better. Eli's on a better bike. Coop's on a better bike. Kenny, to be seen, but good so far chase we know has a speed and i th- i agree i think that last night was really good for him because if last night would have been how it was the first two rounds i think you could have seen a very defeated jason anderson going into houston yeah i think him and him and sexton both needed what mm-hmm. they had what happened to him last night um all right third place ken rocks and he goes two three four can we talk about that uh, three on, three off, three off? Fuck. Holy fucking shit, was that huge. That was almost like that line. In, it reminded me of that line in St. Louis that we didn't want to see everybody die on. Oh, yeah. Dude, when when I first saw that, I saw the videos of it. I was like, oh, yeah, people three on the table, no problem. Then I started thinking, I was like, could they go on to the next table? And I was like, no, there's no lip. And then when Kenny did it, and they barely even caught it, I was like, "Oh yeah, did he pee a little bit?" Like, <laughs> somebody, they, well, yeah, somebody said that, and I'm like, "No way, he did that. There's no way." I was happy they showed a replay because I was like, "Dude, I missed that. Like, I definitely Bad didn't ass. see it, but it was sweet." You know what that means? Huh? 
He's feeling comfortable on that bike. He's starting to. Factory Connection. Now, Factory Connection was not with that team before two weeks no. ago, right? No. Okay. I'm just no. making sure I wasn't crazy. Well, you know the story, right? So he had Factory Connection stuff on his Honda. Oh, is that and what it was? He, and he liked the feel of it and was like, bring these guys in. That is why we're now back to what? Showa? Or, or the, is he Showa or KYB? It's He's show. on Showa stuff. Show. Okay. So but that's why we if, went from KYB to Showa well, to Factory I Connection would not Showa. I'd be surprised if the internals of that fork. RKYB, mm-hmm. like why not? You know what I mean. Yeah, if that's what you're comfy on. But again, you bet you butt heads with the manufacturer, like like Stu. He had to run show up. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I like where this is. I like the trajectory, and and Ken is. He talks about it in the press conference as well. When he got a little bit of freedom out of his contract, he's like, I'm training myself. When I feel like my body needs this and that, I do it, and it's mm-hmm. working. It's better you knew all he's, i know he's is, on an upward trajectory you knew he had to trust the suspension to do that man because like i said i just saw that and i go there's no way because right as they land in the pocket the suspension loads there was no time for the suspension to unload and i was thinking there's no way they're going to get the travel going into that face well, to get the there, drive there are and a lot he of did other it, things and he did it and i'm like yeah ken's comfy with that with yeah, those fucking forks. i mean there's other signs that show he's comfy with that bike too when's the last time you've seen him battle eli like that Oh yeah, that is true. He the battle last night was impressive, and because he battled back, yeah, and until he lost traction. <laughs> well, well, yeah, the same thing. But yeah, still, I mean, when's yeah. the last time you've seen him show some fight like that? It's been a long time. It's been a long. Well, yeah, time. usually when people pass him, he's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and he squared him back up, squared him up twice, I mm-hmm. think, doubled, and then just hell Mary doubles into the sand. Yeah. I thought that was impressive. dude. That was cool too. You ain't you ain't doing that on a bike you don't trust. No, I um. I don't know. I, I I think that bike is is closer to being where they want that bike to it, be. It looks a lot softer than mm-hmm. than a lot of people. Now I did notice though, and maybe it's just because, like Kev said, there it was probably so cupped out. I mean, we never really got a chance to see the faces of the whoops. It does look like his whoop speed is a little bit off compared to what he you would jumping. normally see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was jumping by the end of it. So I think that that if I'm looking at it, I'm going. That's their only issue. They're fine, dude. You can mm-hmm. figure out how to jump through whoops. You can still win a title. Look at Webb. Well, yeah, exactly. Which is funny because now Coop is Mr. I'm going to blitz the whoops all the time. <laughs> Which oh, is, who the yeah. hell did... Who did he go around blitzing I don't know. He uh, went around somebody I, that he should not have been going around. I don't remember. Was it oh, Kenny? It was, no, I thought it was... No, it wasn't AP. He blitzed right around Anderson, didn't he? Maybe. I don't no, know. he did at one point, and then him and Ferendis, like he was closing up on Dylan at one point. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody, he blitzed the whoops right around the outside of him. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that happened when your bike's worth the shit. So here's the thing with Kenny. So usually Kenny comes out like a ball of fire, first like four or five rounds, and then like starts to taper off. Now he's starting to, like I said, we're starting to upward trajectory. You know, we're we're fifth, fourth, third. Do we get another third or second next week? You know, it, so like, is this trajectory? Everybody keeps saying, oh, he's not a title contender anymore. But does this trajectory make us more of a title contender now? Because let's face it, here we are again. We're three three rounds in, and we're only six. Is he six, four, six, six points out? He's six. Yeah. So. You think Daytona will know? I think we'll know by Daytona. Maybe. We'll I think Daytona is going to be a big. My um, thing is, is just like, like I said, we usually are like, we usually start up here and then slowly work our way like this. Where right now we're like doing this. Like usually by the time we get past midway, we're going into these fourths and fifths yeah, and sixth is, sixth places and going, oh shit, like could what you, the fuck's happening? Well, and now it's, now we're not doing that. Could now you, we're going the opposite uh, direction. Yeah, yeah. I laughed when Ricky said it. Ricky was like, uh, yeah, consistency is the key. You, yeah. And I started thinking about it. I was like, 
Ricky was never the fastest guy. No. No, Stu was. He just knew how to to operate around these guys. If a guy was, if, if you saw him crashing on the start or something, he was mm-hmm. gone. He's like, I got to go. Like, yeah. he, was, he was smarter than all those guys. How like, crazy would it be that if we get to Daytona, because Daytona is what? Daytona's in, I think it's March 4th. Yeah. March 4th. Here we are jumping way ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm looking at Daytona. <laughs> Not even and, in February. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at Daytona, <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking, if we're talking about the trajectory of the bike setup. And they're getting that bike dialed in. How crazy would it be that if he goes to Daytona, and even though Daytona isn't like what it used to be, and like we just see glimpses of 2016 Kenny Outdoors, and he just fucking goes and yards everyone in Daytona. Yeah, I don't know. Get- and the reason why I say Daytona, I think it all depends there, is because if his point, if he's in the points that are close, and Daytona's really good, it could be a momentum shift. I but if know. he's good in the points and he goes and fucking, like that bike is just not ready for it. It could go the other way and be a really bad night, and he could put himself out of the points really yeah. quickly. Because we haven't seen, we haven't seen a Suzuki outdoorish do worth a shit in a long, well since Kenny. Yeah. So I mean, you got to know that it's uh, in the back uh, of his uh, mind. What? Our boy won on it. No, oh, you got it. Okay. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bogle. Justin Bogle. You got a point. You got a point. Okay. So All one right. year later. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Cooper Webb goes seven four two for fourth. It was a bit of an off night for Webb, but I mean, I mean, was it? Ah, he just didn't get started. Yeah, he's he's four points out. I mean, he ain't sure. No, he's not at all. He he probably has the most confidence out of any of these guys at this point right now. So, I mean, it's just wild, dude, to think about last year where Coop was. Even it, oh yeah, and now we're like, he's fine. He's mm-hmm. good. It's all yeah. good. It's because that it's, bike it's, is good. It's, it's funny how everything changes. It's interesting, for sure. Uh, your boy Dylan goes 4-6-5 for fifth. Been that a was quiet good. top five guy this quiet year. Quiet top five. And those five. starts are better. And again, he's he's right there. He's six points. I mean, it's literally Eli, Sexton, Cooper are both four points out, and then um, Ferrandis and Ken are both six it's points out. I'd be really interested to see what so, he does with a better start. Yeah. It's a testament to that bike, and I will say, dude, that first main, him and Coop... <laughs> All of a sudden, fucking Dylan and Cooper like a match made in heaven to find each other <laughs> on the track. Battling. They were catching Eli. Yeah. They were catching Eli. Now, I don't know if Eli just kind of realized that he wasn't going to reel in the guys in the front and he's like, okay. But I feel like if that would have been a normal main, Dylan and Coop might have went around Eli. Maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, look, Dylan, just make it through Supercross, bro. Just make it through Supercross outdoors because we all know that's where we want to see you battle. Hey, listen, I think, uh, and I'm thinking way, way ahead because that's what we do. That's what we do on this show. That's what uh, we do. Put the SMX around a little bit of outdoor, a little bit of Supercross. It's going to be be interesting. I'll be honest. I'm trying to go to the North Carolina and the Chicago one. So, I'm just not trying to go to L.A. Yeah, Why I'm not, not doing that. You um, don't want to go to the place where Brian Deegan landed the first 360? I don't want to go to L.A. No, I'm not to go going to California, shithole. period. I don't want to go to that shithole. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, here we go. So Tomac goes 3-2-13 for sixth. <laughs> Woo! Oh so, so just like Kev was talking about where he was comfortable with that bike, he tried to do the three-on-three-off. That didn't work. I thought he was going to die there as he nosed into that thing and about died. Yep. Thank <laughs> then God that the tough block was there. Yeah. Then the next lap, he comes around, and that was uh, a big no, one. Justin, I don't think uh, he tried to do that offline and cased it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah he tried that third main. The next lap, he went yeah. into the bail. Yeah. That third main, too. Did you guys notice? That looked like a different Eli when he was behind Coop that whole time. There was, what, the, the left-hander before that little double before the finish. 
it really looked like Eli was rushing that whole entire main because there was a couple times and he knows with Coop. Coop cuts down early. Mm-hmm. He was pushing into the corner way too deep and not giving himself about enough get, room. Got a back and he I about will. clipped Coop. And I'm sitting there going, I'm like, dude, this, like, what is going on with Eli? That that looked like 2018 Eli yeah. for a little bit. And so, when is the last time we've seen Eli crash? In the so main? I talk. That's what I'm saying. Eli doesn't have big ones almost. No, ever. he he doesn't. No. like it's dumb shit. Like that was a big <clears> one, and I'm like. Like that, Eli doesn't do big yeah. ones. But yeah. did and you? On the flip side, what does that do to his head? I don't know. That's does, the inter- that, that's the super interesting that, thing. That's the question. Because did you guys pay attention? Did you watch the replay a bunch? Because yeah, I what happened? I did. Oh, yeah. he whacked his dome. Well, number one, he whacked his dome. Number two, when he went off that lip, and this goes right back to Kev being like, "Yo, he trusts that bike so much." If you pay attention, when he goes off that lip, he is foot off the foot peg, going. I got this. I'm just gonna pull this right, no problem. Yeah. Guess what? It was a big problem. But that's what he. We did not. Does. We did not pull it right enough. He, he normally does pull it. Back. Yeah. He got. He got super lucky because all he did was like just. And again, I say kind of. It was probably super hard. Hit his head against that lip on that tabletop, and then other than that, just flipped from from tough block to tough block, which was lucky. He didn't end up going to flat or anything. But that was yeah, that's and a big one. That was a big one, and I'm with you. How does this fuck with his head going forward? Because I'm sure Stu will break it down in his podcast here because he knows more than us fucking idiots do as to like what the fuck <laughs> happened. A lot of people, yeah, yeah as yeah. to what what happened going off that lip and why he well, ended hey, up over there. Maybe Ken's been listening to him because literally the thumbnail said he needs to quit being a bitch <laughs> yeah. or something. Stu said yes. that about yeah. Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I uh, there was a moment though when he was doing a cartwheel in the air and he yeah. slammed on there. I'm sitting there going, I'm like, well, we just saw Eli retire early. Yeah, because. Uh, Eli just doesn't have big ones, man. No, he uh, he he hasn't had big ones in a long time. I'm I'm here to tell you, he was doing he was doing that cartwheel from tough block to tough block and upside down. He's going, you know, I got two kids, a bunch of money, hot ass wife. I should probably just call it quits right now. <laughs> like I just that, that like whole, as he's upside down, that whole thought went through his head. That whole entire main just did not look like the Eli that we've been accustomed so, to in the last couple of years. I'm just like, dude, what what well, are you? Why are you rushing this? Like, what's you that don't, mean? Are the other guys getting faster? Isaac said he did not look like he did at A1 or San Diego all day. I mean, his speed was off the entire day. Yeah. I mean, like you look at his lap times, like his fastest lap from each main, it was in there. But there was at no point that I go, even if he would have got a start, I he wouldn't have been able to match Chase. I don't think he would have been able to match Jason in that no. second main. I just, th- the first two mains were okay. But that third main, I'm sitting there going, dude, this does not look like Eli that we've seen nah, for the last couple uh, of years. Yeah, this right is, now, I'm like, uh, chalk it up as a let's wait and see yeah. oh i'm not worried this is eli like one race to me like this i'm not worried this dude has accomplished too much in the last couple of years but it is an interesting thought is he going to come into houston and he's going to be like look if he's not feeling it just take the points yeah we'll, we'll see he is a big not feeling it guy but that but that's the crazy thing though cole when is the last time we haven't seen eli not feel it I don't know. Like it's been outdoor a- season on the Cowie. No, no, no. And yeah. th- but that's what I mean, though. It was pre-star. That's what I mean, though. It's been a f- what two years? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, from twenty twenty twenty. Okay, fine. But yeah, but if you want to talk Yamaha terms, no, we haven't seen that. But I, I guess Paula last year, he backed her down. And was yeah, like, I'm this not comfy on this it. is one of those things worried. that I wish he was a little bit more no, yeah. media heavy because I would love to know like what wasn't working yesterday because it. It definitely it all was off. So like, what what was what were you not feeling that you've been feeling the first two rounds that made it not the same? Look, man, maybe we've just gotten to the point that like Eli, with all this talk, what he did last year, that like he's Superman now. That when he's just having an off day, 
He's just having an off day. Yeah, yeah. he just I mean, had an off day, and here everybody's going to shit on him. This yeah. isn't 2019 anymore where we can sit up here and go, well, you know, he hasn't done it yet. I mean, this dude's what? How many titles in the last three years? Yeah. Four or five? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we now. That's how fucked our industry is. Exactly. <laughs> couple Now, if we get a couple rounds in, and this has become he's getting a third, a fourth, maybe a second, a fifth. Yeah. Then we, then need we to start can start really talking. The yeah, you know what else is fucked up? Hmm. Everybody would take a second or a fifth <laughs> or a fourth. Yeah. Every every one of those privateers would go three two thirteen last night for their left leg. Because like, what, dude? If he just goes in and gets a third or a fourth in that main, what he ends up third on the night? Yeah, oh, and yeah. we're not even having this conversation. No. So, all right, uh, moving on here. So AP goes eight seven seven for seventh. I mean, a flash there until he got into the slippery right yeah. here. Yeah, the laps, just all the all laps. laps. Yep, which he did. That can so. Let's just pause for just a sec here, and we got to move pause. through this a little bit because we got about 20 minutes till Coach wants to come on. Yep. Um, the dirt last night, I believe, this is my thought, is that there was more moisture coming up in that dirt like we've seen in previous years at Anaheim than what everyone was anticipating or actually thinking was happening. I agree. Because we saw way too many people push their front end in different corners or get loose in different corners on just dumb shit. Like Kenny, Kenny sliding out in that flat corner coming out of it, like 100% had to be conditions. Well, that's the first bike he's ever ridden without traction control. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, dude, you could tell though, you, you because they I, dozed it up a lot after yeah. practice. And normally you'd try to bring that hard dry base to the top and yeah. then pack it. And they couldn't. They could not pack well, it for shit. As soon as I saw that finish line into that corner like that, the yeah. first thing I thought of was, remember that race? I think maybe it was Justin would know because he's an encyclopedia. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Stu was out front in front of Reed, and it was a jump just like that into a left-hander. And he landed and just front end just pushed yeah. all the way down it. I was like, it's going to happen in three, yeah. four guys. I mean, it was it. so chunky up in the top of that right hander that claimed a lot of the dudes in the 250 yeah. class chunky chunky well i mean that dude that you that traction stayed that there, corner the whole entire night there was just too much too many dudes especially even in those two corners that left and that right that went did the same exact thing for me to be like oh man that's just that guy making even even going to and we'll get to this the the hayden deegan crash okay same thing fucking jet does well, literally like push grab and it's just like okay cool dude this is just like everybody just foobarred how I, much traction was actually in the dirt it's where i wish they would bring in a little bit more sand to stuff not not beach sections yeah sand and mix in with a clay yeah, yeah. have a little bit hard like a little bit deeper base of dirt yeah it wouldn't because i mean dude what that middle of that rut and that left hander before the whoops yeah dude that thing was insanely deep beat and you know and once again it got one line like it normally does at the end of yeah. mains or whatever but i mean i don't know dude dirt works who are we to critique them? I mean, they've done shit with the tracks that I don't. I don't even blame them. Like this is just like I think a natural because we've seen this before. Like I said, we've seen this before Anaheim, where like it gets cold at night and the moisture comes up out of the dirt and it makes it slicker slick because it's it's packed in already and now you've just got moisture on top of it. It's which, also forty eight degrees. Yeah, now. which we all know what, how that is. So anyway, all right, moving on. So Barsha goes eleven eight six for eight. Wow, Whatever. a rare quiet night. For rare Barsha. quiet night. No tweets at him, nothing. Yep. Definitely tucked the front end in that same corner. Yep. Chalk um, him up as a guy in that corner. <laughs> yep. Ace. You mean out of the 9,000? Yeah. Well, I mean, Plessinger got what, seventh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. He went down in that corner. Yep. Eighth place went down in that corner. Yep. The whole uh, 259. Did he go down there? A AC goes nope. six, eleven, eight. Just do all the laps. All the laps? Uh, they're really 
hitting that point. Everybody is. I don't agree with though, because me, me and Wyman, or Wyman, me were talking about this because he also is a big AC guy, and I made the comment that I think it's still going to take seven rounds, maybe, mm-hmm. where AC has enough mentally and physically to make it through a twenty-minute yeah. main. At that, because you can tell there's a certain point. Yeah, there's three rounds in a row right now. There's a certain point where he just falls off. And it's because he has not done the laps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he so mentions that. There's a- mentally, he has to prepare himself for that. And I think that you just get into a certain point that you're like, oh, dude, this is draining. This is draining to be this perfect, especially the pace there is now. Yeah. But, dude, he, he once again, that. do all the fucking laps. But I do agree with Ricky. Like, I think if he continues to do this where he's just doing all the laps, by the end of the year, because he gets good starts, so he has to run the pace for at least a little bit up there. He's yeah. not like... Colt Nichols gets a good start and then just immediately fades like two corners in. That wrist is... Yeah, where it's like AC gets a good start and then he runs up front for three, four minutes or whatever. Or then he runs up front for five minutes or whatever. Like, it's a a much different thing for AC. It's just a huge adjustment period for him. And I I, thankfully, he's got people like Astafin Mm -hmm. in his corner that... And can kind of do that, and I wouldn't doubt if they sat the media down and was like, "Hey, like this is the message we want to portray yeah. this year, just to help him mentally." Well, and and like like but, we said last week, that ayahuasca trip helped him because he fucking he can actually mentally do it. At yeah, because like he literally in the interview, he's like, "I've won my whole life." Yeah, like and even in the two fifty class, I was hurt, but when I wasn't hurt, I was winning. Mm-hmm. It's it's a huge adjustment for me to accept that. I can't win right now. So, dude, I tell you what, though, we we keep talking about you know a Dylan, what Eli if he's there, Chase, if Kenny races outdoors, uh, Jet. Tell you what, man, if AC makes the Supercross and he's healthy and he's like the AC that we like, the blitzing speed just fucking mm-hmm. can run twenty. Outdoors, AC, it's going to be even more interesting because if the AC that we saw in twenty twenty, but yet. Mentally, because 2020 he was fast. I don't know, bro. Zach Osborne beat him. <laughs> but I'm saying the mental part. I don't think 2020 mentally AC no. was ready for that. No. Physically and his speed was there. But now you talk about we have the speed and we have the mental stability. Yeah. You know, I'm not an AC guy, but I'm going to put him right in there if that dude's healthy going into outdoors because we know the speed is there. Now, if the brain is there, dude, I. He's one of those guys. I know, once again, we're getting way far ahead, but you're just talking about doing all the laps. Mm-hmm. AC, do all the laps, man, because yep. we know Supercross, you're not winning a title. You may not even win a race this year, but if you're healthy going into outdoors, once again, something that comes easier to you, you mm-hmm. can be a title contender. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, Savachi goes 10.99 for just 10. just who Joey is, Just man. who he is. Just top <laughs> hey, this 10 is guy. A, a real interesting thing about Joey is he doesn't even have a practice bike. Well, he's also working what? on his own bikes, right? Yeah, no practice bikes. So he's been taught. He talked about it. And he's like, I'd really love to get some testing in, but I'm just <laughs> still running the same settings all the way because I, I don't even have a practice bike. I thought you had a practice bike. What do you said on a swap moto interview? The how was your weekend thing? I, I would really pulp. He said like he had a practice bike in Florida, but would, like he but was he's doing been all in California. He hasn't been able oh, to go yeah, back to Florida. True. Yeah, hmm. I would really love to know what the plan is. I know he's doing the eight rounds, and then they're yanking him. But I really know what the plan is for Rick, like what Rick Rare has planned for Joey, like mm-hmm. what the whole deal with is, because we know he's going to go do the World Supercross thing. But it's like, are we just putting all the focus that Joey's going to win a title in World Supercross? I don't know. Because obviously we're not getting anything from Rick Ware. Mm-hmm. And I watch a lot of the other fucking, mo- I mean, I'm sure Cole does too, the motorsports that Rick Ware is involved with. Yeah. And you don't, there's no interviews with him where he talks about this. Yeah. So, and I'm sure once again, out of all the shit that he does, this is like on the low end of the bar. Yeah. 
But what I, what I is his goal for Joe? Like, is he just banking on that Joey's going to win? And I think Joey probably will win a World Supercross title, but is like that the goal for him? Oh, just go win a World Supercross title and then get more money? Maybe. Oh, man. I, he, uh, I hate the point-out rule because Joey would have been a perfect candidate to put on that PC <sighs> bike, mm-hmm. and he probably would have won a fucking title. Yeah, maybe. I, I think so. It would have so. been really cool if the AMA was... Either that or we could have brought back the Savachi syndrome. <laughs> no, I think that's kind of... I think that he's kind of proved that that's like, kind of... hey, Feld, <laughs> I know you're listening... Uh, appeal that and let think of how great of a story that would be mm-hmm. could you could yeah could you imagine going into houston pro circuit does their normal thing oh yeah we got blows and practice day comes around press day and there's a 17 out of pro circuit kawasaki again mm-hmm. yeah holy shit dude the 250 you class go out there podium win because here's the thing dude you know he's not going to win a, a 450 main but joey was one of the best in the world on a 250 for a very long time never won a title beat a whole lot of fast dudes beat cooper webb beat J Mart, beat all those guys you know he's got. He'd be getting in Hunter's head, going, "Hey man, I think I can beat you." Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving on here. So Craig goes nine, ten, ten. Bike issues. Really? I was gonna say, what's the issue here? Bike setup. Oh, I thought something happened. In fact, to his bike. he in fact he is not going back to Florida this week. He is staying in California to test because he is looking for something or lacking something, and he doesn't even know what it is. Yeah, but that was a better night, though, right? I mean, it was better. Better, but because they did make a change. But what did I say, right, at the, in the preview show? Yeah. That like, fucking these bike. guys are, no, they're riding out at the Baker's factory, and they're not allowed to test. Yeah. They're just doing the lap. Yeah. It was better, though. I mean, he got top he, 10 he, in I, one of the mains. He's not pumped. Here's no, he shouldn't. Is, he shouldn't do, be. Do you think it's the, the steel frame? Because I don't, I, it, maybe it's something with those steel frames flexing, but... That's a guy that goes through the whoops. That's Mookie's a guy that goes through the whoops. And I got to thinking, I've never seen a guy on a steel frame blitz a set of whoops like a dude on an aluminum frame bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Name, I, name a time where you <coughs> see a guy go through a set of whoops on a, on a steel frame bike. That was like the speed of what you would see Christian on an aluminum frame? No, it's like, never. I mean, Dungey yeah. was never the greatest in the whoops. Half the time he would rhythm at the end of the night. I don't know. It, it almost makes you wonder that if it kind of goes the opposite way with the steel frame because it flexes so much and there's so much give there, that you need a more aggressive person, like a Barsha. Mm-hmm. Whereas Christian, we know that that dude has almost no body language. Yeah, He's just centered and calm, where a Mookie, a Barsha, guys like that, like it works for them. Where the aluminum frame, you could get away with it because there wasn't as much give, so you needed to be smoother. Yeah. I don't know. You might be onto something about that, but here's a problem. If that's the issue... That ain't going away anytime soon. It's going to be a long two years. Yeah. Fucking outdoors is going to be brutal. Um, all right. Colt Nichols goes 12, 14, 11 for 12. That wrist, Just do all the laps. That wrist, that wrist is <laughs> Yeah, I don't think bad. that's good. Is uh, it really that bad, too? They were saying in preseason that there were times where he couldn't even ride. Like, if he would ride, he wouldn't be able to ride for, like, two days. Because really? they, he would have to recover with that wrist. Mm. So sore. Like, doing physio and shit. Like, he really? has to still do physio with that wrist. Yeah. Which, they were... I don't know if this came from his mouth or somebody in his group, but they said they don't think that his wrist will ever be the same again. <sighs> that sucks. He needs to go to Jace Kessler's. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Dino goes 13, 12, 12 for 13. Okay. Deener the wiener. <laughs> Deener the wiener. Deener the wiener. Hey. Good, right? I yeah, think I'm going to get blocked on Instagram because the last three posts I've said, Deener the wiener. Jesus oh, my God. Good, though, right? Yeah. Good for him? Yeah, it's fine. Good for Deed. You think Yurif Konsky's fine with that? I, I would assume so. What the fuck is he expecting? Who? Yurif Konsky, the guy who's, who owns his team. Oh, oh yeah. Mr. Mr. Moneybag guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Justin Hill, 14, 13, 17 for hey, 14. Good fucking ride, He's a dude. good fucking rider, dude. Hey, man. Okay. He looks like a meth head. Uh, Jesus. All honesty. 
Jesus. I mean, whatever. Okay, so. He does look like the type of guy that would body box a, a fucking thing on a street. Dude, right? I mean, they were doing an interview with him the other day, and I was and, just and like, he's got that holy shit. Yes. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, you look like you do meth in Oregon. Like, right. I got. I got. What else to I tell mean, you? It's legal. So, uh, yeah. Uh, like Justin so, Hill really looks like the guy that would boogie on your left nostril. You got to fix that for me. Yeah. So here's my question to you because you fucking hate the Hill Brothers to your core. <laughs> what, what is it going to take for you? They're just to, not my favorite. What is it going to take for? Yeah, you've never liked Justin Hill, even when he won a title, and I was on board, and you were like, "I yeah, fucking sucks." What is it going to yeah. take for you to admit that this like this is good for Justin Hill? I mean, great. Good job, buddy. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> such a fucking douche. I don't know what you want from me. Listen, I do think it's funny that Justin Hill, like, you look at him <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, that guy lives in a trailer park and he Does probably- Does yeah, under the park. Or, yeah, yeah, Justin uh, Hill, he like, hey, I'm Justin Hill. I live in Triangle Trailer Park. I'm going to pick me up a PBR and smack the old lady around tonight. <laughs> it's what he looks I like. hope at some point he just walks, like, if he was ever... Just walks was, up to me and yeah. punches me in the face? No, hopefully. no, definitely not. No, because actually, it probably, <laughs> probably hurt. hurt. Uh, he just walks out in a wife beater one of these times. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, it, wife beater, jean shorts with some chewing. <laughs> yes. 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 Not even a chew. We just need a wife beater and some cut off. And then you got Josh Hill, his brother, who's like the exact fucking opposite of him. Like he's yeah. Mr. Cocaine Monster Energy Parties. Yeah. Um, all right. So Freddie Noren goes 15, 20, 14 for 15th. Okay. Shane goes 16, 16, 18 for 16. He is also looking for something in the bike that he doesn't know what he's looking for. So that's interesting. Oh, Johnny Shane's is strong. Yeah. <laughs> Dean or the wiener. Ch- Chiz goes uh, 21. Kyle, 21, 18, 15 for 17. Take it. Benny actually didn't really pull a Benny. He went 17, 15, 22 for 18 to completely torpedo God, my fucking... God, he looks like a monkey fucking a banana. Dude, he's way too big how for... About, how about they're on Chase on the last lap and you just weed the shit and they're <laughs> right, like, oh, right, blocks down, but right Chase got his way to the wind. Yeah, yeah, that dude. just reminded me in St. Louis last year where he just fucking <laughs> smoked <laughs> the fucking tunnel. Oh, my God. Like Ah, uh, Benny. I'm like God. watching that and I'm going, you were supposed to do that two mains ago. Oh, I'm like, God, fuck, dude. man. Help fucking me out. That's Every okay. We won't, we won't see him for four rounds. Yeah. Now. Anyway, uh, Starling goes 2019, 16 for 19th. Clayson, 19, 17, 20 for 20th. Cartwright, 18, 21, 19 for 21st. And Kev goes 22, 22, 21 for 22nd. At least we scored a point. Hey, good for Josh Cartwright making it. Didn't have to go to the LCQ. Yeah. That was actually kind that of was impressive. Wild. That yeah. was wild. Cool. He's a not a two out of three right now, ain't he? I don't know. Uh, right you made it last week. I think he made it in San Diego. No, no. No, yeah. I mean, he did. He didn't make it. Yeah, he did. He yeah. finished 18th in San Diego. Yeah. So yeah. So he's two out of three too. Good for him. He's wonder... a guy I never thought of putting on my roster to make. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he did great for me for the first two mains, and then he really tanked my team in the third one. So Good. fuck you. Yeah. Whatever. The so, Cartwright cartwheel. Probably. Just over here dominating Supercross again. Oh my god, dude! You were not dominating. I was beating you after do the you, second do round. You, do you, hey, when's the, coach come on? Uh, in about eight minutes, okay. and I got to okay. pee. So the. Dude, when I so when I win the Supercross fantasy between the three of us again, do I then finally get the title of the Supercross guy for the group? Like, does that happen? Scott three, wants, three, aff- three years in a row. Does Scott that happen? Wants affirmation. He wants some affirmation. I'm just saying, life. three years in a row. Does that happen, or do I have to keep tooting my own fucking horn? Listen, man. As the I Supercross you got, guy, I know you suffer from little man syndrome, so I'll give it to you. I'm just saying. Like three, like if I win between the three of us three years in a row, there's a little bit of credibility there. But it's it's hard to take credibility from a man 
<laughs> that's gonna go triple triple on a supercross track. Who claims it? Triple triple would be sweet, dude. It's if all, I could do that, I'd you, be fucking. You psyched. were claiming it though. It's also picking a bunch. It's also picking a bunch of dudes. It's also picking a bunch of dudes. Did you not claim triple triple on I a full blown supercross track point. at some point? It's also picking a bunch of dudes that you have nothing to do with. It either they could kill it or do shit. And here's the thing: once again, none of us are even fucking winning our own league, so we actually all suck. We're not even close, dude. You're getting smoked. Hey, hey, I will give you credit. At least you are still on the first page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. You. Yeah, but okay. Hey, so here's the other we, we could talk about it on the Fantasy Pod, but it has not been great for Let you. Let me ask boy. you, though. Since you you uh, you had a good night last night, how far are you still away, though, from the dude that even wins our league? Because it's a I'm, lot. I'm in 28th, so yeah, I, but I don't know about that. Points. He's skewed to just beat him. I was yeah, say, here's the thing, dude. If I was him, though, and I'd be that pumped up about it, I'd be like, dude, we at least got to win our own league because you don't win your own league. It's like, listen, eh. I'm the only one at this table still that had an actual oh, number. Oh, God. here we go. We're going to play that fucking card again one time. If I get a national number, you'll never hear the end Can't of it. Wait. He's not getting a national number. It's, you never know. Maybe I'll take outdoors seriously this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever, pal. <laughs> so, all right. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, we got Coach coming up. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll do coach, and then we'll get on to 250s and futures and all oh, the good oh, stuff. Oh, oh. I bet the camera loves me. Just Hold on, you ready? My nose. Hayden Deegan, Hayden Deegan, Hayden Deegan, Hayden Deegan. Hayden Deegan. <laughs> hey, you Hayden Deegan. Hayden Deegan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, all right. And we're back. Time to call up don't our mind. next guest don't here. Don't mind Cole. Don't mind me. Cole just over there doing. You don't want to know wow, what he's looking really at. loud. There I'm about that trout. Oh, my God. Would you be professional? Absolutely terrible. Coach Rob going to be brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. Look them up for all of your graphics needs. Is this the man, the myth, and the legend? This is the Moto Aftermath show. He's not any of those things, I Coach. am 100% that. Coach, let me ask you this. Oh, my gosh. How many championships in a row do you have to win before you get some fucking respect from people? You're talking fantasy, so stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in fantasy, by the way. Dude, Coach. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Who's that other guy that just talked? What? What? Oh, the other uh, guy? Oh, Cole, Supercross only? They picked me up down the Supercross street earlier. Supercross only is actually in the house? Are you kidding me? I haven't missed around yet. Yeah, he's we gave him five he, bucks. He's over here going trout fishing. <laughs> listen, listen. We gave him five bucks to show up. <laughs> listen, I'm like Justin Hill. I'm a new man this year. Oh, God. Do you shadow box? Yeah, I'm about to shadow box you. Wow. I'm going to push you in a chokehold. It's, it's, it's good to know you're alive, Cole. That's I'm alive I and well, Coach. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, the last time you seen you, you were on the ground. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, yeah, you no. came to the camp. Never mind. he came to the camp So before day. that, well, he showed one up day. late for that one. Yeah, showed up late on the second day, but he was there. Yeah, yeah so the, the time before that, he was on the ground. Well, the first day wasn't great because I was on the side of 94 changing yeah. tires. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> good time. <laughs> oh, Coach, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you coming on. We've been trying to do this for like three weeks, but due to some awesome scheduling conflicts... Is that an airplane? I think so. Holy shit. Oh, God. The Great. government found us. We're about to get bombed here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this is cool. Well, and we're off YouTube again. <sighs> All right, Coach. So, look, I just want to thank myself for um, putting on this amazing show because without me, none of this would be possible. You Can are the you most, believe that? You are the most I could, egotistical. I could not believe that. Like, I, I listened to it, and I was like, did he just say that? And and it's a long story, but because of us being on the East Coast, I, I just have to get to bed at a reasonable hour because we have a big training group on Sunday morning. So I worked, I watched the first two motos and then obviously didn't see the third one. And then 
the the uh, podium speeches, and then I watched it today during lunch, and I was like, he did not just say that seriously. <laughs> oh, he one hundred percent did. He one hundred percent did. Believe it. I was like, man, just did he like consult with? Uh, I like Brock Tickle, cool guy, but <laughs> no man should thank his dog on a podium. Sorry. So to thank yourself, I I think that's like that's a first. I cannot imagine Wardy. Stanton, O'Mara, I'd like to thank myself for being so good. I was like, what? And then and then, here's something that I want you guys to answer. What happened to training with his brother-in-law? What happened there? I have no idea. I have and when did that go zero down? idea. You know? I'm not really he, sure either. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I don't. Because <laughs> he said he was training with Sexton, so I don't know what kind of juice program. I mean, I don't know what kind of strength program he's on. So I don't know. Are we going to see Kenny get about 45 pounds on him um, here by, uh, what would that be, March 1st? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. I don't know. All the EPOs. We were we just did the 450. Uh, we were recapping the 450 race, and I said it's going to be yeah. interesting with him anyway because usually we all know he starts like a ball of fire and then slowly just tapers out as the season goes on. But like right now, it's like a – it's like the opposite. He's like building. It's like a fifth place, a fourth place, a third place. Like he looks like he's getting more comfortable on the bike as we go here through the rounds. So like, does this translate into really being in it the last say three rounds or are we still going to see that? Is he still going to burn out here? You know, midway through the season. Zoom out 10,000 feet. If you're Honda and he goes 28 of the 31 <coughs> rounds strong as a bull, what do you think? I, it's a great question. I'm not sure. I think when, and I've said this for years, and, and the four of us have talked about it over some cold beers. I think whenever you give these guys fat contracts, that's what you get. Um, oh, I got a little boo boo. Remember when Cooper Webb didn't like the bike, so he just yeah. found a, a, an injury clause and just tapped out. Yep. Um, I, I just, I like Nick, excuse me, I like Mitch Payton's approach. You know, give everybody a, a decent salary and then huge bonuses. The more you win, the more you make. Mm-hmm. And if I was a team owner, that would be exclusively. I'd give everybody a good solid living and I'd give them about 120 grand as a base salary, 10 grand a month. I can live on that. And then fantastic bonuses. Mm-hmm. But you got you start giving guys two, three, four million dollars. And I don't know, it just seems like, oh, I'm not gonna name any names because I'll get blackballed, but how many guys do we know? It's like, oh, outdoors is too hard. I don't think I'm gonna do that but they're still getting paid and then they show up and do two or three races. So they don't get financially docked. Um, do we see rocks and go the entire season? I know Honda would probably roll over in their grave if he goes even three quarters of the way through. What, what do we have? 31 rounds, 34 rounds, 164 30. rounds. I think I it's, so it's 9,000. So it's 31. Yeah. If what, he doesn't do any world supercross. What, uh, what asked would say that was a two and a half million dollar deal. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's something yeah. ridiculous. Like that Honda Supercross only was trying to convince us was over $2 million. Look, guys, the super duper Humpty Dumpty <clears throat> sat on a wall motocross series is the greatest thing to ever happen to our sport. So here's here's what's super interesting. And, and coach, I'll ask you this question. So yeah. in the in every year running up to this here, we've seen guys, they try to get out of doing outdoors because nobody wants to do it. Now, all of a sudden here, everybody's talking about doing outdoors. Cooper Webb's talking that he had a Supercross only deal, but now he's going to do outdoors because of the super duper motocross. So how many of these guys are we actually going to see ride outdoors and how many are just going to still not do it? Like I'm very, because 
you qualify for the super duper motocross if you win a race. That's what I'm. I told, I'm telling you, it's going to get interesting. So like, you're seeing a majority of them. Yeah. So so I'm like, I'm super interested. And even Chiz was talking about this in a post race interview last night. He because he's on obviously the HEP team and HEP does world outdoors indoors super duper all the bullshit right and he was yeah. saying that even he wanted to ride some outdoors which is chiz he likes to race that's understandable chiz does a few outdoors every year no matter what and he's like but i was looking at the schedule and he's like i can do all but two of the outdoor races essentially and still do world supercross so now it turns into okay these guys that are on the team say like ken is he gonna do all but two outdoors super duper world sx rounds all the regular SX round, like, is he going to do all of this and race like, I don't know, what the fuck is that, 38 times this year or something? Like, I, Well, maybe, maybe you guys can help me because I haven't done the math backwards. <clears throat> what it, let's say that you qualify for the Soupty, uh, I like what Justin just called it, the Humpty Dumpty <laughs> fell off the wall series. I love that. That's classic. What So they make that. How much additional money is available for those two or three extra races? Just ballpark. I I believe I think they said ten million, right? So I so my understanding is it's five million was added to the purses for Supercross and outdoors, and there's five million for those three rounds. And the winner of those three rounds, it's a million dollar purse for that. We'll call it mini series or playoff series at the end of the season. So I mean, it's just—it's literally just going to be get a calculator out and do the math backwards as the series transpires. Because, like you said, do X amount of races to possibly make that money versus guaranteed appearance money going somewhere else. I think you're going to see the latter of the two. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm fifth in points, or or say you're in sixth in points. Oh, yeah. if I race these last two rounds, I get fifth in points, get this bonus. Or do you look at what World Supercross and say, okay, I'm going to make more money there. Fuck those last two rounds. Like, I think stuff like that might happen, too. Well, I think Kenny's going to be doing both no matter what outdoors and World Supercross because unless something completely fell apart, the last time I knew when they go over for World Supercross, it's the PMG group, Suzuki. It's the Pipe Motorsports group. Yeah. So he's contracted to do that. <laughs> so I think no matter what, he's oh, going to be doing contracted yeah, under he's a different like LLC half or and half. Yeah, half yeah. and half. So he's going to be doing both outdoors and Supercross, probably whether he likes it or not. I think this year, so honestly, I think this year we'll see a lot more of the guys do outdoors, strictly because no one really knows how it's going to work. Because wouldn't it be a real kick in the nuts for, say, say um, I don't even want to say Cooper Webb, because he's he's probably going to win a race, which means he'll qualify in automatically. To the to the super duper. So let's let's say somebody somebody else who's like top ten in the points. Let's say Dylan. Okay, let's just go with Dylan. So Dylan doesn't win an indoor race, and then he decides, oh, I'm not going to do outdoors, which isn't the way it would work. But let's just say that. So yeah, then yeah. B- but then he doesn't go do outdoors. But then you get like eight of the top dudes are like, oh, I'm not going to do outdoors, but I want to do the super duper. But then all of these guys start getting these points in the outdoor races. And all of a sudden you were in the top 20, but oh, now all of a sudden you're on the bubble going into the last few rounds of outdoors. Now you got to get an outdoor setup, go race these races to try to fucking make sure you stay in. So I think this year we'll see everybody just because there's that unknown of how it's going to work. But then I think once you go to next year, I think you go right back to it. I really do. I think you go right back to it where these guys now have, okay, cool. I didn't win a Supercross race, but I'm 
I know I can win it outdoors. Yeah, but I'm sixth in points. And so, cool, awesome. Here's what I got to do. I just, like, I know that I'm good. Because yeah, even if I know these I guys the first four rounds, get yeah. enough points and be done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe they go and just do like two or three outdoor rounds at the beginning, or do the ones they like. Yeah. Like, hey, fuck you to Dilla. Let's go to Millville. Let's yeah. do Redbud. Or, but then there is going to be the guys though, like Dylan, that just yeah, want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. But I'm just saying, I think I think this year we'll see a lot more guys do the outdoors. And then next year, it will be a lot more of guys trying to get out of outdoors again because they know they're going to be slotted in for the playoffs with the money. Or there's the guys that maybe don't excel at Supercross or whatever. Yeah. But they know they're great outdoors, so they do just... There's a lot of of that. Like, if the privateer guy's a good shot at it. Yeah. Or plot twist. Blake Baggett shows up and wins one. Not a chance. (laughs) No. What what about this, guys? Let's say that the um, Humpty Dumpty Supercross series that Justin calls it Let's say that was three weeks away, and we just had the week that we just had with Shimoda, Hammaker, Forkner, McAdoo. That's something that we got to keep in mind because, yeah, it's great that those races are available. But who? I mean, if we look at the attrition rate in three weeks, four weeks, mm-hmm. now you take an ad outdoors, which we know that's a man's series, right? What's the attrition rate going to look like by the time we get to that? Yeah, we, we kind of talked a little about Roxon. We know that he has. Uh, his history doesn't really bode very well for a series that's been extended like this. Take everything that you guys articulated for five minutes there. Beautiful. So true. A lot of what if scenarios, a lot of, you know, our buddy Morant, a lot of, a lot of decisions to be made, but that doesn't even factor in injuries. And is this going to be the last man standing? I, I would love to see the last couple races that these are supposed to be the $5 million purse. I'd love to see it be stacked. But if we look at the first three weeks of the season, Supercross, we haven't factored in outdoors. I don't know that we're going to see what. How many guys would you guess are going to be factory four fifty, factory two fifty, standing at the end of the season after what we've seen in two weeks? I mean, I'll be honest. The whole ten, <laughs> seven, the whole, the whole PC team is gone. Yeah, yeah. but also- McAdoo, which who shouldn't have been out there anyways. Yeah. But you know, you look at that Shimoda, Hammaker, Forkner, McAdoo, literally in seven days. Yeah, I mean the whole 450 class, I think, is going to be decimated by the end outdoors. I think so too. So that yeah, actually, but, nope. well, let me flip the script on that a little bit. These guys that are hurt now can ride outdoors and potentially still make it into these last three mm-hmm. rounds. So I, I want to, <clears throat> Coach. I actually want to ask you a question on the physiology side of that, and I know that you've talked about this a little bit with with Hopper and Cooksey. If yeah. you if you were training any guy right now, it doesn't matter if they're factory, satellite, a privateer, whatever that was doing this series. So now you're going into the September end of September. <laughs> <laughs> but a guy that you're focused on both Supercross and Outdoors, you're not cherry-picking it. You want to do good in both. You want to make it through the, the playoffs. So now you're talking about an extended amount of time. Usually we know these guys take September, take some time off, October, a little bit more, and then you start going into boot camp. What would be? What would you be doing for somebody that you'd be helping knowing that this is something that they've never had to go through before? They've never, never had to race this many months in a row where it actually matters f- for everyone. What what would be your game plan for someone that, like we keep talking about the attrition rate? What would you be doing, setting up going into your preseason testing for Supercross next year, knowing that you just brutalized yourself from January to September? Yeah, that it's an absolutely brilliant question because you're talking about getting through this year, and if you think about it, let's say the four of us were all pro racers, and do you guys know off the top of your head when was this uh, Humpty Dumpty series announced? Wasn't it? 
it was only like maybe two months out. Yeah, m- maybe October. I feel like it was October. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So let's just say it's October. There is n- there is no physiological way that you can take somebody in eight weeks and get them ready for a thirty plus thirty one round series period. So to Justin's point, if you can survive this year, it completely like for example the the the, the individuals that are in the best absolute situation would be somebody in the B class right now at Loretta's because they're going okay if I know that this the quote unquote professional racing is going to be 30 plus rounds they can start changing their scheduling now to justin's point to be ready for 31 rounds there is not a single rider out there that is fit enough to go 31 rounds and i say that very respectfully because they they weren't planning for it to justin's point 14 months ago they found out about it in let's say late september early october to launch the first week in january to go all the way through october it doesn't make any sense whatsoever and we can go down the whole subject that a lot of these professional teams, they try to have these kids on restricted calorie restricted diets. When you're on a calorically restricted diet, you have low blood sugar. Look at some of these very benign mistakes that they're making. That's a low blood sugar depth perception issue. And then look at how they break when they hit the ground. That's a fragile bone. That's fragile tendons and ligaments. That's a byproduct of calorie restriction. These kids are not, because they're on a calorically restricted diet, they're not sleeping. They're not getting that human growth hormone and testosterone naturally dropped into their bloodstream. And I've not met a professional racer that knows what their sweat rate is at race pace for 20, 30 minutes, whatever, based on temperature and humidity. So they're dehydrated, they're sleep deprived, and their bones. I want the listeners to think about it. When you guys eat, let's just say a, a balanced meal, You've got to think about, go from the inside out, your bone density, your tendons and your ligaments, the thickness, the density, the viscosity, the, the tensile strength is a byproduct of food and sleep. And I can tell you, I know of four teams that have told the kids, especially the 250 riders, hey, you cannot eat more than X amount of calories because you've got to be light. you got to get the whole shot. <laughs> Star. <And> now, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And and I don't but know, it sounds like point, uh, it sounds like pro circuit too. Looks and, like pro but circuit. But to your but to your point, Justin, you've been around the sport. All three of you guys have been around the sport a long time. Go back to Forkner two years ago. Remember through the whoop section when he kind of endoed and he hit that left hand turn. <laughs> yep. Has he kind of endoed through the whoops? Yeah, that that would hurt, but that shouldn't have broken the way it broke him. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no explanation for that. When you look at these silly timing mistakes, that's a direct reflection of low blood sugar. Now, you could sit there and argue with me all day long, but if you're if you're any kind of a historian associated with moto and supercross, you never saw those types of mistakes early on. And people say, oh, the bikes are faster. Yeah, they're faster, but I'm talking about at this professional level, tip of the spear, the mistiming of certain things, and then when they do hit the ground, it's just absolute this is broke, this is torn, this is disintegrated, it's it's sad. And to your point, Justin, all I would do, and we do this with our wrestlers, for example, if you guys know anything about wrestling, what do they always focus on? Okay. (laughs) So what I do with my athletes is I have them hydrated, I have them eating a lot of calories, and we always wrestle one, one weight up. Because what I'm doing is taking a guy that's well hydrated, rested, and fed, and they're going to put me up against an athlete that's dehydrated, sleep deprived, and dehydrated. I'm going to destroy them. And, and we, that if we, a bitch. 
That's exactly right. But think about it. When you make the cut, you're dehydrated. You're calorically restricted, so you have low blood sugar. And the mental tenacity, if I've got somebody that's rested, hydrated, and fed, they may be better talented, but my guy will outlast them. And that goes back to Justin's original question. How do you outlast the series? It starts 14 months ago, and the guys had eight weeks. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic on behalf of the organizers to let that happen. So are you bringing a guy into the series then (laughs) at, say, like 25% body fat to start Supercross? Like, is that what we're uh, doing? So we got some stuff to burn here as we go through the nine months of this ridiculousness or what? Coach, the only reason I bring that up is is because Cole brought this up after A1 and we, and I'm sure you've probably talked about it with, you know, whether it be Hopper, Cooksey or whatever, but with the whole Mookie thing, you know, with the way Alden and Mookie and give that man a steak and... And then, Travis, you made the comment about when you really looked at him, like, he didn't look like he maybe needed a steak. He needed a little bit extra on there. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going off Coach's trait trait of thought and what he does for his guys, you probably want your guy to come I, in a little I bit. I didn't say it was bad that he looked no, no, like I he think had a little extra I think it's there, good. But... I think it's good, you know, because yeah. also, like Coach said, with he's talking about with his wrestlers for the weight cut. You know, you start dehydrating yourself and you're drained after the weight cut. Your brain's also flopping around like a fish out of water, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So. No, it it the hard part, and I want to make sure the listeners really comprehend this. Everybody that is has a professional card, this was thrown on them in the end of September, beginning of October. Now, I may be wrong. Maybe some of the factory teams were given wind of this. As a performance coach for these guys, that would have been nice to know at the end of 22 to say, hey, at the beginning, or excuse me, end of 21 going into 22 to say, hey, look, at the beginning of 23, this is going to be the combo series. It's a completely different playground. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. The four of us have talked about this on the show before. I don't have a single sport where an athlete is expected to be in tip shape literally from January to October. It's asinine beyond belief. You have um, go to the sport of triathlon. You have Gustav Eden and Christian Blumenfeld. In the last year, last two years, They've won the Olympics. They won the Ironman World Championships, 70.3 Ironman World Championships, just between the two of those guys. The last race of the year was the first week. It's the uh, Ironman Hawaii is the first full moon in October. They just started resuming training this week, and this week is the beginning, uh, the last week in January. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So I guess, Think I, about that. I guess my biggest question to you would be, and obviously we don't know because we're months away, and this is kind of a hypothetical question, but obviously you're the best guy to answer this question if you you know, were to project this far ahead. What do you think these guys look like going into 2024? The guys that make it both series and all the way through SMX, whether they made it through the whole season healthy or not, but they raced all the races, the 31 or whatever it is. How mentally and physically drained are these dudes going to be going into the offseason going into 2024? We have never seen the attrition rate like we're about to see in the next 18 months. That's why I was saying earlier, somebody that's in the B class that knows they've got this ahead of them, they can start making adjustments now a year and a half to two years out. You can not, The best thing, Justin, to your point, is yep. that one of these top guys were to take a year off and completely rebuild themselves at a completely different capacity – Think about any, take a professional cyclist, mountain biker, runner, triathlete, and ask them to race for 31 weeks out of 52. They would tell you to go beat sand. (laughs) 
There, there is not a single endurance athlete that would agree to that, even for a $2 million salary, because they realize they're going to be one year and pretty much, to your point, Justin, completely chewed up and spit out. It's ridiculous. You know who I think is going to be ready? Casey Cochran. <laughs> no, here's, here's the problem. Casey Cochran, and I love Casey Cochran. Yep. Casey Cochran's had tremendous amount of head injuries. I don't That's think true. he's going, he's not going to go the distance. That's you look at him. He's got a lot of black eyes underneath his eyes because of concussions. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not into the blame game kind of things, but that's what amateur racing does. Travis is. <laughs> sure, we can. Yeah. I, I can blame everybody. <laughs> but but it doesn't matter if you yeah. look at look at the attrition rate that Team Green has put together, you know, and and look at how much Ryan Holiday is constantly trying to balance. He's got to have. He's got to have guys on the track. The amateur series continues to get long. I don't, for the life of me, understand how these parents can afford to go to these week-long races four or five times a year. Mammoth, week-long. Loretta's, week-long. Minio's, a week-long. I'm just thinking three off the top of my head. Justin could probably come up with some more as well. But add, add Daytona, Springadine, Freestone. There's, what is that, Justin? 14 days, at least 10 days back-to-back. Get the race amateur Sunday, Monday, travel Wednesday, race Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then go right into Springading right after that. And then then go right into your area qualifiers the next week. Yep. Yep. Who the hell can afford to be away from their office for two weeks? Not this guy. Drug dealers. Internet money. (laughs) Internet money. Only fans. No, I mean, perfect example, though. You talk about Team Green, and Travis and me joke about this all the time. Jet Reynolds. Like there's times and this is, is all that joking. Kid still alive? That's what I mean. I was just about to say, is that kid still alive? We're gonna make a he, T-shirt he, with he, his name and that that saying. He busts <laughs> up his shoulder on a dragon's back in press day last year, and we haven't seen him since. And I know for a fact he started riding in the middle of summer last year. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'll be ready for Supercross. He, he he's not riding outdoors. Super, outdoors. Outdoors. And, and then we'll Maybe. get to, we'll go to Paula and be like, oh, we'll see him at the end of Paula, or we'll see him at the end of outdoors. We'll get to in the outdoors, yeah. and then he'll never race a race for press how, how do you drop somebody without officially dropping someone? Exactly. This is it right here. Just like that. Like It's yep. it's very, very unfortunate, and I think that Jet Reynolds' career, and I don't know Jet Reynolds. Uh, this is one of the few kids I've never had a chance to meet, even in his earlier days on 50s, 65s. Don't know his family. They could be the greatest people in the world. But I think that kid's career ended before it even started. He got chewed up and spit out, just like we talk about. Because he wasn't ready, and he got pushed. He mm-hmm. got pushed. He was I'll, not ready. I'll talk about that when we get into the Futures thing, but I think Futures is a great program. Imagine if Jarrett Fry had Futures or any of those guys. Oh, you my God. I mean? A lot of these kids that were yeah. not ready? Yeah, totally. I, I. You mean like every single kid on that track last night? <laughs> That's yeah. my point, though, is you watch that, and you're like, holy shit, none of these guys are ready. But if we didn't have Futures, mm-hmm. those guys would be in, in the, the 250 big, class. Yeah. Yeah. But to Coach's point about the caloric restriction and everything, that star, like, look how many times last night did Dax Benick, and I, I'm a firm believer in Dax Benick. Is he going to set the world on fire? No, it's probably going to take him a little bit. But he's a kid that, you know, should do well when he goes pro. How many times last night, though, did he miss time rhythm sections? The, yeah. caloric, the caloric restriction, to me, just cracks me up because I am by no means an athlete – Okay, I lied. I'm an athlete, but like you're an athlete on the on the downslide. Y- yeah. Anyway, I'm <laughs> telling you, 2024 Supercross is going to be the year, Dad bod. Yeah, but anyway, Dean but, Wilson. But I'm just saying. Okay, I can do a cut, get to a certain point, and then go back to eating like shit, like I do. Because let's face it, I can't eat a goddamn good diet to save my life. But but just fluctuate like five to seven pounds over the course of a week, literally eating whatever I want, but then stay at that same 
level that I essentially cut myself to. So the fact that they don't let these kids or these guys do that when they are literally pro athletes that ride for however many hours a week and then cycle for however many hours a week and then lift weights for however many hours a week, it blows my fucking mind. I mean, 6,000 calories a day you're burning and you can't go to fucking in and out. Like what the (laughs) fuck? What are we doing? I don't understand. But you got to remember though, you've got, and I've had this situation happen where you have a young athlete who literally just hit puberty, still holding on to some body fat. And then you have a team owner that comes up and says, if you looked like that I w- and you were riding for me, I would fire you immediately. So think about you got a parent that shits their pants. They're like, whoa, what? Because now a guy that owns a team that knows nothing about physiology has essentially just put the ultimate threat on your rider to say, hey, look, you're fat. They didn't ask them if their balls just recently dropped. They didn't ask them if they've even hit maturity yet. And you think about how, and I'm not the fluffy today's kind of bullshit. If you look at the idea that a team owner walks into a rig and you're sitting there with your shirt off or, you know, underneath your awning and says, if you look like that riding for me, I would fire you. Based on what grounds? That's fucked up. And, and so now you've got a parent that freaks out and says, we got to starve our kid. Because we got to appease this owner. You've got to, myself as a physiologist saying, look, we're only recently into maturity. The body fat will drop off. Nope, nope, nope. We've got to drop it right now. So the parents start doubting everything. And what do they do? I'm not telling them what they want to hear. So they clip my wings and they go to somebody else because supposedly they have the quick, you know, the fast track, the cliff note version to get there. Now that athlete is on a a calorically restricted diet, and guess what? Injury number one, surgery number one, injury number two. Now the confidence of the athlete is jeopardized, all because of a team owner walks in and says, if you look like that, I would fire you, and he says it intentionally in front of the parents, so the parents doubt everything, and they go, well, what should we do? Well, we're going to run over to here to this trainer that tells them they can't eat this, and they can't eat that, and they can't eat this, and they can't eat that, and, and I was teasing in our staff meeting last week, I'm going to come out with a program where you're not allowed to breathe oxygen, eat food, sleep, or drink water, and I'll probably be on Oprah as a millionaire in a month. More Tape your likely. eyelids open, just open it. Just go for it. And this is why Matt LeBlanc is not in the sport anymore. He is the <laughs> That's perfect. exactly correct. He's, that is a perfect, everything Coach just said, Le- that is, Le- but I'm just talking about the most recent one. Yeah, LeBlanc, Fry, like you could look like, at Star Yamaha for Re- like the last four years, there's been at least one guy. What mm-hmm. Romano did last year, that was what LeBlanc was supposed to be starting at 85s, and he's out of the sport, and he didn't even race a full entire season as a professional. Yep. Everything Coach just said is that, that's exactly <clears> what happened <throat> to LeBlanc, his last three years as an amateur, and we saw it in pros, and he never got a shot. And it, it has absolutely kills me that a kid with that much talent they chucked him, they spit him up, and he's gone before he ever got a chance to really prove himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many names. Oh, there is. There, the list, yeah. Well, well, yeah. look at look at Brad West. Brad West. Yep. Got came down with Epstein Barr. He's back in Australia, time to recover. While the amateur series just ate him alive. Mm-hmm. Look at the futures races this weekend. That was invite only. You and I can't go and, and qualify for that anymore. It's invite only. So how can that be? the average person supposed to get their pro card when it's only on an invite only basis and 25, 30% of the field is factory riders only. Yeah. Yep. How does that grow the sport? It doesn't coach. Just listen to the rant later. Cause I'm going on a rant about kind of this. <laughs> I'm just going to talk yeah. about Hayden Deegan. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
so coach, you got any uh, you got any inside info for us here? Anything you're hearing on the back channels about? Yeah, what we should start a segment called Rumor of the Pit. What's the rumor? Of the like, pit? Uh, well, coach, I actually wanted to talk to you. Travis just wanted the inside info. Move, move in, move in team. Well, so it's funny because on the shit show, do you listen to the shit show? No, nope, didn't think then. so. Every now and then, didn't no. think so because you fucking hate social media. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was listening to the shit show on Don't Friday, and coach brought up Stewart being hurt. You know, he's got coach has the inside line on stuff. So coach, coach knows all that's coach. Why. I'm looking for some juicy insight I can use on a uh, on a reel here. So don't let me down. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah, <laughs> coach, well, give us the juice. Such an asshole. And think, I'm not talking HGH. Think about this. Did you guys notice that when they put the status of Malcolm up on the screen, it was undisclosed by the Husqvarna team? Yeah, and that's that's part of my rant because they uh, lurch props to him for asking the hard questions. Yeah. Went to Nathan Ramsey and was like, "Well, yep. you said it's his whole body. Uh, what is it?" And he danced around it. Danced around. So it. that makes me seem to think: Is it a head? Did he hit his head? Or reminds me of the old days. Anytime a biker grenade, and the teams would just go. It was electrical. I'm pretty sure that rear wheel locked up. It was electrical. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and if we look at Malcolm at the end of Supercross last year, right, he had that knee injury and he was supposed to get surgery. and never got surgery done on that, which was kind of a, a, a ticket to not have to race outdoors. And then because of contract negotiations and docket, you know, getting docked salary, if you don't get a certain amount of races in, he miraculously was in shape to do what he do, three outdoor nationals. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. And just enough to kind of check the boxes so he doesn't get financially tagged. And now all of a sudden we have this undisclosed injury. Um, Yeah, I I haven't heard anything other than the fact that you would have thought they put a black cloud on that facility because they are so hell-bent that nobody's going to find out what's going on. But yet they'll go out there and tell you that Jalik's full broke his arm and had full (laughs) surgery and is already on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. I I really hope that whole group does not ruin Tom Biel. Do you – God, dude. Uh, you, anybody think that it's <clears throat> that it's actually bike related with Mookie? Yeah, N- I mean it could be, but I actually believe something is messed up with him. I mean it could be a little bit of both. It really could. It really could be a what little bit of both. He doesn't want to ride that bike, mm-hmm. trying to get out of his contract. I mean, look at look at last year. So last year went okay. This year he tries to up the speed, and what's happened? He's crashed two weeks in a row. But that's um, I and mean, we heard last year that it was. That's also kind of a Mookie thing, though. He's <clears throat> yeah. it's not like he's not known as a guy who hits the deck. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, just... but but Justin, think about this. Yep. Because you bring up a really good point. I really thought Craig was going to come out guns a blazing. Oh, I th- and, we did too. If well, we're going to look at the idea that okay, we know Craig on a Yamaha can haul the mail. He goes to Husky. Less than ideal results. I. I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys individually. When you go back to Mookie leading the race, do you think he hit false neutral? I, I, this is where it came from that I said he needed a stake. I thought he was tired, and when you're tired, you start thinking about how tired you are, and I think he was going to shift up onto the on-off, shift up a gear to drive through that section a little more, and I just don't think he was mentally there to, to get the job done. I think it was a mental lapse is what I thought it was. But like, do you think it was actually a false neutral? Uh, that's a great question. I'm not really sure to be honest. With I mean, you. it could it could have been a false neutral. It also, could have been a fuel pump, fuel pump. I, I mean, say I, I think it was. Yeah, I think maybe it was false neutral. I think. Uh, I don't know because the transmissions the are thing, so Cole, good nowadays. Here's the. It, it could be both because a fuel pump would do the exact same thing. The moment that that's not sending a code and that just bogs for a split second, same thing is going to happen. You're going to get no drive off the tabletop. 
Yeah, and, I and I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with Cole at all. Here's the thing that I look at. He was wearing those white boots, mm-hmm. and when he comes out of that right-hander, it looks like his left foot is already situated on the pegs. It doesn't look like he shifted and then moved back to the balls of his feet. Now, again, nobody was able to get the camera. Like You can't zoom in yeah. really in slow-mo, but when I watch it, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like he actually moved his foot. And that's where I would go to Justin about fuel pump. Because now again, that my point is neither here nor there. What I think is interesting is that bike hasn't seemed to really gel well with Malcolm. Now you bring Craig over from the Star Yamaha, and his his results are nowhere near his pay grade. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know if you listened. He had a post race interview. I know you probably didn't actually if, with with Mathis yesterday. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. <laughs> That's why I started saying that. And I was like, this is stupid to say. Coach did not listen to Mathis post race. Absolute waste but, of, of time. But anyway, but well, it's so good insight from Craig, though. He's actually staying in California this week and not going back to Florida because he is testing with the team in California to try to find, as he said, something. He doesn't even know what he's looking for, but he is trying yeah. to find something with that bike so that he knows what he's chasing come race day um, with the bike. And Here's, well, I give hats <clears throat> to Coop though because Coop figured it out. Coop has, the KTM and Coop put has plastic figured on it, it out. Yeah. So here, here's the thing: we don't have a base for Craig indoors on a 450. Basically, we d- we don't know what where he would stack up on, say, an aluminum frame. I gotta say it's better. But there's a base outdoors, mm-hmm. and if he goes outdoors and is doing the same thing he's doing now, then we can totally go. This bike is fucked. So, but it's super weird too that they're having issues, but the KT, well, Coop's KTM is. I mean, better. AP's bike looked better last night than it did. AP's still doing AP things though. It's not like the bike is like head and shoulders no. better that's helping him, but Coop's bike is definitely better. So, why are the Huskies not doing the same thing that the KTMs are doing at this point? Well, you know what Craig's going to do. He's going to go down to the Yamaha, <clears throat> he's going to go out to the Husqvarna test track. He's going to lay down some wood on that Yamaha and compare it to his factory Husky, and that's where they're going to start. And then he's going to like, I want to set this Husky on fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I... Uh, gonna... Yeah. Well, another, another thing, too, is is that... And I really like Nathan Ramsey. I think he's he's obviously accomplished a lot. He's a smart dude. But Nathan Ramsey back in the day, and this was a long time ago, so maybe he's changed. You know, he's, he's a lot older now. He's also known kind of as a, as a renegade. So maybe he's one of those guys that doesn't really like to play by the rules as far as testing goes. Maybe he doesn't really want to listen when the guys start making excuses. And maybe there is an issue that he's just like, eh, whatever. Now, I don't know that. I have no insight on that. Maybe yeah, I'm knows? totally wrong. Uh, but anybody, like a, a young Roger. Yeah, any, anybody that knows Nathan Ramsey knows from his, his days of racing that he was he was a bit of a renegade. He... It's he was kind of like a Matt Walker. He, he he walked to his own beat of the drum. It, it's interesting to see where that team's gone since Bobby Hewitt's been out. But here's the ah, th- uh, you took the words out of my mouth, Trav. I was going to say what yeah. happened to Scuba Steve and Bobby Hewitt. Well, that's mm-hmm. why you know? I said the Roger. thing. Is it a because... cultural issue? Oh, it's definitely. I well, totally think it's. That's a cultural why I said issue. the Roger thing because Bobby Hewitt would do what he wanted, but now like these guys are. Yes, Roger. Yes, Roger. Yeah. We'll do whatever. I don't know. Which it's, is wild because they don't like they still answer to Roger, but it's like Ian's the guy that's taking. Well, care like of Bobby him. didn't take no shit though. Like Jason no. even mentioned it yeah. on a pod. It was Bobby like, didn't even take shit from his own kid. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, so. do you guys do you guys think Anderson leaves and goes to Triumph next year when Bobby 
Triumph, is it? Triumph isn't going 450 till 25. So I think yes. he'll I think he'll renew a one year deal here for 24, and then if he wants to keep racing, 25 he will go to Triumph. I think he does go to Triumph. Well, what do you think? You know, you got Evan Ferry, who's the test rider for them on the on the you know the amateur slash 250 side of things. You know, if you're looking at two years out, if you've got Anderson that moves into the 450. Um, I don't see Evan Ferry staying healthy enough. Unfortunately, no. he's kind of in that same ballpark of Casey and all those other guys. Big caloric guy. Who do you guy. see? Yeah, who do you see being the two fifty guy going to Triumph? J Mark. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I Pause. heard Deluke's Pause. J Mark. J Mark. Pause. Evan Ferry is test yeah. riding the Triumph bike right Dude, that now. That came out like a month ago. So that's where I was going. Yeah, I was so like, wait, I was so like, where's he came at? Out of, for that came out a month yeah, ago. Yeah, that that was a big question I had. Was where was he at for futures yesterday? So wait, so. Is he is he like riding amateur races on this fucking prototype Triumph right now? Well, is that Tim, Tim, is that what's he, happening? He hasn't he hasn't done any amateur races. He hasn't done minios. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't know until next month if he shows up at Daytona. The what I've heard behind the scenes is that he pretty much is nothing more than a test rider for the Triumph until the platform's available, and then he will resume racing. He's probably That's, not going to stay healthy enough, so I don't think it's going to matter, dude. I and I said this to you when we were at Ironman when they had the last uh, combine race. I remember seeing him walking around, and that kid had the wildest limp I've ever seen. And I started digging in. I'm like, did he have a like? Did he have a huge get off? Did he ragged out of shit? No, that's just he's just walking around with like the wildest limp, like he's got hip issues as a 17 year old. That kid's hit the ground so many times. I I agree with Coach. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy enough. I don't think so either to make it as a professional, which sucks. But I'm that but I am trial with you. thing is interesting though because is. Maybe he doesn't have to race. He's going to collect a paycheck and just ride this trial. I mean, that would be the smart well, thing but, to do. But think about this. What do we know about Tim Ferry? He's always been known to be a good test rider. So mm-hmm. does Evan Ferry become the first guy that never goes pro but goes right into a testing capacity with his dad? Maybe. That would be very interesting. I think I think to answer Coach's question, though, I think that uh, J-Mart ends up on Triumph. Really? Yeah. I do. I think with the trajectory of J-Mart's career, depending on what happens with him this year, and depending on how the whole thing goes with club, I could totally see him going to Triumph on a 450 in 2025. What do you see going on at club? You don't think club will retain him? Uh, I just I don't think they've got the the funding right now. I think Lopes, if he well after last night, I don't know, but if he keeps on I was going to say I don't. if he stays on the trajectory, he could maybe go to a factory team and be out of there. But I just I I don't. I got nothing against club. I think Brandon Haas is damn good at what he does. He's obviously taken that team from nothing and made it something, obviously, with everything he's done at club. But I just feel with J-Mart and, and obviously, Coach, you would know this, knowing the Martin family really well. J-Mart kind of the same way. He kind of just does things his own way. And I just – I know him and Phil, good buddies. He's okay with Enzo. I don't really know how him and March Banks get along. Um, I just feel like Jeremy – I don't. I can't see Club being a scene that Jmart ends his career with. If that makes any sense, uh, I'll be honest. If Jmart gets hurt hurt again, I don't see his career going much farther than what he's doing right now. Period. What, what were like, we gonna, uh, like he's he's going to be done. Yeah. What were you going to say, Coach? I think Jmart will retire with Club. You think so? Okay. Yeah, I do. How does how is Nicoletti? somehow related to Lopes who married whose sister he's he's dating his sister he's dating Lopes's sister Nicoletti is yeah okay I was trying to figure that out because every time you hear Nicoletti talk he always gives props to Lopes that he's just a bad mofo and can haul the mail and ever since the series began I mean it really has come to fruition I've just 
I, I, I think Phil Nicoletti's, in my opinion, he is the coolest dude in the sport. I could listen to that guy talk all day, all night. I absolutely love him. He's just a no bullshit kind of guy. But um, yeah, I just, I see J-Mart. I see him, he's pretty much done with this whole circus. And I think, you know, we might see him this year. Uh, just depends on how that injury and if he's legitimately healed up from that. That was a bad uh, one. Obviously, we'll find out next week. <laughs> What's that, brother? That was a bad one, that get-off. Luckily, he didn't break his femur, but, like, it was – that was a get-off. Yeah. He got lucky. He yeah. really did. I mean, when he set up well, and he's like, my femur's broken. And, in, in Justin, what would you guess? Is he getting paid over at club, just ballpark? Oh, God, I don't know because that's a hard thing with – I mean, how much – with the funding that they got, he's – I'd say a hundred grand. Uh, I'm, I, I bet a hundred. I bet a hundred twenty-five, hundred fifty with bonuses. You don't think he's getting two? Mm, I don't know, man. That seems like a lot. I don't know. I think coach knows what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think was getting two? Just Travis. No, I'm sorry, Travis did. He thought J Mart was probably getting two. Yeah. See, the thing that I'm curious about is look at the size of that team. I mean, if you let's just say J Mart's getting two hundred, what would you guess? Lopes, Nicoletti, and the other guys. Well, Lopes, fifty to seventy. Lopes' family has money, so I don't really think that matters on how I, much he's making. I bet Lopes and Nicoletti are probably getting maybe like a hundred each. Maybe you think Phil's making a hundred? I I bet. You think he's making the same amount as J Mart is? No, oh. no. I I dude, I think J Mart's probably getting somewhere between two and three. So how much is March Banks making? I think March Banks is some money in March Banks is probably like one fifty two. I mean, you got to think he's their premier guy on the east, or he was supposed to be their premier guy on the opposite coast of J Mart. I thought I would think that Phil would be making under a hundred, and his bonuses for top tens would be pretty good. Maybe I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what you can get for bonuses <clears throat> for just getting top ten, but I think that Phil, man, I mean, if he is good for him, like that's awesome for him. But I just, it's hard for me to believe at this point in his career that he's making a hundred k. I'd figure his bonuses but would be high. His bonus, like gear bonus and FXR yeah. relationship, maybe and stuff might I, be. I don't but, know. But do that math backwards though. If J Mart's at two, March Banks at one fifty, Lopes and Nicoletti at seventy five each. That's five hundred k right there. Yeah. You think they're working on a half a million dollar budget on salaries for that team? Because they're not a star Yamaha. They're not getting that same support. Where would they be getting five hundred k from? Not counting bikes and bonuses and everything else. What's Haas got going outside of club? Anything? <laughs> I I wonder. Oh, that's if, a serious question. Okay. I, I what is know. Haas? Yeah, like Haas he, Racing? No, no. Oh, like Brandon, Brandon Haas. Haas. Does, oh. he, does he have uh, another investment somewhere that I don't, he's pulling money? Remember, on? he had that. What wasn't it? The Iron Workers or something? A couple years back. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I would not be surprised. And once again, anybody that's listening to this, don't take this as I'm saying. This is fact. I would not be surprised if Lopes's family is not putting money into that team. Maybe. Well, oh come on, man. <laughs> I don't think it's unrealistic at all. There's a pay-to-play ride on almost every team out there. Because I, I think fam- Hawkins is on one of those. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that because that yeah. his his family it has money. Hmm. I don't know how much money, but they're not. Let's just say they're not hurting for money. Oil money. Well, they're from Brazil, so, so I don't, whatever they make oil a lot or of money. cocaine. There's only two <laughs> options here. Whatever amount of money they make in Brazil, it's like the Nico Leocada thing. Uh, but I would assume that Lopes's family is probably injecting some money into that team. Hmm. How much? I that's don't not, know. That's I, not unrealistic at all, Justin. I, I think, you know, yeah. if you fall and you've been trenched in the amateur market, yep. there's a lot of pay to play programs out there. And I love it when the parents walk around with, uh, you know, matching button up polos, <laughs> acting like their kids sponsored. I do, I do nothing but laugh my ass off. If you follow my social media closely, you see how many times I reference the pay to play bikes. I, that If people only knew 
the amount of grandparents that are paying for pay-to-play bikes, and then the parents walk around like their kid is the shit. Oh, I'm like, wow. God, it happened so much. Wow. Oh, I, oh, oh I, dude, I, rem- I remember being at a regional one time helping a kid, and we were in the 85 class. We got like, I don't know, it was like third or fourth or whatever, and we were just doing our own thing. And then the next weekend, we showed up at another regional, and we started getting a little bit of Team Green help. And I showed up in a Team Green jacket, and those same people that were giving me shit at that regional before, they saw me in that Team Green jacket, and all of a sudden, we were best friends. And I was like, I'm, I'm not your friend, bud. Yeah. Aren't you the yep. same guy that was bitching at me? Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's the Cool well, Kids it, Club. It, it, that's what I love about you guys is you've been around the sport for so long and you're willing yeah, to look in we between the right lines. We look right past that shit. <laughs> exactly. Coach, yep. we should we should make a we should make a list of the pay to play and then we'll make a video about it. And oh then god, that'd be great. Oh, just, how many people through the years have been pay to play? No, no, currently, everyone in the mid two thousands. <laughs> it would be uh, it'd be pretty amazing, and I think the listeners would be blown away by it. I think and especially when you look oh. at. <laughs> What's that? Is, What's that, Cole? Is Deegan pay to play, Coach? Oh, oh boy, here we go. We're I think not, we're not I think, there yet, man. Hey, I know we're not there no. yet, but I think Deegan might be a pay to play. Like Star isn't paying him, but I think it's all pure speculation. I think Brian goes in there and it's like, "Hey, we're bringing this audience. We got this YouTube channel. This Let us know. film, and whatever we film, that's what we're getting paid. We're we're going to use that monetization. You just give us a bike and a platform." No, I would I would disagree only because Brian was an investor in that team at the very beginning. Oh, and I think now he's I think now he's starting to get some I think he's getting a dividend back. And I think he's definitely getting paid quite a bit, particularly from Yamaha. And if he shows up at Houston this week after all the pushback that there was no way in cold there was a cold day in hell before uh Hayden was gonna go pro in twenty three and now we're here and it's probably gonna materialize next week goes right back to Cooksey and Hopper talking about the idea that Hayden was going to Yamaha and everybody on the little talking boards wanted to ostracize him and everything that they both have said has come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Look, Coach, Coach, we're, ass- we're assholes because we put that out there in the ether, man. We don't know what the fuck we were talking about. I literally was arguing with someone in the YouTube comments because I don't know if you saw it, but we, we talked about Deegan on the fantasy show on Thursday a little bit. And so I yeah. cut that five minute section, put it up. Oh, it blew of course up. just goes gangbusters. Oh, dude, like 10,000 views crazy. in 48 hours. 130 yeah. comments. And literally but people are in there telling me that we're fucking idiots. We're losers because we're fucking the hate, going though. after this, this 17 year old kid and all this shit like that. Right. And I then somebody, somebody <laughs> said that we were, we were morons thinking that like he wasn't that good or something. And I said, you know, they, everybody said we're morons, but we called him going to fucking star and everybody said we were a fucking moron then. And yet here we are with him riding star. So, but, the, but here's my thing. Look at the damage control that they went through after Loretta's memory had a bull taco shirt on and then he switched shirts. They went out of their way to try to change the narrative that, and I had known for six months that they had already gone to Yamaha. Yeah. And and, and, and the thing that was so interesting about it is then Deegan went the other way and then they said, oh, they're just trying to create – they're trying to get clickbait, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, what an incredible platform to be able to try to spin the narrative. And it worked for the same 111 people living in their mom's basement that goes on certain boards and you know what plays Xbox for nine hours a day. And they're the consummate professionals about what's going on in the it's, sport. It's the young, naive crowd. I bet you look at those analytics on YouTube and every single one of them say 12 to 18. Dude, <laughs> and the thing is, too, is you can't – it's like we were talking about this because this was a big thing in our group chat, coaches. 
you can't reason with his followers because they are all children. You either throw facts at them and they won't say anything, or if they do say something, they don't have anything to say, so they just like, oh, you're a retard, or you're an idiot, or well, you're this t- and that. But, but, yeah, but realism is skewed a little bit. shit on him. Yeah. Back to train up a little bit. The total number of people that represents these forums that supposedly has so much clout is less than two hundred people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yep. yet they want to. They again, it's the small little voice that acts like they've got the moral majority of numbers. I think it's absolutely hilarious. It's the same 150, 200 people that drink the Coca Cola syrup and they all commiserate together. That's perfectly cool. Most of them, if you click on their their quote unquote channel name, they have no subscribers. They're nothing describing themselves. They're lurkers. lurkers. They're cowards. Yes. Absolute cowards. Yeah. And so that's okay. That's just the you know that's what we're living in right now. But the ones that are the movers and the shakers, look at the growth of your numbers. Look at the growth of Cooks and Hopper. You know the the narrative is changing because people are realizing, hey, wait. There is another side to the story, and you have a couple people that go, oh, well, that's just the way it is. That's just the nature of the internet because they realize that they've lost the momentum that they once controlled, which is fantastic. So what's the only defense? Start blaspheming, name-calling, character assassinating. That's perfectly fine, dude. Go ahead and do it. We're not worried about it. Every single thing that has been discussed has come to fruition. You can't dispute it. You can't argue it. You can't spin it. So fuck you. That's just dude, the way it is. There was a dude that in the comments that like wanted to fight me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, really, bro? Dude. Like over a 17 year old kid, and you're calling me a hater. You're willing to fight a but person that, you've but never here's the thing is like you're part. spitting you're spitting real facts, and they just come back with, "Well, I'd love to shut him up." Yeah, but I've never be, met you, dude. Being real to them is skewed to oh, it's you're anti- shit. Not it's like you said, it's yeah. anti Deegan, and I even said I'm not anti Deegan. I just look at the facts. And then you made the comment, well, if you're not on their side, it's anti to them because you don't buy into the bullshit, which is like But that's us. the culture cancer. That's yeah. culture cancer at its finest. Didn't Cancel it, culture, yep. No, it just, you know, like us, like you, like Johnny, like Chris, you know, we, we aren't bought and paid for, so yeah. we don't give a shit. But guess what? <laughs> oh, God, here what? we go. Whistling Diesel, he said it best. The haters put you on the map way more than the people that'll, uh, 100%. that'll support you. It's true. So, Coach, I get... I got a, I got one question too. Okay, well, he I know he, he, he wants to com- get off. I was say, I said he was coming on from seven thirty to eight. Now here we are at almost. No, man, we get coach so on good, and we guys. just start spitballing. <laughs> okay, well, no, I'm good. Do you have time to talk about futures? Because that's st- still on our yeah, list here. Absolutely. Okay. Go for it. Can can I mention something before we? Yeah, go for it. Before we get to futures, go for it. So you, and it was really interesting to me, and you don't have to expand on it if you don't feel comfortable with it. But Brian being an investor in Star Yamaha. Do you, are you willing to expand on that a little more, or let's move on? Because I think that no, I, no, no. I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, if you go back to when Star Yamaha first got started, when they had Nico Izzy, and you know they really were at their roots. Oh, like um, the Deegan Thirty Eight MSR gear kind of thing. That's right. Okay, exactly. If you go back and you look at the side panels, there was the Metal Militia that was on there. There was the Deegan that was on there. And hey, I have. The utmost respect for Brian Deegan. He is yeah, one of the most too. sophisticated business guys out there. Did you see that uh, Netflix special? Or somebody did Blood a special. Bloodline, the movie. I have, oh, yeah. It's I all over watched YouTube. All of it. I watched part of it the other day. It's, it's all good. all over the place. It's really yes. good. Bloodline's really like good. I, I, am so, I am so happy for Brian because it, it 
for him to put himself out there and do a vulnerable movie like that and talk about his mom leaving and being in tears yeah, and the whole fuck the world and we're going to change the world, it makes so much sense now. And then the business side of him, I mean, I remember being, I live in Orlando and seeing trucks go down the road that had metal militia and right next to it, it had a surfing sticker. I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, remember when Rick Johnson had the bad boy sticker on the back of cars yep. and Nobody knew his moto. It was he had the gear, excuse me, he had the board shorts and the surf shops, and most people didn't even know it was RJ, but I was like, heck yeah, how cool is that? When I watched that with Deegan, and then going back to what Cole said, Deegan saw something with Star, started investing in it early. I don't think anyone knew where Star was going to go with it between buying, obviously, Carmichael's place and then taking over the 450 program and just running their own program. Now you come full circle. Deegan's getting paid quite a bit of money to be there. But to Cole's point, he's also probably bringing a 10 to 1 ROI on what they're paying him versus the exposure that team's getting. What everybody say? More people were interested in the futures race last night than they were in the main events. Yeah, every thumbnail, everything mm-hmm. on YouTube. And, and, I, and now you say that, my business gears are turning. Brian invests. Now he's getting a return as well. He's using the equity he has in the team to pretty much pay for his own ride yeah. and, and getting the return on the YouTube side of it. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, but you got to think about it. A million views, and it all depends on what type of industry you're in, a million views per month is anywhere between twenty dollars and $30,000 a month. Yep. So if you're looking at having a hired videographer and all the editors that go with I think Brian said he has, what, four or five photographers and and videographers i think so so like to cole's point yeah he's making let's say 100 grand a month let's say he's putting out 75 he's still up 25 on youtube he can bring those numbers to everything from method wheels to yamaha to everywhere Mm -hmm. it's just he's printing money but high five knuckle punch brian deegan you're my fucking hero I love what you've done. You've created an industry, First Metal Militia. You created a brand around the Deegan. What is it called? Deegan 38 or something? Their, yeah. their merch? Yeah. 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 He's got his daughter. She's out there killing it on the racetrack. And you guys know, if we think our sport is a pay-to-play, think about the four-wheel oh, yeah. world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That so. doesn't accidentally happen. Yeah, she's talented. And again, tips to Brian for going out there and take, you know, teaching her getting her the riding and uh, the driving instruction. So she's a, just a badass in four wheels. Now you've got monster. You're not just bringing one athlete. You're bringing two athletes in one family with tremendous momentum. And it's just, it's just start rolling, start steamrolling it all the way through. Yep. Um, it's unbelievable. All right. So as far as, so as long as we got you on here and you got some time to talk futures here. So Deegan yeah. choked last night, right? Like, we no. can all agree? <laughs> no? Oh, damn. I'm off. No. Okay. No, I no. think this is just Deegan and Deegan. This is just this is just what it is? He Deegan, just... Deegan, Deegan did exactly what Jet and, and Eli did, so who cares? Okay. I mean, that that little left-hander, which just huckabuck Jet, yeah. is exactly what with, uh, with what Hayden did. And let's face it, Jet, Eli, and Hayden got beat by nobody but themselves. Yeah. Nobody went around Eli. Nobody went around Jet. Nobody went around Hayden Deegan. All three of them put themselves on the ground and they lost it. Who cares? It's no big deal. It's one race out of 144 this year. They're fine. Yeah. So I will say, uh, my West Coast reporter was at the race last night. 
Uh, yeah. He told me in practice, He, I got a text almost immediately as the futures practice was done there in the afternoon. Deegan's fucking sketchy. <laughs> it was the text I got. But that's how he rides, dude. You so, look at Talon Hawkins, same yeah. way. He's, he's the same. It's just, that's the day and age of these, the way these kids ride. I mean... Is Deegan going to be successful? Yes. Everything Coach articulated. He's we, got we've his said this. Yeah, he's got we his dad. He's he's got a lot of natural talent. He's on the best, not two fifty team anymore, but two fifty and four fifty team. Yeah, you could give me all of those tools, yeah. and I'm not going to touch. He's him. got yeah. Jeannie Carmichael. He's down at the goat farm. He's got his own place where he's. I don't know if their new place in Florida is going to have a track, but he's got everything. Jeannie. Jeannie has no dog in that fight. She's just trying to keep her name relevant. Well, at this yeah, point. yeah, but. She, he's. It almost would be a shame if he wasn't successful. And I'm not saying he's not going to be, but it's just the way Hayden rides. Like it. When I watch, anytime I watch a video of Hayden, there's about four different times in a lap that I look at him and I go, "He should have hit the deck. Mm-hmm. Should have hit the deck. Should have hit the deck." But because he's talented enough and he and his and his brain processes information quickly, he doesn't. But he's, he is super good. But I, I have was, seen him hit some corners, and I'm like, Holy but the thing, shit. but that the thing though seen, is, is yeah. you look at all those kids. Okay, you look at Dax Menick. You look at Ju- well, Julian Baumer got the shit out of the deal when he framed that triple. Fuck, that sucked. I thought he was going to win that race. Yeah, I but you look, it, at, you look at Baumer. You look at Casey Cochran, Talon Hawkins. Uh, who was the one kid? Um, Parker Ross, number twelve. Gage Linville. All those. Uh, who was the seventeen? Cole Davies. I think he's the kid out of Australia. New Zealand. Base New Zealand. Flu. Base New flu. Zealand. Anybody okay, think it's New funny that base flu got shit off of Team Green? Well, he's, and KTM well, picked him up. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't get shit by Team Green. Team Green redirected their amateur money to their off-road team. So that's why he's over at KTM now. Really? Yeah. Yep. Because there. So the, were there the any factory Team Green rig, guys last night? The factory rig that we used to see at Team Green is now going to be at the off-road nationals. And there's, a, I think, one or two Team Green programs that are kind of doing like the uh, NSA Yamaha program. Okay. So that's all it is. It's just a redirection of funds. Hmm. But like Seth Dennis and those guys are still riding for Factory Team, for Factory Cowie. They're just under a different umbrella. Interesting. But Blows Food, yeah, Blows Food, you know, going over, Daniel Blair killed it by picking him up. Yeah. I think he's going to be a good one for sure. But but Hayden Deegan, he, is he going to have a good successful career? Yes. He's got all the tools set in place. But it's just the way it is. When you're at that, mm-hmm. when when you're at these kids that are coming in, it's a whole lot different when you're doing laps at the goat farm. And if you make a mistake, or if you're doing a motor with Thrasher and he gets loose in front of you, and you check up, it's not that big of a deal. But you go into the stadium, you got all the lights, you got all the cameras flashing, you got you know people are watching you at home. The track is beat to shit. Fucking, you're hitting the base because the ruts are so deep. The faces aren't level anymore. Whoops are cupped out. It's a whole different level, and it's the same thing outdoors last year. We talked about this. Granted, Iron Man was a little bit different because, you know, hit ragdolled, bikehead yeah. issues, whatever. But even when he went to Paula, a track that we know he, he knows rides, like the back yeah. of his hand, did he ride well? Yes. I think he was hovering around the top 10, got like 11th or yeah. 12th, but he was nowhere near top five speed. <sighs> he was like, it- what, six seconds a lap off? Yeah. It's going to take some time, but I just... Was anybody surprised that they didn't prep that track at all for them? They no, just I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. I was, I no, was honestly they shocked didn't as well. I thought, I thought for sure with the way the schedule was going that they would get done and they would prep the track for the futures kids and let them have a fresh track. And when they didn't, I was like, oh, okay. Well, we're, we just took a sketchy race and doubled that amount like said, of sketchiness by making it. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, but but was Hayden and Daxton and Casey were they any sketchier than anybody else on the track? Mm, ah, no, they all just. It, it's funny because they all just made mistake. Like they'd hit a section clean, and then the next section was not, and then they'd hit a section clean, and the next section was not. Like, but, did but you- look at no disrespect to the. 
I mean, no disrespect to the 250 class, but to me, when you look at Jet, you look at the three times he went on the ground, that just wasn't Jet. That was sketchy Jet. Yeah. When you look at, um, you know, obviously Tomac, right? We haven't seen anything similar to what we saw last <laughs> night. And I think if you look at Jet, you look at Eli, and you look at Hayden, they're carbon copies of each other. I don't think Hayden is sketchy. I think Hayden, I mean, let's face it, he's been riding super cross tracks since he was on 85s yeah he knows how to ride those types of tracks but i just think the entire night if you look at the consistency from uh, futures 250 450 it was it was a carbon copy in my opinion yeah i i do think though that if hymas from last year and rider d are out there they walk away from all those kids I don't I don't know about that. I mean, if you look at how smooth Deegan is on most things, mm. and then he was sketchy, and, you know, I, I don't know. If I were to do, like, a hierarchy of, of Deegan against Hymas, I still think Deegan would butter Hymas the majority of the time. Yeah. Just based on skill set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and But I don't know. Who else did you say, Hymas, and who else? Hymas and Ryder D. And I'm only going off of what we've seen in those two guys from Futures last year. Because we don't know it. What's that? But I think, like you said, last year, didn't they cut the track down a little bit for futures? Uh, I don't think so. (sighs) They just rode during the day. I just, I think I... What's up? You're talking previously? They cut the track down? No, like last year for futures. I don't think they cut the track down. They just just rode during the day. They didn't ride at night, which I like the fact that they changed it and made their race at night. Yeah. During the night show. Because that was real lines, real bumps, real atmosphere. I just, I don't see any of those kids... If Hayden or to say Hawkins or even if Dax was going uh, east next week and Hayden, who knows if he's going to or not, they go east next week. They have anything for we're, take Hunter out of it. Joe, Seth, they're not there. A Thrasher, a Smitty. I, a I disagree. No, I disagree. I think I think if you get because what was that futures race? Six minutes, seven minutes? Yeah, six minutes plus one. Yeah, so it was a you give race. you give Deegan you give Deegan a chance to get up and have twice as much time. I think you would you would see him in the top five. I was hey, watching the time Justin, board though. It went yeah. from sixteen to fourteen seconds, so not as much as I thought it did. Hmm. So, so Justin, think about think about East Coast. Let's yeah. say that Seth. Go each team. Let's say Seth is there. Let's say Shimoda is there. Yep. Um, what other teams would be on East Coast for next week? So next week, take out Joe and Seth, and, and we're actually going to do an East preview before we end the show. For each team, it's Hunter and Hymas. Vial is the only one on KTM. Obviously, Swole's out or whatever's going on with him. Uh, Smitty, Thrasher, Romano. And then if you tap the club guys, whoever, what's going on with Jay Martin and Marchbanks? Those are the top so, guys that you'd be looking at. And then if you included Swole, Joe, and Seth, if they were healthy. Don't forget Mosman. Oh, and Mosman, too, for Gas Gas. And, and no disrespect to any of those guys, but Hunter, Hymas, Vial, Thrasher, Romano, March Banks, um, J-Mart, Mosman. Excuse me. You don't see Hayden being able to get into the mix of that? I think if you had all those guys healthy, I think that Hayden could can beat Swole. I think that Hayden and Hymas are probably the same. I think Hayden and Romano. I think Hayden's probably faster than Romano. Either because I've, I, I've heard I've heard Hayden is faster than any two fifty rider at the Goat Farm. See, and Travis, you were talking about the same thing, but man, that's I what just, I'm hearing too, man. And and that and that may be true. I get. I think I just look at 
I look at Thrasher and what he can do when he pulls his head out of his ass. Who knows what we're going to yep. get out of Smitty Oh, this God, year. here we go. We're going to go down this Thrasher train here. We're going to. And then with Seth, the way he rode last year before he got hurt, and Joe and all them. And and, and I don't want to come off as, as I'm disrespecting Hayden. Like I said, you're I not. You're not at all. I just don't know if I could see him running that pace at the end of a night for 15 minutes. Give him two years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe two years without hitting the ground. And obviously all those dudes as well. I just I, I don't see him being able to do it yet. That yet is the key word for but, fifteen. But minutes. he's already but he's already doing it during the week. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that's crazy. I mean, if he was if he's out in California and he was at a track that just has a super cross track and you show your pro license and you got in your ride by yourself, but yep. riding with Ferrandis and riding with Thrasher and Romano and uh, I he's going faster than everybody else and there's no way those guys are letting him do 10 minute motos. Yeah. You know, he's doing 20, 25 minute motos. That's where I think it's going to be a game changer because look at the, look at the depth of talent he's riding with five days a week. Yep. Oh yeah. Does anybody, what's the probability we're actually going to see him at Houston? I don't think we see him at Houston, but I think we could see him at Tampa. I think you'll see him at Houston. What's your, what's your percentage pie? (laughs) 85%. Eighty-five percent. They've been hyping it pretty good for like, oh, we might when, for when them Dan, not when to. Dan, when when Daniel Blair said on the, the uh, podcast, or excuse me, on the uh, broadcast, that lots of talk about it. That to me is what sealed the deal. I'd heard some rumblings about it, um, which obviously I have to laugh out loud because you know they were so adamant. Those guys are a bunch of uffing idiots. What the hell are they talking about? We're gonna go. We're not, we're too young. We're gonna give a year. We got to groom. We got to learn. Yeah. And then when you're the fastest guy at at the testing tra- or at the practice track, and then you have Daniel Blair, who's probably more plugged in than anyone I know. Mm-hmm. When he on a on a public broadcast says we're hearing that he's going to be there next week, that to me is what sealed the deal because I don't believe that. Daniel would have ever made that comment if there was a remote chance that he would not show up next week. Yeah. I mean, I hope we do. I really hope so. I do too. I really, yeah, I do too. I mean, I think it would and think pr- about it now that the entire pro circuit team is decimated and swole is out. I mean, it, it, there's not a whole lot. I mean, I don't want that to sound crazy, but you're looking at only roughly, well, I guess it's the same as, as the West coast. You really only have 10 guys in the two fifty class that are factory. I think you're. I think if you really stop and break it down. I think your top five guys. Uh, you're probably looking at Hunter, Smitty, Thrasher, Moseman, and Vial. I think those. You think be- Jordan Smith is going to do something? I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's <laughs> going to do. He could be fifth. I, I think it's in there. I think he could be fifth, and he could be ten seconds back. But I think without Joe and Seth, I'm not going to count Jalik. It's no disrespect to him, but we just know that Jalik has problems and whoops. Uh, Smitty could be fifth. He could be the fifth place guy. But I think with Joe and Seth being out. I think that on speed alone, if he stays on two wheels, and that's the big if, I think yeah. there should be no reason why he's not fifth. Now, I totally agree. If You're, he gets the on the podium, of him staying on two wheels, I yes. agree with you one thousand percent. Yes, and once again, I we just know don't that, think he can. <laughs> yeah, and we know that's a problem with him, and we really do. But yeah. I, I think that without Joe and Seth, I think those are your top five guys. If Joe and Seth were in there. You're going to have to take Smitty out. I don't know which guy you want to take out. Vial, Thrasher, I don't know, but. I think it would have See, been. I don't. I think if you put if you put Hunter and then you put any of the star guys, would you say Tra or would you say Justin? There's what Romano, Marchbanks. Who's the third one? Thrasher. Thrasher. Yep. 
and then you add Deegan into that mix. Yep. Um, again, Moseman is a, is, a, is a lot like Smith. Obviously, he's got the speed, but just can't seem to put it all together consistently. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't think Hymas is going to be able to handle the intensity that these guys are about to serve up. Good rider. But I think it goes back to like what Cole was saying. Give him a year or two. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think we Agreed. might see a little bit more of him. Yeah. Yep. But if you if you take two or three of those star Yamaha guys, including Deegan, the only person I see that can consistently run out front is Hunter. Yeah. So, like you say, now you're at a top five guy. Yeah. Yeah. And are you hearing the same thing I am that Hunter actually made a step and is like running with Jet at this point? I mean, I heard he's faster than Jet right now. Really? I mean, let's be real yes. though. There were times mm-hmm. last year where he. I mean, he beat him in Atlanta. He was faster yeah. than him all day. Yeah, I'm just saying. But you know, but now I'm hearing thing, consistently he's the same speed or faster. Yeah. So here's here's the scary part. If you go back and turn turn back the calendar a couple of years ago, remember when Hunter was the reason why the Lawrence family was even recognized? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, yep. and and Dazzy the dad even talked about it on on Whiskey Throttle. Unfortunately, they learned a lot of mistakes through Hunter. That's allowed Jet to kind of get to where he's at. And Hunter's healthy. Hunter's mature. Let's face it, Hunter is actually a better rider than Jet if you look at it on records, books, and results. Yeah. Now you bring a healthy Hunter in on a Honda that can run the speed of Star Yamaha. I think you're about to see a paradigm shift with Hunter this year. Maybe. We'll see. I, I hope, hope you so. work on his racecraft. I hope so. I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna be a maybe. I think it's gonna be a holy shit, where did he come from? Yeah. I mean he's so last year he made that step of like actually winning a supercross and getting through the whole season. So I could definitely see uh see well, things. He beat his brother in the in the shootout. Yeah. I could yeah, definitely he, see things just getting got, interesting. He's just gotta be able to, that was the first season he's ever completed. Yeah. He's gotta be able to close out a championship. That's my only thing. And I love Hunter. Like I've been on the Hunter train be, when he was still over doing GPs. His only issue yep. is he has been not been able to close out championships because I think if you go back to 2021 Supercross, he's been in three, four championships at some point, and he just has that one bonehead mistake. But I, I hope so. I hope he can get a title. I really do. Because look at look at what Cole just said though. Yeah, he finally finished a season since yep. he's been here. Yep. with beating Jet at and Jet last year was as fast as he is right now, and Hunter got the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is going to be a very interesting, like you say, between what we're hearing at the test track and then Hunter coming in healthy, as to Cole's point, finishing a season healthy, incredibly important for confidence. Mm-hmm. Feeling a line from Jeff Emig, momentum over a points, points lead all day long. We may see a big shift here uh, come next weekend, and I personally would love to see it because I think Hunter and Jet, what I love about them the most is they don't mince words and they just talk. Did you guys hear when they did the um, the interview after the first race last night and and Jet's like, I, I don't even know why you're interviewing me. I couldn't. I, how how I mean, how incredibly authentic is that? I'm it's a fucking awesome. loser. Why are you interviewing third place and, and and second place didn't even get interviewed? And Jet's like, Why the fuck are you interviewing me? Yep. Yep. Well, look, I hope Hunter makes the Supercross wins a title because then outdoors is going to be a war. <laughs> hey, how damn cool would it be? East and West Coast Lawrence brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, think I don't story. think it's unrealistic at all, Cole. I don't think it's unrealistic yeah. uh-uh. at all. I think you look at them at Des Nations. 
You look at them as nations, the way they work together. Mm-hmm. You look at the fact that the Hondas is, seems to be on point with the stars this year. The person that I feel the worst for is J-Mart. Remember when he was just running his ass off trying to run down those star Yamahas with J-Coop? Yeah. And he couldn't do it. I mean, he's fucking going as wide as he can third gear through every corner, never putting his foot down, and Jay Coop would just walk away from him to the point that Jay Mart wadded himself over that jump, remember? Yep. And, and re-injured himself. And yep. now you watch these Hondas, and they seem to be on point with Star. Give that bike back to Jay uh, – give that back to Jay Mart. What yeah. would we see? Yep. You know? What – um, uh, with, with getting back to the futures a little bit here, what do we make of Dax Bennett winning last night? I mean, he's been running a supercross track for a long time too, man. And, and nah. anything? No, nothing. Okay. No, nah, he would. <laughs> no, nah, he would have been nothing more than third place if it hadn't been for you know people making mistakes. Uh, Hayden Deegan should have won it all night, all night long. I think Talon. That was the one that got away from him. You know, he, he let it all. I yeah. think he was what second till the last lap. Yeah. I had it as Deegan, Talon, and Casey Cochran because Casey's a really good starter. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to what you said earlier, I think Daxon is a little bit sketchier than the Deegan is, um, but Daxon just picked up on everybody's mistakes. And I think you can't, you still can't count out. Blo- I, I can never pronounce his last name. Justin will have to help me. Blasflug. Blasflug. Yep. Blasflug. You know, I think he is another guy that's kind of under the radar. I really love the fact that he's working with Daniel Blair. Daniel is really interested in the long play, which I think is going to help all of the Orange Brigade riders. Yeah. Because Daniel. He's been there, done that, and he's like, hey, I'm not really worried about what you can do right now. It's what can you blossom into. I think anybody that's under the Orange Brigade with Daniel Blair, that is a tremendous asset for you long term. What do you guys make of uh, Balmer? Balmer? Yeah. Balmer? Yeah, what about him? He's good, man. But he I've kinda, never heard of him. He, so. he didn't really start coming on strong until area qualifiers last year, then through regionals. I don't know what he did at Loretta's, but he, I know he was up there. Is he, he just, on his own dealer? Who's he riding like for? Oh, he's going to he's gonna be, yeah, he's going to, it's not, it's not NSA. He's mm-hmm. getting help from Jamie Ellis at Twisted. Okay. Um, His, who is it? His, uh, Millsaps is helping him out. Yep. Well, okay. his riding coach was the same guy that was helping out Joe up Car- until Carbella. Joe went to, mm. yeah, went to Nick Way. Um, kid's fast, but he just needs a little bit of help. But apparently it won't be long until he's getting, I don't until know who's going to help him. Until he's going to star. Well, I don't know about Star, but no. he's going to be getting help from someone. That's Because he kind of was an under-the-radar guy, and I've well, seen dude, some videos of him riding at Milestone or some of the yeah. West tracks. I was like, ah, I think he could be in this conversation dude, his, with some his, of those His heater at the end of the day was six-tenths faster than everybody else's. Yeah. So, well, and then he looked and he was good the first in that race actually, until he cased that jump. He was actually the first future to three out of that table. He oh, was really? doing it in press day. Hmm. Yeah. What think do you know about, about him, Coach? about that right there. How badass is that? Oh, it's, it's yeah. great. I mean, especially when you're not you're pretty much doing everything on your own. Yeah. Now, I don't know what kind of money his parents got, what kind of help he's getting, you know, as far as financial, if he's not getting a ride, but he's one of those kids, man, that kind of just came out of nowhere. And it's probably cause he's just working his ass off. What do you make? He of, is working his ass off. Yep. What do you make of, of the comment that was made on the broadcast last night of like Daxton being on like a, uh, a tryout deal or something <laughs> with star. Like uh, they said that. And I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck does that even mean? Because he's it, when it came out, it was like, okay, he's riding star, and now you're telling me he's on a tryout deal. Like, what? What the fuck does that mean? That's a really nice no. way of saying pay to play. Yeah, I mean, if if they plucked him off of KTM, and I mean, let's face it, I mean, out of that, out of that, 
development program. It's going to be Deegan as number one. The fact that they brought Daxton along, it just fits right in line with Star Yamaha's number one plan. And that is, and again, I tip my hat to the entire program. They keep their feeder program full. Mm-hmm. They're never without a rider. Um, and and I don't know why other teams don't stop. I, I, again, I understand there's a little bit of money involved with this, but like, look at, look at uh, TLD team. Why would there not be one or two other riders that if somebody, I mean, look at the, look at the summer that they put Chiz on the bike and paid him a boatload of money because monster was tagging star Yamaha. Every race that there wasn't a monster logo on the track, they're getting a financial penalty. Yeah. So they just let Chiz race the bike to save the losses. Yep. I mean, let's think about it. This is, I mean, JGR, because remember they lost Cycle Trader originally because they didn't have representation on the track, and then it just oh, is that cascaded. What that was? Hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at that summer. All their riders were injured. They had no representation on the track. So Cycle, Cycle Trader pulled out, and then it just cascaded from there. It's like I've said for years, I've got a couple private investors that are asking me to start a pro team. And what I said to them is, I am not interested in starting a pro team until we can find a way to create equity in a team. And the only way to do that is to have the riders earn a percentage of wealth through the equity and the value of the team, period. Coach, I got some ideas. We need to talk about this. And then when you're done racing, like let's say that you move on to a bigger team, if the team value went from a million to two million and you have 10% shares, you get a check for $100,000 as a cash out for improving the net equity of the team. Ooh, now a, my investors, public. Put it that's on the exactly NASDAQ. it. But the idea is there's no equity in a team. And like I told the two people that approached me, I would be, I, I know I can build athletes that will keep your, your semi full. I can promise you that. The problem that we run into is the sponsors, they're paying for representation. And if you can't guarantee the representation, like, for example, I would do a 250 rider, a 450 rider, and then I would have not one, but I would have two backup riders for both classes. Mm-hmm. You put them on the exact same equipment. You put them everything, tires, suspension, motor work, everything. Heaven forbid, Jalik Swole breaks his arm. There's no worries. We've got another guy right behind him. Don't even need to worry about it. Sponsor A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Go ahead, Cole. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but JGR did it with Phil, and I thought that worked great. Like they do it in NASCAR. Why? why yeah. You know why did that? Look at not look at the financial spin? penalties of WSX. They made it part of the contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and haven't look you heard that, with, yeah. with the WSX, the teams, from what I understand, are literally talk all talking and saying, "Okay, what if we all pull a little bit of money and we get three or four dudes." that we're all paying and that way if any of us have an injury we can just pull from the three or four dudes that we're paying to essentially stay sharp yeah but the teams are doing it like collectively it's not like an individual team's like okay cool i'm gonna pay three dudes wait it should be yeah i'm like dude that to me that seems like a great idea i mean it works in formula (laughs) it's a no-brainer yeah it's a no-brainer you have five or six guys now that are making some decent money that justifies the amount of work that they put in Yep, and it goes back full circle. And I said this on the, the last shit show. Can you imagine a professional baseball player having to pay to bring their family to a baseball game? Yep. Yep. I heard you talk about this too. How ridiculous is that? And so you come full circle. If the teams work together, there's never going to be a lack of corporate presence on the track. 
It's, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. We have, uh, for the listeners that may not know, 2023 is the 14th year that I've had an amateur development program. We only open it up and we have 20 spots every year. The last two years, we've had over 3,000 resumes for 20 spots. Mm-hmm. And this year, we have six corporate sponsors, and I limited it to six so that it doesn't become brandalized. We have 11 people that want to be corporate partners, and not one of them are in the sport of motocross. Yep. Because they like the idea of a junior development. They like the amateur development, just like baseball, any ball and stick sport. Now, I'm not a genius. I just saw a need, fill a need, kind of like stealing a line from robots movie, right? It's the idea here is it's like, I want to make sure that I can hand off riders to teams. I've done it with AC, Jordan Bailey, Logan Best, uh, uh, Seth Hammaker. The idea here is we need to hand athletes off that are ready to go the distance. Mm-hmm. Now, when I've got investors that come to me and say, Rob, let's build a pro team, I'm like, for what? A pro team, you guys have listened to Kenny Watson talk about, they were told, hey, you take your Dodge money and go beat sand. You can't have a Dodge car on the property. So what did what did Kenny Watson do? He put a car on the back of the lift gate and he lifted it off the ground two inches and said, there's not a car on the property. Mm-hmm. What'd they tell him? Get rid of it. Yep. You look at Astrofin, look at him on Gypsy Tales. He talked about it. You look at Kenny Watson. He talked about it on Whiskey Throttle. The idea here is until the association, until the promoters change the narrative to make it lucrative for somebody to invest in a team and then the riders increase their net equity because of the value they bring to a team. I hate to say it, but it goes back to like what Cole was saying. I believe Brian is the guy that's starting to figure it out. I'm bringing equity into an investment of 10 years ago. Now I'm going to take a dividend on that investment. No brainer. I mean, here's the funny thing. He, he really should go uh, looking at it from that aspect. He should go to Feld and be like, I want this much money for my kid to race here. I'm going to take him to World Supercross because he gets more views in a month than Supercross does in an entire year. That would be the ultimate trump card move if I, Brian did it. Dude, one, I think Brian would do it. I was going to say, Brian's the type of guy that would do it. I, I 100% would be doing that if that was my kid. Like, look, you're going to pay me to race here or I'm going to go to World Supercross and take all million of my followers and let's say they do 10, 20 million views a month throughout everything and take all 20 million of those and we're going to go travel the world and do World Supercross if you don't want to pay. So figure it out. Yeah. There, There's about to be a huge momentum shift because let's face it, Hayden is the first rider that do exactly what you just said, Trav. Mm-hmm. He's the first guy that could have, I know you're talking about Brian doing the negotiating, but yeah. you're exactly right. It isn't the same landscape that we had five, eight, ten years ago. Yep. Anywhere. And go full circle to what Cole said. If you have Brian that invested in that and now is you know, leveraging that investment, best equipment, best riding facility, and then you start to momentumize that going forward, guess what? You've got yourself a completely different Look at what Roxon did and all of the noise that he created by committing to WSX. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Kenny, but if, if, if Hayden Deegan were to go do exactly what Roxon did, it would completely, literally, almost like an earthquake, it would shift the foundation of our sport. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine the vacuum he would create if he left yep. America? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And can you imagine this? This was something that I talked to somebody about. 
Can you imagine going and racing MXGPs and WSX? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd be all about it. Because what is WSX? Four rounds or six rounds for 23? Six. six. Six rounds plus MXGPs, which is only Justin's the guru. How many total months do they race MXGPs? It's five, right? Uh, the first round is March 12th. And then I think they're going to this year until September, but you got to remember they have a bunch of two, two week, breaks. Yeah. Two week breaks because a lot of their guys run their own national series, like the Dutch series, the French series, the German series. So, so let's just go six months to your point. Yep. Let's just go six months, six months plus six weekends of WSX compared to 31 rounds of the Humpty Dumpty series, as Justin called it. Mm-hmm. You don't – now, again, I, I'm not friends with Deegan at all. I've never had the privilege of meeting him, you know what I mean, not to have a conversation with him. But, you know, it's one of those situations where you can't help but wonder, the bigger picture and the moving parts, that's not unrealistic at all. Well, and the Yamaha owner over, Yamaha owner over there would sure shit pay him a lot of money, just as much money as Bobby Regan would. <laughs> Well, and like you said, that's where I think everybody's got to be on their toes because if some if that idea were to literally germinate, how would you keep that from happening? Because the MXGPs they run it like a business. I just I've I've, I've always said that Justin. Again, you're more of a, a aficionado of that. But if you look at the MXGPs, they run it as almost like a Formula One. Yep. And and I know it sucks. Like you know, there's no prize money and. Um, how do you say his name, Justin? Giuseppe? Giuseppe I think it's and then it. Yeah, Giuseppe. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, he's he's a pretty scrupulous, maybe an unscrupulous, depending on what side of the fence you're on. <laughs> he's pretty unscrupulous, and you don't mess with him, and all that goes with it. But, yeah, I just think that there's a lot of momentum shifts that it's almost like a pendulum. I think if something like that were to happen and then it were to come back and cross-germinate into our own 31 rounds, it would change the playground quite quickly. Yeah, there's. It's interesting. So it's a, it's a new so, era. So it's a new era with Jet Deegan for sure. Yeah. So, Coach, we've um, you know, we've heard already that there's fights between promoters here already with this SMX thing about where this money's coming from. Does anybody know? Like, is where are we gonna get the money after this year? <laughs> I bet it still stays with the Saudi group. No, 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 not for World Supercross. I'm talking for SMS. Oh, oh, so Super Duper Humpty Dumpty. So, fell Super off Duper wall? Humpty Dumpty, because, yeah. you know, the, the big thing is, oh, now we've got 10 million up for grabs or whatever. Okay, cool. But we've already heard that MX Sports and Feld are fighting over Dude, didn't you where know the Danny money's Coombs, coming. Didn't you know that Danny from, Coombs has a lot of money? And this is just the first year. So, like, I don't, I don't know for sure, but, like, did. What's it called? Did NBC commit to X amount of million of dollars per year? And then the, the, promoters or the rest or because i know that's the way it's working this year but i guess i've i haven't really heard beyond that essentially david so, better sell his house in the hamptons yeah something like that <laughs> let me ask you this um is the money guaranteed like the five million is that definitely going to be paid out it supposedly <laughs> if they don't pay that <laughs> out and these riders don't stand well, here, on something that's well here's the thing i'm about Cole is it goes back to who's actually going to be qualified to be eligible to make the money. Well, I know if you've got to have like you got to have like you said you have to win a race and then if you win a race you're automatically qualified. But let's say that Tomac gets a burr up his bonnet and says, "You know what? I don't want to do it." Yeah, he won. He's eligible, and he doesn't go. Okay, well they don't have to pay him if he doesn't go, right? But he's eligible, but he doesn't yeah. go. 
what if everybody who's eligible doesn't show up? There's no payout of the money, if I understand it correctly. Yeah. Freddie Norton's taking $5 million home. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case. Tomac, Tomac is actually the only one that I haven't heard changes plans since everything's been announced. I still stand by that depending on how Supercross goes, we might see him outdoors. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I think he wants to challenge. When, He's been asked I that a lot. Well, remember when Lee Diffie asked him and was really trying to butter him up, and he just outright said, nope, I'm not doing yep. it. I yep. was like, who are you, Lee? You think you can – whatever. I'm not okay. going to go there. He's – I want tries to, me nuts. I want to see an Eli Tomac, Dylan Ferrandez, Chase Sexton, Jet Lawrence, Adam Cincerella battle outdoors. You want to see Jet win a bunch of races? Jet's not going to win over those guys, but nice try. <laughs> You're so cute when you're wrong. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong, bud. I don't think I'm wrong. Sounds good. All right, coach, split the difference on us here. Do you, what do you think, just bench racing here, what do you think Jet's going to do outdoors here? Because I'm under yeah, the I, impression that he's just going to go out and probably be dominant from the get-go here, and Justin thinks no fucking way. So. I didn't say he can't win races, but to you, for you to think that he's going to dominate Chase Sexton after what he did last year with Eli and dominate Dylan and if a healthy AC and mentally is fine – you're fucking high. He's he's not ready yet. He's he's killing it in the 250 class because he's riding with kids his own age. You're talking about grown ass men, and I'm sorry, just because he won a moto at the MX of Nations when he couldn't win the third moto. You're so cute when you're. What wrong. happened on Friday? What happened? It. What happened on the Saturday qualifying <laughs> at the MX of Nations? It. I love it when you're wrong because you How get so wrong? animated. You're so don't cute. let the guy that was claiming 17 and 0. Tell yeah, you I know wrong, you have Justin. no like to stand on. You're a moron. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> coach. Yeah, Justin, you thinking? I'm thinking top five. What are you thinking? I, no, I think he can win motos, but Travis over here thinks that he can literally go in as a rookie and beat all those guys for a championship and be just as dominant as he is in the 250s, and I don't think he's there yet. I give him a pretty high no, probability. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking at the end of the season, end of the year, where do you put him? I have him, I have him in the three to five range. That's where do you I have him at this There's year one? Three so, to five in points. So are we counting? Are we saying hypothetically that Eli's in there, or it's just Dylan, Chase, AC, all, no. all the guys? No, I'd put a, I put I would put uh, excuse me. I'd put Eli in there. If we put Eli in there, in I got the him fourth right now. I got fourth. Jet fourth. I got Jet fourth. I think that Jet or Eli, Dylan, and Chase. I think that those are the guys they're going to be top three. And I got Jet yeah, fourth. I, I just am going to be curious to see. Do we think Sexton is going to be able to keep his head screwed on straight? I just I just don't. No. I don't trust yet. Yeah, no. I don't either. I don't think that yeah, he can handle Eli Tomac dogging him for 35 minutes. Nope. He he's never no, here, had that. He's here, never here, had that. What's that? Here's here's the interesting side. So let's say Eli does not come out. Can Sexton handle Jet? Can he handle the pressure of Jet? No. Well, not if he doesn't, so much from Dylan... the racing, but the attention, because we know that Sexton is an attention whore. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm thinking back at the truck. Like, how's that going to Well, go? if he doesn't, then Dylan's going to slip in, and he's going to walk away like from both a, of them. Uh, like a Jamar? Totally agree, Justin. Like totally a... agree, Justin. Yep. I think it's, to Cole's point, I think it's more of an under-the-tent umbrella issue than it is out on the track. I mean, let's face it. Why did Chase leave? Because he doesn't want to deal with Jet's attention. So I think it's funny in that verb video that they did at the test track where they were like all talking and hanging out. And I'm just thinking, you guys are totally doing that for the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's not a knock on Jet. I think that he's going to have a great 450 career. I've said this and argued this with Travis, but he's not he's not there yet. He's too young, and I don't think he's mentally strong enough to do it because he hasn't been tested yet. Like, yes, he's been in this class. He, he went through the, the struggles of winning a championship, but we saw it last night. 
there's still cracks. There still shows what happened that he's a 19-year-old kid. Now you put him in with a guy that Eli Tomac, or we could possibly be talking about second greatest of all time at the end of this season, dogging him for 35-minute motos? Not a chance in hell. I will argue. Yeah. I, I don't care if it's Ricky Carmichael. I will argue it. I'll argue until that depths of time. He's not ready for that shit yet. If he can't make it through I a would, triple crown. I would agree with that. So let's let's take the conversation just a step further. When does Hunter get into the 450 class? 24? 20, because he's doing outdoors, right? 24 yeah. with, 250s and then 24 outdoor 450s. 24 outdoors and then 25 he'll go full-time? Yeah. With what team? Ha. Ha. Yeah. Honda? That's who I think. I really do. Because if you look at the musical chairs, who else would they put in his place? That's a good question. Honda? That's yeah, a good Honda. That's a good question. God, it's going to be the Jet and Hunter show. I was going to say, and here's years. the thing: he, like, there's well, only corporate loves that shit. Oh yeah, yeah they can eat it up. Yeah, but so. look at look at Lucas, the marketing genius that he is. Don't hey, what the hell is Antisocial Club? <laughs> it's a high end clothing company, Cole, coach. Yeah. I had to look it up myself. Cole, this is entering okay. Your, this is you. And, yeah, it's like a. And I'm asking that sincerely because I saw it on his jersey, and I'm like, okay, obviously that didn't get there for free. It's and, a super uh, high end brand of clothing that you got to be like on a waiting list to buy a fucking eighty dollars. Kind of like the elite yeah. of the elite. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, that fits with Jet's persona, which that's, that's cool there. Said, yeah. But yeah. can you imagine Lucas? Um, what is that thing on the front of his jersey? Quad Pro or something? Something that holds your iPhone? Quad Lock. Is that what it is? Quad Lock. Yeah, it's a, it holds your phone you like when you're it? on a, a street bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I got one Lucas, on my phone. Tucker is the What I love about Lucas, though, look at Lucas. Lucas is doing exactly what Dungey did. Haircuttery, Target. Um, what was the earbud company that Dungey was with? Skull Candy. Skull Candy. Skull Candy with an end cap at Target. Um, Lucas is on fire. And mm-hmm. then can you imagine if you get Hunter and 24, you got the dynamic duo. Both boys are attractive. They both articulate themselves well. Where in the world will Lucas go next? Yeah. There's another thing too. You, 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 you also got Shimoda, mm-hmm. who you would assume by then if Joe, everything goes well with him and Cowie, he's going to be on the factory Cowie ride. Yeah. By then. Yeah. So yep. you got three of the top dudes, the the next the next guys, you know. But so think uh, about but think the about room? the marketing. You've yeah, got Hunter and Jet. They're not completely, ta- you know, they're not head to toe tattoos. They don't have earrings hanging all over the place. And then you take the the corporate Honda that we know oh so well. Go back to Bailey, Osho, Amara. Go all the way through, right? Yep. Even even when Ricky was riding for him, they were still, you know, they had the. Um, Universal Studios, they had the woodpecker on the side, right? All still clean and crisp. And you look at what Lucas is doing with Hunter and Jet, and then you put them together in 24. You've already got Jet's Donuts. You've already got the Antisocial Club. Alpine Star's killing it. Wow. What does 24 look like? Yeah. Nike. (laughs) That's not unrealistic whatsoever, especially with Lucas' contacts with the NBA, bringing out Dennis Rodman and everything else. I mean – I've talked to I talked to Lucas on a regular basis. When you look at him behind the scenes, and you see his Instagram, and he's on another plane, another rental car, and he's not going to another race. He's going to another corporate office. Yeah, the guy never stops. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I just wish he would stop wearing them skinny jeans and outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how he rocks skinny jeans when it's one hundred and five degrees I don't know out, either. man. 
because you get paid a lot of money to sweat your balls off. That's a good point. It's a good point. I, I just remember seeing him at Crawfordsville on Friday, and we're walking behind uh, him, Joe, and Jet. And it's like, like I said, it's like a hundred degrees, and he's got a like a, a long tee on and skinny jeans, and I'm like. And obviously, we all know Lucas is not a small man by any means. And I'm just like, <laughs> yep. dude, that has got to be so uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you paid close attention to to Lucas's uh, social media? You see that Honda in his office? No. Yeah, it's the Carmichael oh. Honda. That's the it's oh one the one he never raced. Jeez. Right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The pro. The, yeah, you got to look at it. I I've, I I we've dialogued about it several times. I'm like, dude. That is one hell of a bike to have in your office. The only thing that I've seen better than that, when I was working with Ashley Filek, we had a closed-door meeting at uh, Factory Honda. And you talk about, like, as you guys know, I'm still the biggest fan of the sport. Love it. I don't care what closed-door meetings, what test tracks I've been to. You get in a closed-door meeting, and one corner is Ricky Carmichael's bike. The other corner is Jeff Stanton's bike. And the other corner is... Um, how do you spell it? How do you say his name, Justin? Um, the road racer, Miguel Duhalam. Oh, du- yeah. Duhamel. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Dumel. Yeah. Every corner of the room has a number one bike, and literally around the ceiling is all their number one plates over the years. Hmm. You the close that room. door, and you're like, like, you could just cut the air on how bad they love to win. And let's face it. Jet has brought them after this year. Will bring them three, possibly four championships. Mm-hmm. And the last person to do it was Ricky. And then you put those two cats, what Hunter and and Jet, on the four fifty. Twenty four, they get a first championship. That's Ricky Carmichael. What do you think that's going to be worth in a contract with Lucas? Yeah, five million. Bring the first championship exactly. I, I always tease about this. I never talked to Ryan about this, but can you imagine when Ryan signed leaving Suzuki with Roger, going to KTM? Can you imagine what the win bonus was? Because they're thinking, what are the chances that KTM in their first year is going to get a podium? Not a win, yeah. a podium. And then to win the championship? Hmm. Like Justin's has just said, I'm just throwing it, I'm just being a complete smart aleck here. But the, they probably laughed at it, kind of like a Lloyd's of London insurance. Yeah, if you win it, we'll give you $10 million. Yeah, yeah. And he goes out and does it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. And now all of a sudden you've got Jet and Hunter with the idea of bringing Honda their first premier class. So what year was that, Justin, that Ricky won the last championship? 04? Yeah, 04. Yeah. Outdoors. When he was yeah, in the 450. Outdoors. Yeah. 20-year hiatus in the premier class for Honda, of all people. Which is crazy to think how much winning they did from the late 70s all through the 90s into the early 2000s. The CR252 stroke is still the most winningest singular dirt bike in in our sport. And you don't think Lucas is going to leverage that? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Look, I I want $5 million for both of my guys, plus bonuses for winning championships. Plus, 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 plus. And we're bringing Nike. And we're we're bringing bringing Nike. We're bringing all this shit. Just bring the car. We're bringing antisocial club. We're bringing donuts. Bring the car hauler with the NSXs. Just just everything. Back it up to the house. Yep. Get a hundred bunch of old C10s. We're bringing all these new sponsorship deals. We're like. Nike sponsors three races the next three or yeah. something else. You know what I mean? Switching it up well, a little bit. Well, and you think about this. When was the last time Honda was in a position to win a championship after Ricky? Remember when they were trying to get James, but James was a Red Bull rider and Honda had muscle milk? Yep. That was the only reason why they couldn't bring James over. Which is they, hilarious because that surface now, like there's a lot of pictures floating out there of James with that Honda 
Oh, in that's the shower. Way yeah. before muscle milk, homie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was. Look, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one. And then you think about it, that muscle milk deal, I think the very next year they did not renew it. Can mm-hmm. you imagine how frustrating that would be? I have no idea what muscle milk was worth, well, but about, the amount. Uh, how about the stock options they offered Stuart back in the day to go to Monster Energy? <laughs> Can you, you ever, imagine? You ever heard about that deal? Mm-mm. Uh, Scott Sapkovic was talking about it. It was Jay Law's <laughs> guy. Um, and he was he was the monster guy. He turned oh, he was, into he, monster. He was one he of the know, he, but, he was one of the bigger agents back in the but day. But he was talking about when monster first came into the sport, and there are millionaires walking the pits these day, now still because they knew to buy in. But if he if Stewart would have took that stock option deal, he said it'd be hundreds of million dollars. Yeah, because that was probably back in the day when it was still Hanson Energy. It's like when it first went public, and they yeah. were gonna. Give him a huge stock option deal, and he wanted you know, to stay with Red You Bull. want to know what's wild about that? Hanson Energy back in, I think it was 2001, actually sponsored a Suzuki team that Evan Lawfridge, David Pingree, and Josh Woods were yeah. on, and Turbo Reef. Hmm. Well, it was a, it was a was Mathis that before, podcast. So. Was that before Factory Connection, Justin? Yeah, yeah. That would have been... Wow. Um, so you want to know who Monster Energy's first guy was in Supercross? Who? Tyler Evans. That, that makes sense. That yeah, does that because back sense. then that was their yeah. And you thing. know who their first well, ever guys, amateur guy was? Jason Lawrence. Makes sense. That that's, makes sense. That's why that yeah. my, that logo stayed yeah, I could with him. I could see that connection there. Yeah. Well, you got to remember. Look at the connection between J Law and Scott. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. He told this and crazy then, story about J Law at Daytona when he was. Oh, dude, he came in of... six in the morning, went out, was a second lap faster than everybody. He said the bike sucked, didn't want to race, went out and got. <laughs> or second. a Red Bud when he was smoking cigarettes before practice and just went out and got like third on the board. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Sepovec, he, if I'm not mistaken, he ended up putting a lawsuit against Monster because he said he created the Monster Claw. I don't, I don't know whatever oh, wow. came out of that, but yeah, oh. from what I understand. You know, uh, people need to give Scott credit. I mean, he literally was responsible for bringing the entire energy drink yeah. category to our sport. Yes. Think yep. about some of the agents that we've had between Scott Astafin and now Lucas Myrtle. God, yeah, dude, it's, it's it's crazy insane. that the sport isn't. Yeah, and you want bigger. and you want to talk about our sport being a niche sport and small, but yet you have three guys that have. And now we got a new agent. And what? New agent. I would call him an agent, Brian Deegan. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I just think it's funny. the biggest asset, biggest asset in the pits. Yep, Deacon will go for twenty million dollar contract. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, he's got enough power to where he could go start his own team and be financially. Yeah, fine, yeah Cole, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, if I was in Brian's position, I would say f everybody. I'd go do it my own way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally agree because he would take the money, the marketing, the clout, the social media. Everything would go where Brian or and where he Hayden would know goes. how to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. Yep, and look at what he did in the off-road truck world. He did it with uh, what's his daughter's name? Haley. Hey, Haley. Yep. You know, it's just like it, it. It's a turnkey operation at this point for Brian. Yep. Just absolutely brilliant. But my heart does bleed for him, man, because I was put up for adoption when I was young. That feeling of abandonment, man. When Brian talked about that on the show, not to get all soft and fuzzy with you guys, but that's my biggest fear in life is to be abandoned. And I being put up for adoption, and then. I went through a nasty five-year divorce. The, the fear of abandonment, I was married for 25 years. The idea of being alone again was absolutely paralyzing. And then to listen and watch what Brian went through and what he turned it into, yeah, it was obviously very rebellious. But to look at where he's at now as a family man, 
being his kids, <clears throat> pardon me, being his kids' dad, being his wife's husband. I, I like I said, I've never met him formally, but I have the mad respect for that yeah. dude. I just I met him it. one time, and that was at Loretta's in the Thor Tower when Hayden probably would have been on fifties. I remember standing okay. up in the Thor Tower, and it was just my dad, and me, and then Brian walked up there, and I'm sitting there looking at the track right before practice went out. Then I can hear Brian; he's on the phone, probably doing business as he always would. <laughs> and then I turn around, and I'm like, I had to do a double take. I'm like, that's Deegan. I was like, that's Deegan, yeah. you know. And and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna say anything to him. I was like, I'm not gonna say it. I was like. All right, I always tell you off the phone, say something to him. I was like, hey, what up, introduce myself, and just sat there and bullshitted for like five minutes. And maybe it was just because it was just the three of us up there. It was early in the morning, you know, those mornings at Loretta's, everybody's walking up to the track, nobody around. Yep. And maybe he was doing it for my benefit, but just down-to-earth guy. Just sat there and bullshitted with me. And I was like, yeah, I know you're busy. I just wanted to introduce myself or whatever. Five minutes, just bullshitting. And then yep. walked away, and I'm like, okay, that's yeah. that's just who Brian is. Yep. The, yeah, the only time I just pulled, I've, the, pulled the metal militia <clears throat> cover right off. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only experience I have with them is when I was working with Logan best and we got to go up into the monster tent and, or lookout tower and Deegan and uh, the dad, the mom and the sister were to Michaela and I's left. And that's when uh, my rider Logan was actually able to get in front of Hayden. <laughs> and, you know, it was cool watching them cause I'm kind of stepping back to see and how they're going to react when, Logan goes around Deegan and they didn't jump up and down or anything else. And unfortunately Logan right before 10 commandments kind of pushed the front end and went down. But I thought it was really, really cool because it wasn't like the mom and dad were like, gosh, darn it. Baba. You know, they were just like, all right. He, you know, just, I love Deegan because he's just chill. It's like, well, we get second. That's fine. We get third. We get third. I wish a lot of moto parents could watch Deegan. He's like, whatever. You know, we'll take, you know, you guys have seen D, he kind of raises his shoulder, whatever, you know. Yeah, I, I like, I like when he just, laughs. I like his laugh. Yeah. Somebody should make a compilation <laughs> of his laugh. Just, What I find funny is, is I think that people forget, like most people don't even remember that he was a racer before he was into freestyle. Yeah. And then the moment, the iconic moment, that dude has created so many moments after he gets the dub, ghost riding the bike off the finish. Yep. That will be ever yep. for, be ingrained in my brain. It's like, well, this dude, he and was... And then he rips his shirt off, Tyler Evans style. Yeah! yeah. And then said, kicked everyone's ass. Brian, <laughs> Brian was a good racer in his own right back in the day, man. He just mm-hmm. happened to be in an era where it was Steve Lampson and John Dowd and, you know... Yeah. All the clean cut boys. Yeah. Yep. So... Well, it's kind of like Tim Ferry, you know, the, the guy that has more second places behind a guy called RC than anyone in his... <laughs> but you look at, you know, you think about when, when uh, Brian launched that bike, what the AMA do? They find them. They took the win away. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just typical AMA, same bullshit that we're dealing with today with the same stodgy environment. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, I get it. I mean, nobody anticipated that Pike was going to get launched off the finish line. And, yeah, it almost took out the worker. But I'm sure that worker isn't worried about Sue and Deegan because he, you know, ghost rode his bike over the finish line. But that's what the sport needed at that time was something a little bit different. Um, so, no, I I know we've talked a lot about him tonight. I hope he listens to the show because all of us, all four of us, just have mad respect for him. We love what he's done. We love what he's doing. And I love the fact that he can kind of create some some tipsy-turby in the sport that needs to be turned upside down a little bit. Printing money. <laughs> now, we, yep. all, we all we all hate Hayden Deegan, and we're all look, assholles because we go after a 17-year-old kid. Look, <laughs> that's what we're here. Like that's I said, I'm, I'm not anti-Deegan. I just, and, and, you know. Should we start the anti-Deegan-Deegan Deegan club? <laughs> 
<laughs> make a shirt. Look, yes. man, I just have my opinions of Deegan just like I do everybody else. You know, we that's yeah. You're about racist it. against white people. It's oh fine. my god! We've been All over right. This. Well, we're gonna let Coach go because that was just a terrible way to end that. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks so much for having me on the show, man. I love bench racing with you guys. It's uh, like I said, uh, some people have given me some stuff about doing the weekly show with the shit show. And I just love to race. I love to bench race, man. And, and I really appreciate you guys giving me a chance to come on. It's just um, the idea that I get a chance to do it weekly is priceless to me. And like I tease both Justin, Cole, it's nice to hear your voice again, but I only get to talk to Travis and Justin. But uh, uh I, I'd love to do this after every every race, man. I just I love the bench race, and I want to thank all the listeners for hanging out with us. Um, hopefully, you guys are as authentic about or have the same passion as these as these three guys do. And I say this respectfully: you guys are three legends, and you guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And I have two cups coming for you because I only can do cups for those that do the whole season. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens I'll just take the hammy down. I'll just use Justin's from last year. <laughs> hey, Coach, I just but like I, I just like to point out with the shit show too. The episode I was on still the highest viewed episode um, of the series so far. Jack, he is such a so, jackass. I, you know, when you say legend, <laughs> yeah, they don't listen to the show because when of you when he when he says legend, he's not kidding. I am a legend because on the shit show we are Look, still like higher, the hierarchy. I, on I'm there? higher than Cheyenne Harmon. What kind of drugs? Hunter Yoder. Like the, Kevin Moran. Are you Look, on drugs? The, the hierarchy on that show is like it's Coach like and a Hopper. Too. It's Chris not, is a little bit liberal, so like he's in the middle, and then you're like down here. <laughs> it's in the not. Low end. It's not even close. It's you're, like a lot listen, that we're dude, ahead. You are on the bottom of the scrotum pole. Look, sure. I, you are the like scrotum. I views, wasn't it, Trav? <laughs> huh? That was like ten thousand views, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My like comment said, about Hayden Deegan got ten k last night too. Yeah, we did get ten thousand. Was I also on that show? Who made yeah. the comment so about a com- Hayden? There Deacon. is a common. There is a common denominator going on here with these ten thousand view shows. It's me. Okay. Oh, just it's wait. me. Just wait. This guy's such a genius. I love it. The fucking legend. All right. Well, thanks, Coach. We Thank appreciate you, you coming on, man. Thanks for staying on extra long here and and bench racing with us. Thank you for uh, supporting the show. Everyone, make sure to check out Coach Rob, CompleteRacingSolutions dot com, where he will scientifically. Make you a better athlete. Science. Science. In That's all sports, guys. not just a dirt bike. Yep. All right. That's right. Later, Appreciate coach. the time, you guys. Be Thank safe. You, yep. Bye. See you, Bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Love that guy. Love that Lots guy. Lots of interesting shit in there, though. Lots of interesting shit. But we still got to go over 250s here, so. Yeah, yeah we'll, dude, we'll we sk- rip into that. I know. We'll skip the futures, and then after that, do a I mean, we pretty much covered futures. I was going to say, yeah, that, was why, that was why I was asking him, like, hey, you got time? Because if you do, like, let's right. let's start knocking some of this stuff out. Let me pull up the results here. All right, so 250 recap brought to you by our friend it's at Adept Creative Co. Make sure to check them out for all of your graphics. Oh, wait, Coach was brought to you by Adept. Coach 2D was- graphics? Coach was brought to you by Adept. Yeah. What the, fuck did, what the fuck did he just say? By Adept Creative Co. Go to fucking bed. <laughs> Look, I didn't have a brought to you by on next to Coach's thing. You know what? Whatever. This is brought Dude, to the you graphic, by the whole show is brought to us Thank by you, Adept Grandall. Creative Co. Thank, Thank you, Eric Grandall. He sent me some bigger pants for my alias because mm. I'm fat. They fit better. Okay. I'm sad. What? <sighs> The pants I ordered drunk. were just a, okay, I a bit I too it. small I because it. I'm fat, Cole. And so he sent me a bigger size, like a nice guy. All right, so Levi Kitchen gets the dub last night. He doesn't Speaking even get a win. bigger pants that fit better. Chef in the kitchen. <laughs> goes 4-2-2 four, goes four, two, two for W. And, uh, okay, great, cool. He got a win here. Now it's just like, can we do something else? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the kid is going to be... 
have a great career, but I'm just saying it's kind of like outdoor. Did he win one or two outdoors? He won, he, he won Thunder Valley, and Thunder then he Valley. battled with Jet South. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's just like I'd just like to see him back it up and like maybe finish the rest of the races. Uh, that would be cool. But, um, but I mean, it was a good ride for him. Like, he consistently was just right there all night. So, which is funny because he went from struggle bus at fucking San Diego to, yeah, yeah I'm just going to get a win. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was down, wasn't he down in the first corner yeah. in San Diego? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, fuck all you fantasy owners that didn't have him last week. I think it was uh, great. It was I, a good time. I think Levi's, he, I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of the next wave after Jet and all those guys move out. Yeah. He's going to be, which is crazy to think though that he's a twenty year old. Yeah, you know he's not a kid. I mean no. he's a kid, but he's not a kid. Yeah, you it, know? it was it was a good ride, but it was. Hey, kind Star of, Yamaha's got an overall though, guys. So it, don't yeah. hit the Star Yamaha button. had two. They're both their guys Jesus. on the podium. Yeah, and Levi didn't even get a win. Yeah, so I mean it was it was a good ride, but it was kind of almost like a bit of an invisible ride all night. Well, I mean let's let's remember too. This is only his third Supercross that he's actually finished. Yeah, third. Wow. That's kind of wild. That's yeah, kind of wild so to think about. To get your first win in three tries. Yep. That's pretty good. You can only go up from there. Yep. Um, okay, so Jet has a rough night. Triple crowns are apparently are not his skip thing. skip over second place? I told you I'm not talking about He that. is second place. What are you talking about? I thought Styles got second. No, Jet went second with a 3-6-1. But I'll tell you what, it was funny. I really can we thought, keep this down to five minutes? Yeah, I really okay. thought the second race was going to look more like the third race did, where I thought he was going to be pissed and come out and just put shit together. I was actually a little bit surprised it took till the third race, but... I mean, come that third race, he looked like he looked like Jet Lawrence. The first two was not him, and that weird ass crash he had in that first one. I'm not sure the ejecto cedo. There were so many dudes that crashed in that. Like at first, I was like, "Ooh, that's uncharacteristic." And then when so many dudes crashed in that corner, I was like, "Hmm, okay, so this wasn't just a Jet thing." There, he's human, Travis. That's I know. Just all we got. I, I understand that. I understand that. And he went sketchy jet in the second race. That second race was sketchy jet all the way around. I will say that. But at the end of the night, we now have a 16-point lead after three rounds. Yes. Because RJ, RJ. Because, yeah, we'll get to that. So, okay, go ahead. Talk shit about Jet. No, I told you in the group chat, I'm not talking about Jet until he goes to the 450. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's just like that. Nope, I'm just muting your mic. You're just muted now. (laughs) You're you're out. Justin, so see, the problem is, is Justin's racist against white people. And so he hates Jet. I kind of want to be on board with that because people talk about him enough. I'm not talking about gear it. was on point though. Gear was fu- that fucking yellow gear was sick. Gear was on point. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Oh, well, I'm how, not, about I'm not... how about the pink shit matched with the bike too? I didn't like that light pink color, but it matched the bike. It did. That was that was interesting. That was planned. All right, I, so let's yeah. move on from Jet to the third place guy. Yeah. So yeah. Styles goes uh, six one three. He rode really well last you, night. You're a, Got a moto win, which is the first. You're a Styles yeah. supporter, right? You're kind of on the Styles. Tr- not I not like he was a fan, be better like, than what he's been. Yeah. He, so was that kind of what you? I mean, I haven't heard you say anything about Styles, but you made the comment. Is that kind of what you were expecting out of him? I mean, half the field crashed in front of him, though. Yeah. Yeah, but he still got a win, and it wasn't yeah. Daytona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. I mean, he had Levi hounding him for... Yeah, I mean, that was more along the lines of what I thought we were going to see Styles this year when he came out on the Star yeah. Bike. It's Should just been said. a rough start for Star, period, the first three yeah, rounds here. Gear. Yeah, so that, to me, was a good ride, and hopefully he builds off that when they come back in a couple of weeks. So Yeah. yeah. Because it would be interesting to see him up there, like, battling with the top. Three, four, five people there. So, um, 
Mitchell Oldenburg goes five four six for fourth, which sneaky is a good. sneaky quiet good ride for it's Mitchell all Oldenburg. Season, though. I think it's where Oldenburg is yeah. in his career at this point. Yeah, but I mean, hell, dude, if uh, there's a, there's a lot of guys, including what about that our top friend, five Genova bonuses. Yeah, including our friend Kev, that I bet would love that five I four would, six finish in in a race. I would like love that. to see him one hundred percent focused on just riding the four fifty class. Because he was good Who, last Oldenburg? year. Yeah, he was yeah. good last year when he dropped into the 450 class a few times. Yeah, would be interesting. Um, Max Volen bounces back, goes 7 8 4 for fifth. Could have had a. He should have won. He, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he, he was yeah, Captain yeah, Bill. Yeah, he, he, he probably should've. could. Yeah, he probably should have. But again, that same corner that caught 87 other people just. Yeah, and again, threw a banana out there. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that many top dudes all crash, crash. in the same race. Not just in the corner, but just in the race in general. Yeah, yeah. the same about, exact way. It was, started with yeah. Jet. And then it went to McAdoo, mm-hmm. and then obviously Pierce was behind him. Yep. And then it went to RJ, and yep. then it went to Pierce again, and then it went to Max, and then it went to Jet. Yeah, it was wild. I've never seen the top dudes outside of Levi and Styles all crash in the in the same main. Yeah, like that was that was a crazy fucking main. Fucking wild. I was watching that, going, "Is is anybody going to win this, or is Phil going to win this?" Which we'll get to that in a I second. Kind of wanted Phil to win. I did too. So uh, McAdoo. Huge get off in fucking qualifying. This dude, like has that more was brawn than brains. Did anybody notice like they sh- when they showed the clip of his hand bouncing off? He almost just like went limp as soon as it did because he was just like shit. This isn't gonna go well. Like hit like if you watch his body language, he's like stiff, stiff, stiff. Hand comes off. He reaches for it as soon as he knows he doesn't get it. He's like fuck and just like it's just like a limp situation. I mean, dude, he rough go. He's got big balls because he still rode. Yeah, Look, man, he cannot continue to keep having these big crashes though. no because i'm a i'm seriously afraid the next time this happens he's not getting up from it yeah that that wasn't good he went eight seven five for six so like that was a good night considering what the fuck happened but like no, man, he's dude, two weeks to he's second points now no RJ's, i don't know no rj's still second i don't know i, I didn't I pay that he's got two, after last night he's got oh, two weeks yeah, rj is still second you're he's, right he's got two weeks to yeah, uh heal up. up yeah um Derek kelly goes ten five seven look man somebody get this kid a fill-in ride yeah, he should have went to the PCs or I was Husky. Thinking, some, yeah, oh, somebody, he's already on steel frame. Somebody give this kid a fill-in ride because he is just top ten all the time. Now. Yeah, yep. Husky would be good. Too bad he's on this coast. Yep, but he could go outdoors. Yeah, um, let's be real. Jaleek Swole will probably crash at some point and not ride outdoors. <laughs> Jaleek Swole does have an overall win though. Yeah. yeah oh Jesus. God. Here we go. Uh, Pierce Brown goes two thirteen eight. So it started off really good. That's pretty on brand. Were either of you surprised? <laughs> how surprised though in that first main when Jet caught him and they started pushing towards RJ? How quickly they caught RJ? Yeah, that and was like, impressive at the end there. I was like, holy shit, they're close. And I said I wasn't going to talk about Jet, but I was actually surprised that Pierce held him off. Because I was thinking when yeah. Jet got him in sight in the whoops, I was like, ah, Jet will go around him. I did too. But Pierce, <laughs> I, Pierce in the whoop section, man, he, if Jet is like the fastest guy in the whoops, Pierce is not that far, far no. behind him. Pierce is a fucking good rider if he could just stay off the ground. Yeah, He's changed yeah. his technique, though. It's yeah. a little weird to see. He, no, he did change his technique. Yeah, his technique yeah. is not the same as it was the last Anybody year. think yeah. that shroud flopping around on the right side caused him to crash in the whoops there the second no, time? No, it's just Pierce. <laughs> no, okay, that well, I'm just, just saying, because I was like saw that, and I was like, ooh, that would distract the fuck out of me. We are now going to call that, that is caloric deficit. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. just who he is. It's just who he is. Pierce had some caloric deficit in the whoops. It's All right. Something. Uh, so Phil goes 12 3 19 in a Phil fashion for ninth. What the fuck? <laughs> he led that race for nine fucking minutes. And he had a six second gap at one point. And I'm like, dude, literally halfway they keep in. Crashing. When, they don't want to win. I was going to say, when like I think Volan went down, I went, 
He's Phil's going to win this fucking race. I think the only thing I noticed about Phil the entire night, and Balmer had the same thing, was the lights on the, the Yeah, so do you know what plate. that was for? No, I have no idea. Phil's okay, testing so, it. Yeah, so the light that was on Phil's bike is something that Feld is testing so the fans know who is leading the race. Or in qualifying, they'll light that light to whoever's the yeah. fastest in qualifying. So if you notice, as soon as he got passed by Pierce Brown or whoever passed him, yeah. the light went off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Formula One does something similar into the sense that their guys on the top of their cars, they have different wings and yeah. different colors. Yeah. Here's, here's the funny thing. You want to test that and you put it on Phil? Like and somehow he fucking <laughs> yeah, leads. Yeah, and then oh, all wait, of a sudden he's leading. They just throw it on someone. It's not on everyone's. Yeah, bikes. no. Phil tested it like it a week a, ago too. That is like the biggest coincidence <laughs> it's ever. Hilarious. So what was somebody? Put your TLR tinfoil hat on. Oh my god! Yeah, it's staged. It's staged. <laughs> Yo, Illuminati Phil, was at the I race last night. Sixty-nine out front. <laughs> like at first, I was like, "What the fuck is on his bike?" And I was like, "Holy shit, he's got lights on his bike!" And I couldn't figure it out until I listened to the post-race interviews, so, and they were like, "Yeah, so he's testing them or whatever." So it would have been real. TLR tinfoily if, if it he was won. on the number 33 bike and he was oh god that. here we go if, <laughs> get out of if here if i like when i saw because i because julian baumer had the same thing yeah when they zoomed out because it wasn't a good shot all i'm sitting there going is those are just colored zip ties because they're running the psycho number <laughs> plates where yeah and, I'm like, and then i'm looking i'm like how the fuck are they that bright? bright yeah. yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on? That's what I couldn't figure. At one point, I was like, does Phil have underglow on his bike? Like, I, what the fuck's happening? At yeah, last, but good thing they told the fans. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm with you too, though. I thought it was like triple clamps on yeah. Phil's bike, and I'm like, where the fuck did they get bright ass green? And why are they, they like showing neon. up like I that? They were yeah. like ECU. They were, yeah, they so. were crazy. But I mean, yeah, good thing they told the fucking fans. Yeah, so yeah no shit. Once again, big drop on Feld's part. Just had this whole thing. Well, and actually, at one point too, I also thought like you know how Git has those. Things yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I thought RPM that, meters. and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's just not shine off. That's good. Phil's gonna bitch about this this week because it's gonna distract him. Those things were bright. I wonder if you yeah. could see that. I don't know. I bet at some point, if you hit the light right, you probably maybe could. they were bright, dude. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is that? All right, moving on. Dylan Walsh goes 14, 11, 10 for 10th, which is PC yeah, bike. which is yeah. I'm honestly surprised that he's not on one. Um, oh boy, here we go. So RJ. RJ pulled an RJ. 122.13 for Lord 11. And RJ. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? RJ may be the one guy that's not, because think about how much that dude's ragdolled and never gotten hurt. So so honestly, he's like, think how many yeah. times he's fucked up, though. He's stopping well, it. Yeah, he's mean, stopping it in and out when he's not supposed to be. Yeah. Well, his body I, might be I good, was the but the guy his brain that said that he had eye issues, probably. Yeah. yeah. He look, dude. That was only RJ fashion. You go out and win the main, the yeah. first one. <laughs> so here's the thing. He the, he rode that first one, and I liter- literally, when he crossed the finish line, I went, Jet's about to lose the red plate tonight because RJ's going to go out and just do, even if he just rides consistently like he has, he's going to go 2-2 two, two here, and Jet might win, you know, or he'll win another one if Jet doesn't. And I'm like, and there goes that fucking, there it's, goes that red plate if Jet ri- continues to fuck up like he did. And then the second race happens, and he blows his fucking hand off, which is weird. Two guys in the same race blow their fucking hand just right off the handlebar. You know what they need to do? Oh, boy. Here we go. Like the NFL put magnets in him or what? No. <laughs> they need red nail polish. Cave uh, motocross. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Carson. So anyway, yeah, that was a very RJ. Like, Shit. for as good as he's looked the first two rounds, that was very RJ Hampshire. It's very, it's very unfortunate because yeah. he could have walked away with a red plate if y- he just yeah. rode like he did the first two rounds. Yep. 
So, um, idiot. A Rod. A Rod goes <laughs> eighteen ten nine for twelfth. Good for him. Lopes goes eleven nine eighteen. He is oh, not a triple crown guy for thirteenth. So did I. What? Good job, dude. I don't, I don't know. He, and like even he had in the first man, night. When, yeah, even in the first man when he was like six, he just dropped anchor. Yep. There was Be interesting to see the club behind the scenes where they will actually probably talk about it. Probably is, he's probably going to talk about it in Portuguese the whole time, and you know, won't he know has, what he's he has about. a blog too. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, yeah, it's in Portuguese. It's in yeah. Portuguese. Yeah, oh, but that's for his people though. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brazilians. Yeah. So, yeah. my source was just telling me that the Lopes family doesn't have a lot of money. Hmm. The only reason he's here is because he was a Red Bull Brazil. So yes, this, yeah. this is out of the Brazilian budget, mm. not the U.S. based budget. This is worldwide shit. So I imagine. That was probably a pretty hefty contract. Yeah. And that got him here. Yeah. Um, and then also, I got the info on where some money's coming from. Where? Please share. I don't know if I can share. Okay, we'll talk off, about it off the air. off air thing. All right, let's finish this up then. So, Cole Thompson goes 9, 16, 14 for 14. Typical Cole, Co- Cole yep. Thompson night. Hunter Yoder goes... Thir- no, no, no. Fuck Cole Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know why? He was on your fantasy, too? He yeah, was on my well, fantasy. here I am. 10 to 15 guy, the most consistent guy, like... And I never pick him. I always pull him off my team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck dick. it, dude. Consistent guy. You know, 10 to 15. Yeah. He's going to be all right in the triple crown. Fucking weeds it. <laughs> Sick, bro. Hunter Yoder, though. He had a Liat yard sale, literally. Oh, boy, bringing that back. Here we go. Hunter Yoder, though, man. He is, he's improved. Hunter Yoder, 13, 19, 12 yeah. for 15th. That was a good ride listen, for him. You got to think Hunter Yoder was supposed to be the next guy. guy yeah. Honda, he so. won. Yeah, dude. He won a lot as an amateur. That's why I made the comment on the fantasy show about when he won That's that. Right. I forgot he was a Geico kid. Yeah, he, yeah, except he got the short end of the stick. He never got the ride. He got the ride. I mean, he was pretty much in the same, but well, he was still a 150 guy when they closed shop, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Robbins, 16, 12, 16 for 16th. Okay. Hey, Jerry's making wow, mains, Wow, Jerry's yeah. finishing mains. Yeah. yeah. Your boy Mitchell, 22, 14, 11 for 17th. That 11th is pretty good, but Mitchell whatever. Mitchell Bloss? <laughs> uh, Dylan Schwartz, 17, 15, 15 for 18. Yeah, yeah just good talk doors. Brandon yeah, Sharp. not a super cross Riding guy. the, Brandon Sharp, riding the Bar X Suzuki. The Derek, the Derek Drake bike. So, No. I think that's going to be a permanent thing. No, I mean, he was on there because... Because uh, old boy couldn't make the main, so I guess it was probably the team's fault. So Masterpool is now out. Wouldn't shock me. Seriously? Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Okay. Like, what the fuck is that dude's deal? I he don't just know. rides outdoors, man. I don't know. That dude better just... Dude, it, he better just do the typical motocross thing, retire and become when, a trainer. When Jake and Ty were getting ready to go pro out of the amateurs, because the way uh, Tara and... Um, um, have drawn a blank on their dad's name, Jerry. They didn't want him to ever ride Supercross because they thought it was too unsafe. I get that, but why not? Why can't you finish your contractual commitment? Why do you back out of every? Was team it that him that backed for? out, or was it Bar X that dropped him? I'm pretty That's sure he backed out of that. Oh, hmm. I mean, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know either. It's just like what other team was he riding for? And he backed out. Honestly, AEO. Honestly, yeah. he doesn't really need to race ever to make money. They. They're doing just fine. Why? They got oil money? No, they've just been very successful. I mean, dude, his mom was a fucking... um, Olympic skier. Yeah, an Olympic skier. Oh, really? Oh, my God. All right, let's finish this up. So Max Miller goes, gets 20th, Varese 21st, and B-Ray 22nd with the big whip for the LCQ. Did anybody... Did you guys both watch the 250 LCQ? Yeah. What the fuck was Austin Palatelli doing? I have no idea. <laughs> that was pretty. Dope. Honestly, what was I have he no like? Idea. Th- what was he doing? It I was pretty butteryish. I'm like, what? Just, to th- just to think, this kid was a was a rock star Suzuki supported kid as an amateur. Was he? Yeah, him and Rookie White. 
Oh, Jesus. Been when hanging out with buttery too much. When rookie was a pudge ball. <sighs> All right. So that has been Hang our. Did, did you see that buttery video? No, no, I don't watch buttery. Okay. So this is kind of funny. No, oh boy. So they have a stripper with it, Coke. No, this is the only thing, the only one I've clicked on because it was, it was pretty fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're kayaking. They load the kayaks into the van. They're driving down the road right at the end of this car, fucking flipping. <laughs> so they roll Saw up that. and the guy comes rolling out of the car pants down around his ankles hops the guardrail and tries to like hide and then he gets up and he's stumbling his ass off and they go to the other side of the car there and there's a, a pint of booze that flew out of the car and old boy's phone flew out of the car and it was on Pornhub just playing a video. that's awesome <laughs> typical California and bullshit. of all people buttery rolls up on oh those typical God. California bullshit that's awesome I did see the thumbnail of that of like oh this guy should have died so that's what it was that's what it was that's dude funny. was weird he was cranked one out driving <laughs> Drive down, down a, the road <laughs> in a canyon road sounds like a terrible idea yeah with booze oh man alright uh, that was your 250 race wrap up we got other stuff on here we were going to talk about, but yeah, we might just delete. do the 250 East preview. Maybe it'll be well, a little fantasy. I mean, we basically talked extra. about most of it, no, so no, we didn't. Not well, 250 East. We no. I mean, <laughs> we, we just named who's in there. I mean, Let's maybe do it on a fantasy extra or something. Yeah, fantasy we could do extra. some. Yeah, we could do some Thursday night. I don't want to do it right now, dude. It's fucking almost 10 o'clock. I'm yeah. definitely not going to have time to do that. Fucking have 9:30. What? Okay, well, dude. Our, our preview show goes maybe to a Wednesday night call. You think I want to talk to you guys on Tuesday night call? What do you want to talk about with East? So Hunter is going to win the title. I, I don't know how that's just guaranteed. Uh, Who the fuck is going to beat him? There's plenty of. Please tell can, me Jordan Smith's going to beat him, and I'm literally going to shut your Who mic off. Who is going to consistently beat Hunter? Hunter can't consistently beat himself. Uh, Dude, I don't know how many titles has he won since he's been here, and this is coming from a Hunter guy. What, he win three races last year? Four? I, I don't care about the races. The only one he didn't finish off the podium was he weeded his shit in the woods. Yeah, A3. Outside of that, I think he was on the box every single every race, race last year. And has year. he won a title yet? Uh, No, because he raced Christian Craig last year, who's a whoop monster. Okay, so what happened in outdoors when he was in a spot to be the points later? Bike blew up. No, uh, it didn't. It didn't blow up. Southwick. Uh, fucking Southwick happened, and he grenaded. Oh, yeah. Okay, what happened in 2021 when he was battling Jay Coop for the Supercross title? This is actually kind of amazing to hear you talk shit on your boy Hunter. It's not talking shit. It's being realistic. He has not been able to close championships. Okay, now, so neither of these other kids, I was gonna but say, that's why I can't say that. Oh, you guys are yelling? I'm going to go start my car so it's warm. <laughs> Jesus I just That's why I can't believe that it's just a given that he's going to win the title. I just looked down this list, and I don't have anybody else, okay? So, Hymas obviously is a rookie. He's not gonna do. I don't see him doing much. He's he his his job is raised. PC's guys are all out. They mm-hmm. just signed Chris Blos for fill and ride. Great. He's gonna be right up there, probably in the top five. Honestly, with the way this list goes, because he just won't uh, hit the. He hopefully won't hit the deck. How about that? But then you go to Star. You've got Smith. Nope, not a fucking chance. If you want to talk about Hunter not winning the title or not being able to close one out, Smith. If he can close a race out, I'll be surprised, to be yeah. honest with you, because I just I just have zero faith in him at this point. You've got Romano, who's a rookie, so I have any faith that he's going to be able to even stay on two wheels through the whole fucking season. And then you have Thrasher, who will win a race and then go 14-14 the next two. Yeah. So, like, I'm out on that. Then you go to club. You have J-Mart, who has not been able to even complete a Supercross race in five years. You go to you move or uh, you have March Banks and again okay March Banks whatever March Banks hasn't even won a race. They so did. What do you win? He won Daytona. March Banks won Daytona. Yeah, bro. He won it during. COVID. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. So Big he won Pro Circuit guy. So he won Daytona. 
three years ago. Okay, cool. That's fine. So he won a race, but that's it. He has not done anything since then. Who knows what his health status is, period, anyway. Yeah, last then you I go, saw he was just helping out training kids. Then you go to Gas Gas. You have Mosman. He has won a race. He's probably second on my list in this group as far as like title contention. However, he's no different than Pierce Brown. I was going to say, but he is literally no different than Pierce Brown. He will put it in the brown all day long, all the time. <laughs> so will Justin. <laughs> Husk, you go to Husky. Well, Jalik's not racing. Jalik's fucking hurt, so he's out. Not barking. And then you go to KTM, and you have Tom Vial, and he's a complete mystery in Supercross. He ain't winning. You don't think he's gonna win a race? No. Oh boy, you're gonna you're gonna come out and tell me now that Vial's gonna win a race? Why wouldn't he be able to win a race? Oh boy, here we go. I don't think so. Why? Sorry. (sighs) Explain. Maybe. Explain why. See, this is the thing. A, you guys say that. You guys 50, say you don't see it, it, but why not? I give it a 50-50 shot. Why can't he I don't race? think he's. I don't think he's a guy like Porcel, where he can just come here. Why and, he was more accomplished than Porcel? He's more accomplished than Porcel. He's actually the most accomplished Euro to come over here since ever. He's he's had more titles. Yeah, than Kenny. MXGP. What happened when Kenny came over here? What happened when Marv came over here? He's more yeah, com- they all sucked ass for the first two years. I don't know, man. I, I don't know about that. You don't remember Kenny coming here when he was 16, case and triples. Tom's also like, not 16, though. Tom's 22. Okay, so so I'll ask I you this. I just, I'm not saying your, he's going to win. I'm not, look, is, I'm Hunter, not, is Hunter your top pick, then, to win the title out of this group? Honestly, I don't know, because he has not been able to finish a series. So you're just going to waffle on this? No, I don't know, because none of these guys have been able to. I mean, I don't know either, but I'm just saying uh, logic says that Hunter is the guy. You would probably say with logic, but I can't back it up that I'm 100% certain. Would I love to see him win a title? Of course. But Hunter could also be leading the points and then go to Daytona and get 20th because just fucking gets 20th. I give him a 75 to 80% chance. I give Moseman 10, VL 5, Thrasher 3, and Smith 2. Okay. That's that's my breakdown here for percentage chance of winning this title. That's it. I mean, dude, I just when you just go down the line for anyone, I, any I of these kids even closing out a season, period, even from a finishing consistency one standpoint, Hunter is the guy. Yeah, he is until he's almost about to win a championship and then he's not. It's it, that's but, fact. That's not me just saying that because yeah, I'm trying, no, is he. But, but his shitty consistency and not closing out a title is probably still better than Mosman's shitty consistency. Yeah, you're probably Thrasher being Thrasher. You're probably right. I was gonna say, here's my thing: is like I think he who can out shitty these guys. Who the fuck's even gonna be close to him? Oh, I think there's a lot of people that'd be close. It's just once again, you say consistency. Because I I agree with you with like the like the whole like shit in the bed when it starts coming title time. But there's a big difference between jet breathing down your neck. Or or someone like that, and any of these other dudes that are racing east with him. Oh, and he's clean of Moseman shit. He ain't putting up a Moseman. No, I don't think Moseman's going to be within range. To be honest, nah, he was last year quite a bit. I don't know how you could come. To Maybe that I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Fun fact: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch last year? Did you watch last year? Moseman yeah, was right I on. Him tuck the front end. All, he, you're right. He hit crash, but to say he's not within range is kind of stupid. Look, he was within range every look, race. Michael, I mean, it speeds there, but that's Mike, my point. Michael's got to figure out how to not break his hand by no, you, jumping something in practice. Look, you right? guys are Michael. Right. You, Michael motorcycle. You guys are right, but I just I can't say with. It's very liberal of you to be waffling like this on who's going to win this title. Okay, who's your pick? I don't have one because you have I don't to know. Pick wow. One. 
I don't know. I need a liberal stamp. You on the have How's that liberal? One. How's that liberal? You have I, to I just one. I don't know who's gonna win. You I have to pick one. Don't know. Fine, fuck it. There's a there's a wiener in front of your mouth. <laughs> you have to you have to suck it. Tom Vial. or pick a title. Tom Vial. Tom oh, Vial is your God. title pick. There we go. Tom Vial. Holy, Holy shit! shit. <laughs> I'm high. Get the fuck out of here. I can't even. I can't. No. Ah, no. that's a stretch. The Euro is going to come over. If he who's comes over never here and rode win. fucking Supercross. And comes, win I'm, gl- I'm glad you said the. I'm glad you said to never rode the Supercross because you would have sounded real fucking stupid if you wouldn't have said that. The Euro, who's never rode Supercross. The Euro part has nothing. Over. He's never ridden Supercross. The Euro has yeah. nothing. The Euro Not part has nothing to do with it. The Euro part has. And nothing he's to gonna do and he's gonna win the title. Yep. Porcel did it. <sighs> Por- I'm, I'm Porcel out. rode Supercross before he came over. Barely. Bursi. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. I don't, I've never even seen VL ride at Bercy. No, I'm VL saying that never rode. Super I'm saying cross, that Porcel, period. up until he came over here, all he ever rode was Bercy. That was it. He didn't ride the French Supercross series. I don't know, man. That's uh pretty. It's I'll pretty, just go with pretty hopperish of you. This is this title's up in the air, but like, I, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm about seventy five to eighty percent that that Hunter's gonna win this. I'll just go on the Tom VL. I'll just say he wins it, so. just so I can be different and not be on the bandwagon of Hunter winning it. Well, there goes our there is our title and thumbnail for this. <laughs> That's fun. I don't what, care. Tom Vial is a winner. Yeah, I don't care. Tom Vial will win the title. Did anybody think Jet was going to do it when he did? No, what? but he did. Jet nobody coming called from, him to win a title his first season. No, he went out and he won though. Nobody thought that Jet was going to be season. Jet, and Jet was never a guy. Same thing. Never rode Supercross before he came over here. Hunter never he, rode Supercross. Did, they, neither, feel, none of them won their first time out. I feel like. But they also weren't 22 years old. Uh, I don't think I, that matters. It kind of does because he's been there, done that. He's won two titles and he's not a teenager anymore. Yeah, but he's not riding a Supercross track. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yep. Okay. If you say so, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. That's for sure. But yeah, I just, Max Anstey's winning Daytona this year. Oh, he's he another could, guy. Oh, yeah, man. He could. I, he was I don't list. think I ever picked Max Anstey to win a title, though. Is he winning Daytona? No, because he's on a 250. Oh. And I don't think that bike's that good. I bet Justin was like, oh, Arnotonis is coming over. He's winning a title. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Tommy Searle's coming over. He's winning a title. Hey, man, Tommy Searle, not in Super Bowl. No, dude, he just smacked that Max Anstey wiener out of his face and brought the Tom Vial one right in. That's all that just happened. I don't know what you guys got against Tom Vial, man. I don't, I don't have, have anything, anything against, against Tom Vial. This is our thing about you You just said it. I'm being real. I just think I just think that he's get, it's going to be a little bit of a rough learning curve here for him with the Supercross side of things. Now, it will be interesting to see how he does and compare him somewhat to Max yeah. Boland here. I think, I think that'll be, be better interesting. Than Max that be wouldn't than Max surprise Boland. me, but I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I, and again, too, I've you're looking at Max's and I haven't 18. seen anything that's been like, wow. I haven't even seen really any videos of him riding either. So, I, don't, I mean, I haven't seen any videos really of any of these fucking dudes other than a little bit of Smith, Thrasher, Romano, and J-Mart before he fucking wadded his shit. I haven't shit. seen anything of Romano. So, yeah. I mean, I've seen them. Romano's got his own vlog probably, too. Hey, man. I don't know. Tom, so. just make it through Supercross and get to outdoors. That might be a Brian Deegan star thing. All you guys got to have your own vlogs. I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> any, Anything else with you two before we wrap this up hey, here? Can we make that a sound bite, the Deegan laugh? Can you pull it? Can you cut that? And I'll just go, <coughs> give me your best Deegan laugh. I don't even know what he sounds like. I don't know either. <laughs> Did you know I was in their vlog <laughs> once, though? All right. Yeah. Iron Man. All right. This has been episode 223. Sorry, it's been a long one. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back next week to talk more East Coast. 
We'll bring these rants back because these are kind of universal rants here for me. Yep, and uh, and yeah, and we will uh, wrap up Houston here next week. Thanks to all our sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Depth Creative Co. Oh boy, I lost my spot here. Edgewood Holster Farm. Co., Gutterworks, JT Cycle, Isaac Nelson Designs, Edgewood Farms. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to Coach Rob. Thanks to Kev for calling in. And we will see everybody next week. Later. See you. I'm